people think that success lies within you. Mm. I've, I've, I've gotten rid of that notion. Mm. I think a lot of success relies on others. It's a symbiotic relationship. He couldn't walk. He <laughs> was <laughs> a vegetable for a week. He could start walking. <laughs> I wanted to get into the acting game. I, I, I always had this burning desire since I was a young kid to like do acting. Thing. It's like in a wheelchair, refusing to eat vegetables. This podcast has everything. <laughs> Josh and Keynes. Yo, what it is? Introducing November 15th. Let's go. Salute. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, what's going on? What's good? Got the music going. It's Friday night. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so I uh, went to the. Went went across the road. There's like a like a, a nice little little park yeah but then like across like from the park the edge of the park is like a like a big bushy land mm. and it goes down like a little cliff and no one goes in there it's like super like dense shrubs and stuff yeah there's one up this is a vibe hold on this is a vibe got this song no just like music and us having a conversation yeah sick. this is a vibe yeah fuck it is a I vibe continue your story it. man continue. yeah so uh, i um I had three, three like I found like three pots that I just recycled from my like around my home. Like some were like empty tea containers. Oh yeah. Empty like jars and all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I may as well like try and make a plane out of it. So I grabbed a spoon as like a little shovel, went across the park <laughs> to this like bush area, went down this like nut lizard with these rocks and stuff. And it was after it'd been raining for like probably solid two, three days. Mm. So the dirt was like super moist and I started digging into this like fresh dirt and it was like it was like foliage that had broken down and mm. rotted and it was like super oh, yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like every scoop was like three worms. What? Like crazy, like crazy yeah, dirt. Yeah. Shit you can't buy. Yeah, yeah. I started so. like scooping like just, just me like randomly scooping this dirt <laughs> in these pots. And then I walk out and then like there's this old dude, my next door neighbour just smoking. He's like this old dude <laughs> <laughs> and I just walk out I look up and he's just there smoking looking at me walking in the, out, out of the abyss he goes what are you fucking doing in there <laughs> like oh yeah you know just getting some dirt what are you getting some dirt for <laughs> I was like yeah I'm just getting some dirt for my plants he goes oh yeah. that's a bit like Suspicious. Yeah, you know what I mean. A bit pussy. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it. Gotta yeah. love the nature, baby. <laughs> and, the, and the day, man, it was like it was a freezing day. It was so cold, man. Like so cold. He was in like his his robe and just like, oh, like he's just trying to like smash his cigarette so he could go back inside. Yeah. So I walk with him over the road to our like apartment building, and before the door, we're just like at the path, and he's like, oh, you could do He was like like trying to walk in and then I'm like nah I'm just gonna go for a walk he's like what are you gonna go for a walk for he's like oh I've got this dirt I've got to go find plants <laughs> <laughs> so I had my snippers in the like plastic bag with the dirt 
Yeah. And then I like went on like this route around, it's probably like a, a, a 20 minute walk. Just, I went for like a little walk looking for plants, like yeah. from people's garden just to like snip stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that pink one I showed you before was mm. like at the front of a, an apartment building, like these two pots. Mm. And it was like, this does this big plant with all those little pink ones around it, the, cap the, the cactus, whatever they are. Yeah. What do you call them? The succulents. Yeah, succulents. Yeah, the succulents. And then I saw them, I was like, oh, it'd be pretty easy to get caught just snipping in front of this building. Yeah. And then so I went on the route, found like a like a, a nice grassy one and this like mm. other cactusy one, succulent one. And then I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go get that one. So I was like, yeah. I was going, I was like, you remind me of my dad, man. Yeah. And then I was like on my balcony, then the sun came out, I had a coffee, like a little biscuit. And then I was like planning it, and then I put some mulch on top, and I was like, fuck, that'd be Beautiful. such a good like Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, I can see why mum does this. Like, yeah. She loves it, she pumps out plants. Yeah. And then like I've been like making more plants, and then just been sending it to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I love that. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so you're. I suppose you're always bound to do it because your mum did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always yeah, watched yeah. it. It's always been around you. Oh. Mm. You know, it's almost natural for you to just go. You know what? I need some plants. It's gonna be therapeutic for me. You know? Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like me and a greenery. <laughs> <laughs> Red wine and greenery, baby. Red wine and greenery. Nah, I'm off the green. Everybody, I'm off the green. I'm off the green. Yeah, I'm off the green for a while too. Yeah, just for a while, just a you know. Well, I've been off the green for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. mine was I had it like two weeks ago for a couple of weeks, but then before that, it was six months at least. Yeah, yeah it's nothing. Or a year maybe. I don't kind of remember the last time. I think the last time probably was when we both went back to Canberra. Hmm. Whenever that was. Like, when was that? Months and months ago, man. Eight yeah. months longer. I got my green vape though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How you been? No, nah, good, good. Hmm? No, nah, good, man. Like, uh, I went to the doctor's. You know how, you know how back in the day when we came back from Nepal, we really hit the gym? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went, I wanted to go to the doctor's today just make sure all my levels are. Correct and right. So I felt like the last year. Hey, how you on, Jackie? For the last. Can you boys hear me? Yeah, can you? Yeah. The last two years, I felt like a roller coaster ride. Like I haven't had a grip of my. I haven't been able to control my emotions or control my. Yeah. Like, just haven't been able to control it. Just kind of like pulls me along. Yeah. And it like comes out of nowhere, and I just thought, fuck, like, I've never got tested. I've never seen my hormone levels. That's mm. like it's been two, two and a half, three years nearly. I'm gonna finally do it. I want to just get the clarity and get that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, like it come it's out as? No, nah, I just got it today. So I do my blood test tomorrow. Oh yeah. They'll tell me in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I hope they yeah. can administer me a little bit of. So I was gonna go to this sports clinic. You know, we're getting older. You know, 25, 26. So I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, hey, I want to be a demon, man. I don't want to be lethargic and slow. I want to be yeah, a 25. Test. Your testosterone should be through the roof. Nah, I feel like my test is minimal. You know, I need to feel like you're a on the vegan like, diet. Because you're on the vegan, you got to eat more red meat. All right, I went vegan for a week, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jackie, what did you hey, do? Go on, Jackie. Been, man? What's going on, boys? How are you? Yeah, champion good. fight, our champion fight entered the building. Yes, <laughs> sir. Oh, show us your foot. <laughs> are you in a cast or something? Um, I wear this like Marco boot thing. Um, yeah. You can't really see, but I broke my second toe on my pinky toe. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, the, se- the, second toe, the second toe broke in two spots. <laughs> and so it's pretty mangled. Uh, the pinky toes broke, but it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's just a pain in the ass, you know? Like when I did it, I thought I jarred it. And because yeah. we were sparring and I just kept going because I just thought I jarred it. I'll be like, because you don't want to be that pussy who like, goes, oh, no, no, I need it. Oh, no. You know, you don't want to like, yeah, you're yeah, like going to continue yeah. the session. You're in the fight game, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if it's something minor, you're just like, oh, you like you're a pussy. But um, I kept fighting the rest of the session, and then when I cooled down, I was like, oh, maybe this is good. And I went to work, and then when I got home, the swelling when I took my boot off was insane, and I went, oh no, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so, and yeah, so the um, the X-ray showed like um. My second toes broke in two spots, um, but my second toe is longer than my big toes. So, that's, oh, you got that so, Roman toe, huh? Yeah, I got those freak toes. I got like the <laughs> ugliest feet. I got like <laughs> the ugliest feet known to man. So, but anyway, so that means I push off like that yeah, toe first, honey. Yeah, yeah. So it, just, it just completely has made me yeah so out of whack. And now walking wow. around with this big sandal thing on, like Moses sandal. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It's just throwing my hips out of whack because I can't find it. I don't have any shoes that are even. Yeah. With like, yeah, if you get what I mean. So and walking like, pattern and everything out of whack. You end up getting pain in other areas because of that. The compensation. Bro, I feel oh, that. Man. I feel that on a uh, on a massive level, man. I've I've been uh, I injured my back when I was twelve years old skating. You know, tried the backflip when I was twelve. Land on my spine, broke a part of my back. Never mm-hmm. got it fixed. Told my mum. <laughs> I was laying in the skate park on my back like this for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, and I was laying there thinking, fuck, no one gives a shit about me, cunt. My mom's sitting in the car. She didn't give a fuck. You know, I'm sitting there in pain. And this kid came up to me. It's actually a massive moment for me, but, you know, he came up to me and goes, are you all right? I was like, fuck, you know, someone gives a shit about me. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. had someone give a shit about me. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I'm fucking fine. Got up. Yeah, I'm fucking tough. Walked over to mom. Oh, my back. Like, I just did my back. And she goes, are you all right? Can you walk? And I was like, yeah, I can walk. She goes, no worries. Boom, never got oh, it fixed. Right, yeah. And then I, I grew into scoliosis. I went to go get a check from the chiropractor. Got my scans done. So my injury grew into like a scoliosis. Then my right side's longer than my left. So this whole time... I've been compensating on my, that's why I've done my, both my meniscus. That's why I fucking, my hips are out. My fucking shoulders bad. Everything in my body is completely out before puberty. So I grew in through puberty, through my injury. So now injury, I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah. So the chiropractor tried to fix me back up, but I grew into it. So he was just moving things that weren't meant to be moved. You know, couldn't walk for three weeks after he, he fixed my, or tried to fix my back. So really? I, I feel that unevenness. Do you reckon that's more like, um, 
it's not so much people don't give a shit about it. It's like you're fucking 12 years old. It's like everyone that's 12 is dramatic about every little. Oh, yeah. So I feel like adults just go, oh, no, they're all right. Like they're just like they're being dramatic. They're kids. Whenever they get hurt, it's like the end of the world. Yeah, I got more like, yeah, yeah. Oh, little fella, you'll be right. Like they probably thought that's probably nothing just because you're a kid and you're dramatic. Yeah, but have you seen the? Oh, but have you seen? You know, in Tuggeranong Skate Park, you know that you get the mini ramp, right? The mini, uh, fucking the mini or whatever. Yeah, that ramp that goes down to like the bowl. Oh, yeah, down the bowl. The I tried hill. the back. I tried the back flip off the bowl, full speed. Never skated before in my life. <laughs> back flip, yeah, fuck it, and I went for it. Yeah, I, I would have went two, three meters in the air. I don't know. I flung up, board went over there, and I landed. On, on the on the rail right on my spine bang on my back and just slid down the fucking bowl and laid there for 20 30 minutes oh no it couldn't move i couldn't move I couldn't move for 30 minutes i was stunned oh that's funny as fucked up anyways i found that bmx riding and skateboarding and stuff i always found it so much more dangerous than like most other things yeah it's like there's so, there's not much protecting you from just falling flat on your head or like Breaking it, yeah. but it just happens so easily. You have no control. You just straight. on a flimsy little piece of equipment. Straight, <laughs> to, straight to concrete. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it was never for me. I never fucked with that stuff. Yeah. Did it. Fuck it. That, that was like, uh, <laughs> I reckon it was like three, maybe three to six months ago. I can't remember when it was. But like down the beach here, there's like these, like these big rocks. And there was this kid that was like climbing the rocks. It's sort of like slippery having fun with the, the other kids and then he slipped and like fell into this like hole in the rock yeah and then he goes he's <laughs> <laughs> like this little kid and then his mom's like sort of freaking out and then i'm like oh yeah i'll go like rescue the kid so then i like help him out of this like hole comes out and he's like crying full tears everything like the full waterworks the full show and then and then his mum goes, oh, are you okay, are you okay? And he just, he's going on like full drama, drama thing. Mm. And then like, literally, like the other kids started doing something else and then like, weren't focusing on him. And then he just like, all of a sudden like flicked a switch and he's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. And just started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. so fucked. Yeah, it's, it's the kids, man. Kids don't give a shit. They hurt themselves, they cry, then they're back playing games, man. Yeah, 100%. Or oh, is that yeah. music too loud? No, it's not bothering me. It's up to you. I don't give a shit. I'm cruising, vibing. Yeah, no, my levels are on this thing's like whack. So it sounds real loud. Oh. Yeah, so how was your... Did you end up fighting or you got injured? Nah, so I was supposed to fight on August 21st. So <laughs> I did... Um, uh, it's, a, it's about a six-week injury, like recovery. Mm. and my fight was in five weeks and like actually so it was funny <laughs> i had an appointment booked with the doctor on tuesday to get all my bloods done and my fitness sorted because they've got to do all this stuff through the government like you got to go mm. through a doctor and get all this shit done that you're like uh mentally ready and um physically ready to to be in a like you know mma fight kind of thing yeah, yeah. and i had an appointment booked in on a Tuesday and on Monday I went in and I broke my toes. So I already, so the next, so I actually went into the appointment that I was planning on going to, to get cleared to fight because I was fine to end up going to the appointment to be like, I think I broke my toes. 
Oh, oh man. So it, was, it was kind of ironic that I had an appointment already set up. Um, but, you know, it yeah. is what it is, you know. I think that, like, <clears throat> they'll put me against a pretty tough guy. And who knows, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe I'll get my head knocked off. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? It might have been um, in another parallel universe. Maybe I'm end up, like, you know, going out on a stretcher or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, you know. Who knows? Who knows? Never, I'm never going to know. But, yeah, so. Mm. Uh, that's all right. It is what it is. I'm just, I'm just plenty of can't do anything. Yeah, but you can't, can't work, work either. Because well, I mean, yeah, because I'm in this weird boot thing. Like, I can't even go back to work because you have you can't go to work in like a, a moon boot. Yeah, no, no, so, no way. So yeah. do you off yeah, for like a month? Um, I don't know. I see the doctor again on Sunday, and um, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't feel like it's healed much yet. So it's really frustrating. Um. Because they're kind of off uni at the moment for the next week because I just finished winter semester. No, nice, I'm trying to save. I was trying to bank up all my leave the last two years for this last home stretch for uni because I got to do um, a really intense schedule for my last semester to finish this year. Oh, is that, um, so that was right? Well, nah, well, that that and um, I'm doing so four subjects, but one of the subjects here yeah, is prac, and they recommend doing three subjects. But I'm mm. going for four because if I because it's only four I have left. So, oh. It's like you have to go for mm. it because you don't know. Like you can't, you can't just not like you can't bitch out and do less because you'll never know if you could have like pulled through. Yeah, like, if I, if I love I have that. A chance to get it done this year, you got to go for it, right? So yeah, yeah hell yeah. That. Otherwise, you might be you might pull it back for another six months or a year depending on the yeah, schedule. Yeah. Well, it's a year because these are second semester units, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like all right, I can I can be like, nah, I can't handle it, and just just wait. But then I've got to wait another 12 months to finish my degree. So why not go for it? And if I fail, I fail. And then I've just got to go back next year anyway. So either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. There's no point not trying, like at least trying, you know. It's going to be stressful as, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just a pain because I was trying to save this, this um, leave and stuff. But I've got to take every Wednesday off annual leave, every single Wednesday, because I've got, I've managed to get all my subjects on um, just one day on Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. Which is good, but then I was like, I was taught, like told my boss, I was like, I'm probably gonna take some full weeks of my sick leave and shit, because like I'm probably gonna be slump, like, you know, slump with work and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, I'm gonna yeah. like I'm cutting into it hard because I've already been off all week and I was off last week from Tuesday, so it's been almost two full weeks. It's so shit. Yeah, it's um, been that leave. Yeah, but I think it was good because I was getting a bit um, burnt out as like uh, towards the end of this semester for winter. Shooting yeah. it was pretty tough, and then just like with the fighting and everything else and work. That's the question. <laughs> That's the question I have. You both have you both have done it. I'm in the middle of doing, it, but how do you stay motivated doing uni, bro? I can't stay motivated. Yeah, you can't. It's I, I love I yeah. love this. I love I love it all. I, you know, I'm determined. Whatever the fuck you would, whatever it's name you want to it, it's a chore and it kills me because yeah. it's like. Yeah. This is fucking something that I love. Turns it's like interesting, but it's yeah. Not yeah. yeah, yeah. It helps heaps if you're like on campus, and then you have that social aspect as well. Yeah, I need that. Online kills me. Yeah, that helps. You need heaps. someone to um. You need someone there to like be accountable or like yeah. um. It's like what I found with me, I can't study at home. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I'm useless at home, so yeah. I've been going yeah. to um Arendelle Library. And I hook in when I'm there because yeah. there's no distractions. Yeah, yeah. I just sit down in this library and just punch out whatever I gotta do. So whenever I have to go, it's like a, it's like a process to study because I gotta drive there, 
it's set up and then I yeah. and then I get into my work and I've been doing that recently and that, I found that's been helpful. So I think finding a space where you can be, it's not so much being motivated, but just being um, free of distractions. Cause I find that in our homes, at least for me, home for me is a place of like unwinding, um, you know, in between work and everything else. If you're out working all day and then when you come home and you have a few hours spare time, you're unwinding. So then that you, you, I feel like you um, you see that atmosphere as a place to unwind, so you find it hard to do certain activities mm. in that atmosphere. At least mm. that's how I find it for me. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I was the same. I was the same. Even like I would like I would attempt to study at home. I'd really attempt to do it, and I might get like an hour or two done. But then I'd get to the point. But then there'd just be so many distractions, and it'd even be at like six o'clock at night, and I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck, I can't do it. I've got to get this assignment done." So I'd spend like 40 minutes, you know, like driving all the way out to Belconnen. You go to university, you go to the library, and then you just pump out work like no tomorrow. Mm. So having else, that spot. Yeah, everyone else is in there just doing the same thing, working, and then it just gives you that environment of less distraction. Mm. For me, I think um, going to uni would be like competitive. I need to be, I need to be competing. You know what I mean? Like for me, sitting at home knowing that there's no one really around me that I can try to be better than, than myself, I can get lazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you can see they go, oh, I smashed two hours, but there's no really, there's no, there's nobody to like measure it with. I want yeah. to see that I'm like top, top three. I need this, I need to be visually like feeling like I'm progressing or I'm, unless I'm doing more than somebody else. That's like my motivation. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, if I'm just yeah. at home, it's like, oh, I've done 50 minutes. It's, it's pretty good. I'll do another 20 minutes later. Mm. Oh, I'll do another hour later. And then it's like the, the next time you come back to it, you might do 15 minutes and then, you know, then fucking log off type of thing. I yeah, need those people online. around me. Yeah, I'm online. It's, it's too all hard. online. That makes it hard, yeah. Too it hard, makes it man. really hard. I thought it would be easier. Yeah, I know? was online last winter and I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I failed my unit online last winter semester when COVID hit hard because yeah. I, I could not comprehend what biomechanics was when I was like doing it all on a computer yeah. but like now doing that unity and just just gone yeah. i've learned so much because i've been in class and i've been around people like mm. but also like having a go and that makes me want to go harder exactly and trying to yeah. find people in class that like mm. focused i found that that rubs off on me because i don't focus with uni i've, I've always even back in school i never focused so i'm going to be around people that i can feed off um that are like really focused and try and get after it and that makes me yeah i'm exactly better. the same man yeah yeah, exactly yeah. The same. Yeah, hundred percent. Online's not the way to go. I don't recommend it. No, nah, even no, like, no. and even do you have tutorials, Josh? You would have tutorials. Yeah, but you know how shit they are. Well, they're shit. It's like, <laughs> it's shit. It's like they don't give a shit. They're just like, it's a day job. They're like, oh, this is what you got to do. Read. That. Just, no one gives a shit. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I learned more on Google. Like, I know what the, you know the subject we're studying, and I'll just Google it. I'd rather just do my own research and listen to the tutorial. I only listen to tutorial when it's like assessments and shit. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if you were like, if you were a uni, like lecturer, uh, like you worked at a uni and for the last like 20 years you've been doing it and you hate your job and you hate your life. Now it's all online and you're like, fuck yeah, I can like do absolutely nothing. Yeah, slack off. I still make my 75 grand a year. Like I'm not going to do shit. I don't care about these kids. I can't even see them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so I can understand why they're like, why they would be like that. I, yeah. I'm yeah. Shit. Did your, <laughs> sorry, did your school use a lot of YouTube videos? Like, 
Nah. <laughs> bro, they were YouTube. They were putting, they were, they were, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Tying YouTube videos. And I was like, I've known this person. I've read, I've seen these videos before on YouTube. Really? They just, they just take YouTube videos. It's like, it's not even doing uh, content. Maybe a few like, examples for like certain sports stuff there has been, but not, not a whole lot. Yeah, not like yeah, proper, yeah, not proper like unit. Visual, unit it's content. just a visual to explain something to you better than. Just the um the content. So, I think you're cutting out, Jackie. Um, but other than that, not really. Mm. Yeah, I did cut out for a bit. Uh, yeah, no, I just um, it was. What did, you, what did you What did you miss? What did I say last? Oh no, just about the um the YouTube videos. Yeah, YouTube videos. I think I got some of it though. About how you just there's only a few video, uh, YouTube videos that you saw, just to like tie in the content, mm. like, example shit. Yeah, but I I saw that. But I was like, I'm you know you're paying all this money to learn shit from YouTube that I get for free, you know. <laughs> it just didn't make sense to me. It's like I don't care if you stole it from YouTube and then rewrote it up. To make me to convince me that it was your own content because yeah. it was just like discouraging i was like okay so i'm paying all this money for you to teach me what's on the internet you know i don't know i just felt discouraged from that moment when i first saw the youtube videos i just went oh fuck i've already been doing that i came to school so i didn't have to go on youtube to learn shit so i could learn you know the proper way of yeah yeah the proper like the intricate detail the way. yeah this and all of that stuff yeah that's right the stuff that like YouTube really doesn't teach you, mm. you know, they always miss so, like on YouTube, they miss so, so much information. You go to school and you go, all right, so the YouTube told me this, but school's telling me exactly how I can utilize it and then add that to a real world scenario or at least apply it to a job or apply it to a fucking your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the best bit when they're, they're like, bros. yeah, when they, when they apply to a real world and then like, how are you going to implement this into like a business process or how you get yeah. the a business off the ground running or anything right. like that. So much more useful. It's like the practical sense. Yeah. I like That's economics it. too because it's all, um, it's still kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the courses, in, <laughs> bro, in my degree, it was so stupid. I remember like looking at it when I first started and that, you know how they have the, the 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 mandatory units that you need in, in order to complete your degree to make up the points for your degree yeah and then some would be very structured but then you would have the what are the what are they called jackie and josh when they're um when you can just pick whatever courses you want uh, electives courses oh, yeah electives. electives yeah my course had like i reckon there's like nearly eight electives Six to eight electives. And I was like, what the, the hell? This is like, yeah, it's not even That's part of me. year you shouldn't be at school. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought these motherfuckers, they're like literally like, I get to do any elective. I could, I could have learned like Japanese or French or some <laughs> dumb bullshit. That's true. They're just doing that to make up a degree. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, gap fillers. So yeah, the little gap fillers. Yeah. This is so that's dumb. That's so and stupid. Yeah, I try to like align, align the courses to my degree. And then, but yeah. it still, it was just like, this is like throw, throwaways. Yeah. I won't time. have done any electives my whole entire degree. Any. Yeah. I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm not fucking with that if I don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. We got to the yeah, end there. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it got to the end there and I was like, oh, fuck, i got to do another elective. It was like, it was the winter term. It was my last, my last ever course, my last ever unit I had to do. And I got mm. an elective. I like lined it up for an elective. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I'll just do human nutrition. Please. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how easy was it, hey? Yeah, it was so good. I Is that intro just... to nutrition? Yeah, yeah, intro to nutrition. Yeah, oh, it's, it's literally, it's literally piss take. You get like, everyone gets a HD and I don't even do anything. Yeah, it was such a piss take. <laughs> and then it, it took me to like part of the university I'd never been to before, you know, all the way in the health buildings. Yeah, like the corner. That's where yeah, all the my classes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all like the brand new spanking buildings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was put in the, the, the dirty buildings, like the fucking 40 year old buildings. Mm. They, they yeah. got like carvings on the desk and like uh. whiteboard. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Maybe so, it's harder for you guys to, to choose. You're like, I think like economics business is easier because I can do things like logistics. I can do things like IT. It's relatable. Yeah. yeah, it's all related. Like with business, I think everything's kind of under the same umbrella like you learn it and then you learn the business strategy how to apply it to something it's like it's a bit easy to choose your electives i reckon on, on, on like doing business and shit and economics yeah 100 yeah then doing like you know coding it's like well do logistics and coding i suppose you can yeah you, you can. know yeah i mean it just depends what it like if you just want to do something that like sort of spikes your interest then just go for it hey yeah yeah even if it's sort of offshoot it'll, it'll keep you more motivated to get through mm. The yeah, return. Because it's such a long process. Like three to four years for a degree. It's so long. But yeah. man, once you graduate, it's the best feeling. You're nearly done, yeah. Jackie. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. I'm on the home stretch. I feel bad for Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, years. Oh, the early days. Oh, you can't even see the finish line. Hey, it's just like, no. oh. Yeah, you get to about the midway point, and you're just like, ah, oh, I want, I want this to be over. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm on the home stretch. I want to get it done. Day by day for me. Yeah. You know yeah, because I, mean? I don't know. Does it feel like a bit of a burden for you at the moment, Jack? You know I what feel I mean? like it's taking away from a lot of other skills I want to work on that I think are a lot more practical and important to life. Than, like, for my degree, I'm that close to finishing, but honestly, I don't think I'm going to use it. I really don't. I'm just finishing it because I'm almost done. And if I could go back, I never would have started it. Like when I look back at my motivation for starting a degree and doing a degree, I look back on who I was and understand that I think a lot of the reason I did that was because I cared what people think. And I wanted something that was, I wanted to do it, go to uni. So I could went to uni because it was the, uh, the way, like you talk to a family friend or something, it's like, Oh, you go to uni. Like that's such a commendable Mm -hmm. thing to do. It's like, instead of, well, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I'm working, like back when I was working at like Bunnings, it's like, at least I can say, if people ask where do I work, I could say Bunnings, but then I could say I'm I'm studying at uni. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was just like insecurity. And I look back, but then I'm so close to finishing this thing. And I was never good in school. And I think for me, it's not about the piece of paper or use like what I'm going to use it for. It's more, it's more for me and going, look, you were never good at school. You were never a good kid at school and you managed to get a degree. Like, and that for me is a big win that I'll be able to mm. hold on to and go, I had the resilience to get through this thing. Yeah. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't built to learn in school. Like, I'm built to learn practically or like, there's a lot of other ways I learn a lot better than this. And I think that that is a moral victory. But it's, if I was early on in my degree, I would have canned it, you know? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Realize this, but I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, don't don't be a quitter. Like, you're close. Let's do it. Let's smash it out and see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge one, the resilience. That was the same thing for me. I got to about a year, a year and a half through, and then the course was just so taxing on me. It was just so, so demanding. 
And then doing like software engineering, you know, so oh, I could just drop down to do like I, ICT, IT within the within the uni. It's just like a, a, a heaps easy degree. And I'll, I'll still get a degree. I'll still be in IT. It'd be good. Mm. Then I thought, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a year and a half through. Like, let's just try finish this. Mm. Even though, man, like some of the math courses were so difficult. Like, so like people in this course were like fucking, they're, they're like the ducks of the school. They were so smart. There's complete nerds, you know what I mean? And I remember going into like one of these maths exams and then I was just like, fucking hell, I just like failed the fuck out of this exam. Like, yeah, I talked to like all my peers and then they're just like smashing it. And then <laughs> I, I ended up failing that course and I didn't see how I was going to like complete it. And then I was like, I went to the went to the, the head of the course, the, the mathematician dude. And this guy didn't speak a word of English, I swear to God. Like his accent <laughs> in the exams, his accent was so strong I couldn't understand. Not not in the exams, in the in the lectures, his accent was so strong I couldn't understand what he was saying. And then like linking that to like mathematical equations and all of this sort of stuff, I had no idea what he was writing because I couldn't understand what he was saying. And I went to I went to his office. It's like oh, like I'm really struggling with this. He goes, you're struggling with this? This is easy. Ho, ho, ho. This, is, this should be so easy for you. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I walked out of that room with like the my, the tail between my legs, you know what I mean? I felt so like, oh, fuck. I, I should be getting this, but I just couldn't. So I didn't see a way around it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop drop down to IT next, uh, next semester. It'll be a breeze. University will be easy. Why not? Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, fuck it. I'll try to do it. And then... Funny as you know how like uh, every year or every few years they like they do reiterations of the course, so they do like a mm. software engineering ten point six, and then they'll bring out a new version of the course ten point seven. Change all the units. Yeah, and then they just change all the units around. There's a new version of the course, and then the new version of the course, this math, this math course was like no no longer mandatory. Oh, lucky. Yeah, and so I just like switched courses to the 10.7 and I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was, meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was so good. I'm going to stop sharing this. Why? Huh? The music was good. I was sick of looking at that cat. <laughs> Is it still playing? The music's still playing though, yeah? Yeah, can you hear the music? Can you hear Jack? Yeah, yeah I can still hear it. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was just like, oh, fuck. So how you been, Jackie, though? If I've got a full beard, I haven't seen you in ages. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've been doing really good. I think uh, I had a very rigorous schedule before I did this, like, injury. And I, I think I was, like I said, it was maybe a blessing in disguise. I was getting very, like, um, run down. Like, but I was doing... Um, five so mma in the morning every like monday to friday and then i was doing two jiu-jitsu classes a week and i was doing four days of weights a week on top of like uni and everything and my body was just always cooked (laughs) and and i was so sore and like trying to keep up with uni and, and like trying to find free time to do uni work around like work and everything else was becoming challenging and there were times where I'd, I'd be waking up with ulcers and shit and um, oh, I'd be just stressed and like I try not to show it but I was like to Chelsea like this was a while back I was like I get stressed out I said I always thought I was like this yeah um, you know I'm flappable like I'm all good you know but like it was probably 
probably getting like stressed out. I just like wasn't, um, I guess, letting it out externally, if that makes sense. But um, so I think the the broken toes probably ended up being like I kind of needed this, but then now that I'm doing this, I miss being sore and exhausted and, you know, going to sleep knowing I've like, you know, you I went, you really pushed hard that day. You, you put yeah. your head down, you got a smile yeah. on your face. You go, yeah, this is the best. But, yeah. And now I go to yeah. bed because I haven't done anything all day. I, I go to bed and like, I'm still, I'm sleeping fine. I'm not struggling to get to sleep. It's just not, I don't get that reward of like when my head hits, hits the pillow. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I've like, you know, I've really earned you know, this, I've really earned, like, put my head down now, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I feel that yeah. way. Um, just trying to find, like, and because uni just finished too, like, there's just not much for me to do right now. It's just, like, it's, I'm just kind of sitting around going, what am I going to do um, right now? Like, I don't, I don't have much, like, I, what do I do? Read some books? Like, what, are, like, I don't, I don't have much to do. I've just been sitting around being, like, just derping around being useless. I'm like, I just, I don't know, it's like, it makes me anxious. Like, I want to go and do stuff, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't even go to work. Um, so I think there's like challenges within this, um, mm-hmm. within this injury and like sitting around is like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like I've noticing some chinks in my armor, armor almost, you know, it's like, yeah, I, should, I need to be better at being alone and being like by myself and not being so stimulated all the time. I need to be better at relaxing and um, just being, just, just having more zen, out. yeah. Just chilling out, yeah. And like, just, yeah. More zen, like I'm too. I'm always wired. Like I've always got stuff going on, and I was just like, I need to. Although that's good, and I'm I'm happy when I'm doing that. I need to be in a spot where I can be happy doing nothing, nothing. as well. Yeah. Which, is, which is, I think, is a big weakness for me. Is I'm constantly needing this stimulation all the time. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a one-way ticket to a heart attack in your 40s or some shit. <laughs> so I yeah, yeah. honestly think that's, that's like uh, it's pointing out some weaknesses that I need to address. And it has been good. Like there's, it's a lot of time to kind of like mull over thoughts and like where I'm at, how, where I've, how this year's been going, where I can improve. I don't know. It's been this year. It's been pretty hectic. So mm. I don't know. There's... So what are you doing to get more zen? I mean, I've been I, like for me, I, I I was in the same situation. Hard to just sometimes just drop back a bit and like just read a book, and then be okay like with doing nothing throughout the day, like just relaxing. You know, I mean, you always feel like you got to accomplish something. You got to mm. you got to achieve some sort of goal within the day, even though like your version of doing nothing is still a shit ton compared to everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm sure you're still reading. Heaps of stuff, mm. still keeping your mind active. Like you said, you only finished what winter like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had my exam on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zen. Oh well. Yeah, I get doing. what you mean, man. It's just like yeah. um, you got to be able to switch it all off, and I, I think that's the thing. It's hard. It's like I'll, I'll lie down and watch a movie with Chelsea or something, and then I'm like, oh, I got to do this, and I'll be on my phone doing something, or I got to like. You know what I mean? It's like even yeah, like yeah. sometimes we're playing games like with my family, and I'll be like logging hours for my like placement and like doing all this shit with the laptop while I'm playing like card games and shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. switch off, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just so like, and I like notice that stuff, and I'm like, like and, and that's the thing where it's like I look at um, one thing I need to work on is being a bit more relaxed. Like I get, I can get very like. 
I get too reactive, you know, like you gotta be more calm. Like if some if something goes wrong, someone cuts in front of you on the road, you gotta be like, that shouldn't bother you. But then like I'm like, there go fuck this motherfucker. Like, you know, yeah, I, mean? yeah. I gotta get better at like um just being a, I don't know, I've gotta practice being more calm and just relaxing more and that. I think with that will come like a lot of I think that'll benefit me a lot in areas. Um, yeah, well, I feel like I'm on the um the the opposite end of you guys at the moment. You know, you guys are saying you're trying to find like that calmness of mind or whatever. I found that calmness of mind, but now I'm in a position where I'm trying to get back that fucking energy, that dog mentality. That's the scary thing. You find you might find this like calm and relaxation that you've been looking for because you're so stimulated, but then it's like once you find that, for me anyway, I found that I'm relaxing and it becomes Oh, I can relax all the time. This feels nice. I like this. Mm. You know, I could just chill out. I don't have to fucking burn my brain out. I'll learn something. I'll learn a new skill today or be on the laptop for fucking six hours trying to do some shit. Instead, yeah. it's like I can just kick back. And then once I realize that, it's like now i got to find my balance into being a dog again, like putting that switch on and go, fuck, yeah, I want to get it. I want to make money. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, you know, break some barriers and, and you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And at the moment, I'm still trying to find that. You know, so I'm doing all these things at the moment. Like I'm going, going to the doctors, psychologists, just trying to all these things to unlock this mentality and kind of give myself a little bit more control instead of just being, you know, one extreme. I'm, I'm overstimulated. I'm burnt out. I'm fucking working too much, thinking too much. I don't have time for myself. And then the other end at the, where I'm at at the moment where it's like I'm not doing enough. I'm not satisfied. I feel like a piece of shit. My life is like a slow down. My momentum feels like it's coming to a halt, and it's like, and again, that gives me anxiety. It's like my momentum's fucking halting. I want that fucking dog mentality, like fuck the world mentality. Yeah. But through all this relaxation and finding myself and feeling that calmness, that that aggro, that anger, that red energy that I fucking usually have, it's been it's been like kind of muted. So it's like I kind of miss it, even though I'm, I'm more relaxed and less stressed. I miss that. That anger, like that that red energy that gets me going, that testosterone type energy, the masculine energy that gets me out of my, you know, out of my chair and into the world, you know. So I'm at that stage of the moment, you know. I found my relaxation. I feel like it's it, it's it's like I've used it too much. I've relaxed too much now. I want to get back out in the world and fucking just start, you know. Yeah, find that like yeah, find that burning desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Find my like, a bit low right right now. Yeah, find that burning desire. Hundred percent. I was reading a book uh, this week and I was talking about the, the monkey mind and the adult mind. And then the monkey mind like is pretty much a symbolization of uh, the child mind. And then the adult mind is more of like the monk mind. And, and it's just saying like how the monkey mind is so reactive to things. When it sees, when it sees a treat, it eats it. When it sees like a, uh, uh, when it, like for example, like when you drive and then you have that like sort of, that road rage like that's like, like that immediate reaction to it mm. you know what i mean it's so reactive to everything it's just like it's like a, a puppy dog when it sees something it'll go uh, tackle it go get a ball but then it'll go see a stick and then go straight to that and then the adult mind is like it's just like the opposite end of that finding that like that stoic stoicism within you and then like having control of your senses of your brain of your body of your vessel but it's important to also like you can't you can't just be a, an adult mind with no child mind because the child mind drives a lot of like your creativity. Then, but then if you become like just uh, solely adult mind, you just you, you know you become sort of mute. 
Yeah. It's like finding that balance between the two. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's like becoming the the businessman that makes billions, but they're fat and overweight, and they're about to die of a stroke or some shit. Versus yeah. being uh, the monk who can sit by a tree and literally do nothing and be happy for eternity. And it's like, okay, I want to find something in the middle. I don't want to be successful, but I want to be able to switch off. You know? Yeah, exactly. But can you? That's the question. Can you switch off? I mean, there's meditation, but can you switch off? Like, if you yeah, want to be a millionaire, you want to be the best, the best one percenter. Are the one percenters switching off? Really? You know, they might have their, you know, twenty-four hour oasis time where they meditate, or they switch everything off for twelve hours, or they disappear on an island for a week, but then they're back into it like a dog. And that's the only uh, thing I've seen that that they do. But yeah. It depends on your priorities and your values, doesn't it? Like, yeah, your priorities and values. You, if you're that one percent, you're at the top of the chain in the business world. Guess what? Like, your fucking your wife doesn't see you, your kids don't see you. Like, you that's right. You're not a family man. They don't. They don't love you. You're you're just putting food on the table. You know, like mm. it's so it's like it depends on what um what you want out of your life and depends on your priorities. Like we're all structured differently. Like I. I you know, I prioritize certain things over other things. Like, yeah, you know, Keenan might prioritize family first. So he's willing to carve out time for his family. Whereas someone like me, I might, that's something I need to work on. Like I need to value family more in time with my girlfriend or whatever and friends. Um, that might not be something that I spend enough time on, you know? So it, it really depends on you. You got to stop, uh, take a step back, look at who you are and what you value, write it all down and go, you know, okay, business is what's most important, all right? Well, you know that that's number one and that you're going to put that first if that means 12, 14-hour days, whatever, and then you'll fit family in around that. But that's, that's a decision that everyone has to make, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then for me as well, I go through cycles where I am just that, like, complete brute where I'm just pumping out stuff. And then, like, Nicole, Nicole, I live with Nicole, and then, like, we barely even see each other. It's just like we the only time we really spend together is like half an hour, you know, before we go to sleep. You know, I wake up, wake up early. She doesn't see me. We get home at different times. And then when I'm at home, I'm doing some, some sort of work. Like, a, and it's just like, even though the work is so like sporadic in, in, in what it is, I mean, like I'll do, I might do IT work and then straight to I, straight after IT, I'll go do it's like some sort of other work. Like I always want to do some sort of some sort of work that is achieving something towards my goal. It doesn't feel like work because it isn't work for me. But like from the outside perspective, it is work. Yeah, it's the label we can use to. Yeah, like I, I might like yeah like like this afternoon, like did a big day of work, and then I was just I was so eager to just write this script, and then mm -hmm. I went for I just went like finished work. I had to get out of the house. I went for a run and got back, made dinner. And I prioritize like 45 minutes with Nicole to do like just hang out with Nicole. And then to do straight after that, I had a schedule. We've got to be done by six. I'm going to do some writing. And then I've got my podcast at seven. You know what yeah, I mean? We don't stop, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's whatever you love as well. And then like, if you, like, depends what your priorities are and then like what your family values are and like, and who, who, who you're surrounded by. So I'm sure Sophie doesn't mind you like spending X, Y, and Z doing whatever, spending a certain amount of hours doing whatever because she knows that's your passion should be completely supportive. I think, I think 
being supportive and actually happy about it is two different things, you know, unless I'm overthinking the situation, but I felt it, you know, before, like, is she really happy that I'm busting my ass? Sure. Sure. I do things that are benefiting us as a family, but is she actually happy that I'm not spending more time with her? Is she not happy that I'm not being more involved in what she's passionate in? I'm just focusing on me because I want to become the best and I want to better my situation for us. Yeah. Even though she can recognize it as a us thing, a family thing, is she really, you know, deep down actually happy about that? Yeah, and, but I could, you know, I, yeah, I could guarantee if you flip the coin and then you do the opposite and then you're just spending 100 percent of your time with her or, or doing something else that's not towards your your creative outlet, your goal, your ambition, whatever you want to call it, then it'll be it'd become toxic. That's what I was going to say. You know I, I, mean? I tried that already. Yeah, you tried that. You do the Zen stuff and then. Like oh well actually no there's it's actually finding that that like pure balance between the two yeah you know what I, I mean I tried look I tried both I tried giving her a hundred percent of the time and it's like that's not gonna work she needs no, to she wants to see me working she wants to see me bettering myself for us yeah and then I'm sure she and she wants she needs to like relax and debrief from you as well and by doing oh, her yeah. own thing you know what I mean like it works both ways. Hmm. Know what I mean? I yeah, this, the stream has plenty of fish. They're all going in the same direction. They got different goals. They do. They eat from different places. They do all that. They go up and down. They're they're all going in the same way. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that. I just, I feel like I've experimented with a lot, and oh. I still haven't found uh, distinctive clarity. You know, I haven't found like, oh, sorry, not distinctive, but definite clarity. Mm. Um, in like what direction I should go. And I think the best thing that I learned from that whole thing was just, just go. Yeah, just like, go. Just, just make go. the decision and fucking go. Just go. That's it. There's no, there's no other. There's overthink. You know what overthinking does? Overthinking kills everything. Yeah, it does. If you start thinking about, if you start using your brain for things that you need to be listening other parts of your body, like your gut or your intuition, and you start trying to push your brain to the forefront of your decisions when it's an intuition based. You know, the best decision is your intuition. Yeah. You know, you start making some fucking bad errors, man. And I've definitely done that. I've used my brain instead of my intuition. I've used my brain instead of my heart. I've used my brain instead of my dick. I use my yeah, dick yeah, instead yeah. of my brain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You use the wrong thing for the wrong scenario because you're overthinking the scenario itself, type of thing. So it's just like, mm. yeah, I just think overthinking is just a big killer. Yeah, I met this. I met. I met this old dude at the park the other day, there's like this this little circle of these like outdoor equipment. Hmm. And he was just on the on like the chest press and we just sparked up a conversation and the, the guy was like seventy six getting after it, like put bands around, like just smashing it. And then we just yeah, sparked the conversation. And then we went like got on the topic of like running and all of this sort of stuff and what do I do, what he does, and then just saying how he likes to ride bikes. And then I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I ride was ride as well. Like, I used to ride heaps more in Canberra because there's just so many nice paths. Like in mm. Sydney, I don't really know where to ride. Mm. And then he goes, oh, there's like a there's a Mossman Seven. And I was like, oh yeah, what's that? He goes, oh, it's like the Seven Hills of Mossman. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then I was like, oh yeah, like let's go on a ride. And then so on Monday morning, we met at like six a.m. <laughs> pitch pitch black cold and stuff and i met this like random old 76 year old dude on the bike he had the full on the you know the full like bike gear the glasses yeah. the spandex everything 
and then we just started riding around like all these like hills and everything and we had this awesome discussion mm. and then he was he was telling me about his life and like what he did and he got into like cataloging uh cataloging ca- cataloging building uh commercial equipment back in the 70s and he sold this like catalog software to uh places mm. and then he in within like three years uh he was in mad debt it took him like three years to get out of the hole and then within 10 years he was like he had 70 people under him mm. and then 20 years later he sold the business and then as we, as we were riding we just like got into the on the discussion of life and like how life is fleeting and he goes, Ken, do you know what the meaning of life is? You go, what's that? What's that, Alan? He goes, nothing. The meaning of life is nothing. You just go along. Life is like a pinball machine. You're the ball. You get shot into the pinball machine. You bounce around. Sometimes you're lucky enough to get flicked back up, but then we always end up at the same, same destination. Mm. It's such a good analogy. So it's good. like, yeah, it's so good. Man. I was just getting like these little That's stoic. Yeah. So stoic. I was getting like all these yeah. mad. Well, like, uh, of wisdom from this guy it's just so cool man so yeah like he, he just goes after does what he loves he he's ran 22 marathons he, and then he um he's done like 15 triathlons and he he's he was like trying to like beat all these records and while he's doing all this intense training he had like strokes and heart attacks he didn't even realize wow. yeah it's crazy wow yeah, man, I, 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 hundred percent. That's the. I feel like that's the approach. I have, but, um, I was. There's something. There's some stat out there. There's like a one in two hundred trillion chance that you are a human, right? Mm. So that is. So you got. You could win. You could win. The, the odds you win the lotto like ten times in a row. There's like a higher chance of that than being a human, right? Mm. And not only that, we're humans in a first world country. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, people, people people like, and I, I'm, I think we've all gone through like being afraid of death or whatever. Yeah, we've all gone through it. Like, and it it is scary because it's the fear of the unknown. Like, I don't know what fucking happens. That's terrifying. Like, all I know is this. All I know is this here, right? But it's like, you think of those statistics, and you go, "Fuck, I could be a cockroach or some shit." (laughs) But I'm like, (laughs) it's like, all right. I've been given an opportunity to live out whatever this thing is and most people don't even get the chance. So if you reframe it like that and you go, I'm lucky to even be here in the first place. Mm. So whatever happens, at least I get like got a shot at whatever this video game is or you know what I mean? Like whatever, being grateful. whatever yeah, you want to frame it. And it's so true because that's, you know, we are lucky and like we, yeah. could, be, we could be in a shitty country yeah, we could be the slums of India. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have a shot at whatever this is. So really, whatever happens, whatever we do, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. if I think there was a... Someone plotted out, so the whole history of, of this earth, um, like since the Big Bang, someone plotted it out all in a one-year calendar and um, just the whole human species would have been, um, would have been created on 11.59 on um, New Year's Eve, like 11.59 p.m. That's how insignificant. Um, insignificant, yeah, my new, yeah. we are. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been around for like one minute on the, the history me, of creation. When some yeah. motherfucker cuts me off on the road and I'm fucking getting the shits about it. <laughs> What's this shit, man? Like, yeah. like it, honestly, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, no, no. Even, even if you... 
like you look at the most famous people of all time and like the legacies they've left again it doesn't it's 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 all going to be insignificant mm. and 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 you can look at that and go oh well that's negative there's no meaning to life or you can look at it the opposite and go well that gives you total meaning in your life to do whatever you want to do yeah whatever you enjoy and that's that's it you know what i mean yeah that gives you that gives you like an immense amount of freedom immense amount of pressure lifted or depression it depends yeah. on the way you look at it <laughs> yeah i'm sure you, you feel both sometime in your life yeah. i had the same vision when i was when i was young looking at the stars and i'll try imagine the the expanse of the universe how large it was and then i tried to picture earth within that and then earth is such a microscopic like entity on the grand scale of the universe if I if I throw this like beer bottle out the window, hit a guy in the head, no one's gonna give a fuck in the universe because it's so insignificant in time. Do you know what I mean? Like, so anything we do is so in it really is. It's it's just like it's so fleeting. That doesn't mean jack shit. It really doesn't. So whatever I do tomorrow, whether it be good or bad, let's hope it's good. But it still doesn't really matter on the grand scheme of things. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it could maybe in the multiverse. You know, every decision is a different universe <laughs> that gets created. <laughs> you throw the bottle and it creates a whole different universe. Yeah. You know? Every decision yeah. is a different universe. I think, you know, every decision is a different universe. Mm. In the, you know, we're in a, we live in a multiverse, I guess. Well every, decision, okay. well, every decision we make, whether it be large or big, uh, large or small, it does. It creates a different fork within our own existence. Exactly. Well, and our uh, own existence and, you know, existence beyond... Yeah. End, you know so i guess it matters and it doesn't matter yeah it matters yeah you know it's how we look yeah. at it yeah exactly man i'm freezing i'm gonna get a get a thing a robot in the multi in the multiverse eh jackie <laughs> oh, i don't know man i don't know the meaning of life i've got no idea man i'm just every time i think i have a clue I learned something new. It doesn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like every bit of information. You know what I you know what I learned as well? For me, I miss being ignorant sometimes. Mm. You know, I miss just go, I miss not having to know so much information because the more you know is the more you, you have you don't know. The more you learn is the more you learn you have you don't have a clue what's going on. You don't have a clue what anyone else fucking is what they're talking about because everything is relative. You know, even the stuff that we learn, even stuff about the universe. You know, it all it changes per decade. It changes per, you know, study. It changes per scientist that gets, you know, forward in a, a particular subject. You know, think about string theory, string theory, and you think about all these other things. It's just like, you know, what they thought was made up the world a hundred years ago is nothing. You know, it's nothing what they thought. Now we've got a whole different perspective, a whole different load of information. We know there's dark matter, dark energy. We know all these yeah. different these different components of our universe. So all that kind of stuff is irrelevant, you know, in a sense. They're even saying that Einstein's theory has been proven that it could be incorrect. Yeah, well, exactly. It was a theory. So, it's a theory. Exactly. I understand the science, theory, but... That's all science we, we, is, yeah. really, is it? Isn't it? Like, it, it, it's subject to change, you know what I mean? Like, um, there's But a it's taught as law. That's the that's the thing I'm saying. It's taught yeah, as well. I know, I know. There's a video you guys should watch. It's about an hour long. It's from the Joe Rogan podcast. This guy Farah Sahabi, he's a um, 
He's a uh, he was George St Pierre, like one of the best UFC fighters of all time. He was his coach and his um, outlook on training and everything. He's so intelligent; it's amazing. But he he yeah, talks yes, about yes. science, and he goes, "It's all." He goes, he goes, "Science is all a lie." And Joe Rogan's like very devil's advocate, so he's like, he's like, oh, "Why, why?" And and um, they're talking about like the law of gravity and everything like that, like Newton's laws. And he goes, "Okay, law Newton uh, Isaac Newton calls it." Um, the law of gravity but i i say that what it is is there's these invisible gremlins under the ground that that, that tie us up by <laughs> rope and pull us down to earth and he's like but how are you supposed to prove that my theory is any different to that because this is just because it's just a creation it's just like a someone created it's like all right science said that um we revolved uh, earth everything revolves around earth that's what um that's what science used to tell us, right? Until yeah, they yeah. And the earth used to be flat, right? Yeah. And until, yeah. until um, proven otherwise, that is taken as set in stone. But it, it, it's interesting because it, it, it always changes like anything, any aspect of life, whether it's economics or, um, you know, nu- even nutrition. Nutrition constantly, um, the evidence comes out to support different things. And and, and it's crazy. Like, it's, it is. It's, it's always changing. Um, so, and it's hard because you go, science is this, when you say science, it's like, well, it's not religion. It's real. You know, it's not faith. And, and mm. you know, get on that high horse about oh, the big bang. It's like, well, yeah. you know, this is just something that someone. Yeah. It's something that's been extrapolated from a human's mind at the end of the day. It's just like, it's, it's the, it's almost like the law of prob- probability. Okay. So we have this, we have this evidence. That the universe, from our from our from our research, we have this evidence that the universe is created in this way. The 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 universe is expanding uh, x amount of uh, uh, kilometers per second. Uh, is constantly expanding. So then, so when where was that expansion? So if it, if it's constantly expanding, it must have come from a, a particular point. But we don't. We still don't know. Like obviously, how where did that point come from? It's, it's just all it is it is it's just like there was there was an i think it was the uh it was it wasn't until i think the 80s or 90s we had scope of planets outside of our solar system we only had ideas that the universe existed it wasn't until, yeah. it wasn't until technology allowed us to see further further beyond our solar system into different parts of the universe until we could uh clarify that okay the universe is beyond our solar system so it's just like all the you know the like yeah just our, our concept of what's reality it is constantly changing depending on our advancements in technology the way we understand things as in nutrition it's just everything it's so interesting we're constantly finding like forms of life on earth that that defy our ideals of how life should exist like they found, they found like this bacteria that was literally living in a, I think it was like a pit of uh, nitrogen or nitrogen dioxide or sulfur, sulfur dioxide or something. It's like it had no oxygen, like barely any oxygen in there. It was just like complete arid environments. But there was this bacteria that formed within this, within this pool of complete chemical uh, er- erosion. And then, okay, so well. That, that kind of disproves that, okay, we need oxygen to survive. We need H2O to survive. You know what I mean? So it's just like it is. It's constantly evolving and 
It's mm. fascinating. And who who knows that like our idea of history has been written by man? Who who knows if those documents have been doctored along the way? We don't know. Could be manipulated in many yeah, who, sure. yeah. Oh, religion yeah. was. Yeah, religion. Religion's a, a prime example that they have they have a vault of information beneath the Vatican that is from artifacts around the world that is stored within there that no one has like you have to have special permission to look at a certain book, a page of a book. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? You don't have free reign. Who knows what was in the in the uh, the Library of Alexandria that was burnt down by the Greeks in, hmm. in ancient Egypt? Hmm. Definitely. Hmm. All that information. Like imagine those vast libraries. Hmm. That was yeah. our that was our evidence of storytelling history to that particular point in time. It was all burnt. Hmm. So we only know to a certain point, of, like a time of human existence. So yeah, what, what we do know is history is written by the victor. Yeah. So you know, That's like right. you don't know what's who's come in, one one over, like um, raided a city, taken it over, and, and now they write history for, for that um, demographic. You know, right. for the culture you know, for the country, benefit yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah, they might they might change they might change the the notion of history for a political agenda. Yeah, well, you're like American excellence. Oh, 100 you know? percent. And why wouldn't you if you had the if you had the power to turn people over to your biases? Why wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if power is, is if power is your ambition, then you would. There's no question about it. Going I back mean, to what you were saying about the science as well. Yeah, we can we can only really study what we observe. You got to think about all the things that we can't actually see and observe as a human being. Yeah, you know, all our technology can't observe. So we can only really test things that we can see and observe as a human being. So, you know, it's like all these all these hidden things that we can't see and feel and understand. That's pretty much creating the universe, or at least running the universe. We can't actually test. So until we can observe all the things that run the universe, how will we ever know? How can we ever be sure? How can we ever be certain? Yeah, you know, so that's just wanted to say about that that observation and how Bernie can really, you know, uh, study and, and test things that we observe. It's fascinating too because, like the the idea of like an emotion, you know what I mean? Like love, happiness, mm. anger. Like what 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 creates that? How do, how do, how is my my reaction to something? How does that cause you to react? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the. Like what? What's happening from my tone of voice, my my facial, my 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 Mannerism. yeah, facial mannerisms, my my physicality. Like that's affecting you in a chemical way. But does that mean that like the the notion of like an emotion doesn't really exist because that's just the way you perceive it? Uh, we get really deep, and it's like everything's just perception. Yeah. yeah it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you keep digging deeper and deeper, and it's like, well, what's anything but a fucking perception? But if you're going to talk, like when you talk about emotion, you go, well, people go, oh, being angry, being sad, that's bad. And they label it as like, yeah. good or bad. And it's like, well, it's really, it's just, it's just being like, it's just part of existing. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, there's some books I've read on that. They're crazy. And they talk about like, um, you know, when you're angry, it's not bad, but you should feel like the, um, uh, you, it, they, this book is the certain like, describing word to describe it it was like uh, it was like tangy or crisp it was, it was like some form of describing word on on feel like feeling that emotion and no, not not just going oh this sucks because i'm angry or this sucks because i'm sad but just just being and just like 
I gave it. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And I was like, oh, that's a good approach. And actually, it's a good way to look at life. So even when you're upset or like whatever, you're down. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like writing yourself off and being like a bitch about it, like you can actually just go, oh yeah, you know, this is just a part of the human experience. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a valid experience to to be had. If something if something happens to you and then you feel like a, an overwhelming sensation to be volatile or angry, it's better to let that out and just like okay, let I'll let this expression out and then I can like reassess from there. If I like if I want to try not sort of manipulate it but control it like from from a future standpoint, then why not? Mm. But it is there like like the day and age we live in. There's so many labels on everything. Like they love to label shit. Oh yeah, it's just so many labels. It's just fucking stupid labels on everything, mm. like constant labels. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is yeah. like labeling. Everyone loves to label shit. Yeah, because they want to understand but, it. You know, no, label- I think no, I think there's like there's more. There's, no, there's it's. I think it's like a day of like, I think there's more to be like to label things from. A reactive standpoint is, I think it's just being judgmental, to be honest. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's so easy to to see a fat person walking in the street and then label that, to judge it. And then until, you, and until you walk in their shoes, then you'll really find out that, that there's, like, all these sort of, like, trigger points along the life that, is, that have led to that. Yeah, but we all That's we all sad. know that we all know that. But when you see a fat person, you can judge them straight away. But you know that there could be all these problems going on. There could be trauma that they went through. They could have had abuse. They could they have, have a thyroid issue, and they yeah. can't actually lose you know weight. It. We they all know it. Lose weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Choosing that we choose in that moment to go. out of fuck all that. I'm going to be ignorant <laughs> and just say fuck you. You're fat. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's easier to label things to judge things than it is to have. Uh, a curious mind about it that's this that's the thing like like i had this discuss- with alan we had this discussion like it's the inquiring mind like it's so rare today for people to inquire about things to be curious about things which it makes sense though like 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 how why are people like that well first of all you're bombarded with, with information that's so like it's so ignis- insignificant this information and it's 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 like triage into your life, in a on a grand scale where it's just like sna- snippets of things, snippets of things, snippets of things, and then you you determine you might determine like a a, a part of a country based on like a headline, based on a picture, yeah. based on your notion that like your next door neighbor said, oh, the fucking fuck the Japanese, they kill whales. Okay, well then why are they killing whales? What what's you know like what's the reason behind that? I suppose I don't. I just had a, I don't know. I just, I just don't think people are that uh, accidentally ignorant. I think that we can just, you know, we can call them ignorant. Oh, they're just ignorant. They don't have an inquiring mind. But at the end of the day, most people know. Like it's like, for instance, when you see somebody that you've seen before or know, and you purposely ignore them, and you both purposely ignore each other, like because you don't want to have a conversation with that person. Put your head down and go. Oh, they didn't see me. I didn't see them. It's like this mutual. I can't be fucked talking to you. You can't be fucked. It's the same thing with someone else's situation that you first see like that first initial judgment it's like yes it's easy to initially judge them but you're still making that conscious decision and you still know in the back of your head in the back of your mind that yes they probably have problems they probably you're choosing you know consciously go now fuck it i'm going to ignore the fact that i probably know there's things going on and just call them fat i just don't believe people just go see that person and go they're fat that's it 
I mean, some people are like that, but I don't think the majority of people just, you know, ignorantly just look at that person and go, they're fat and don't think any more of it before or after. You see what I'm saying? I don't think people that stupid. I don't want to write people off like that because it's like. No, it's not writing them off. It's not writing them off at all, but it's just like, so it's just like down to the being super comparative towards things. Like you, 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 you're, your first instance is always to compare. Okay. Like it, it is, it is. I mean, that's just like facts. That is, I've been there. Like I've, I, I still, I still catch myself doing it, but it's the art of catching yourself for, like doing it, realizing it, acting on it, that, that like changes your perspective on, on parts of life. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm ignorant about it. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's just like, okay, well, if you, if you, if you have that notion and you don't catch yourself, then there's a reason why you're not catching yourself because you're being like, in a sense, you're being like ultra, like egotistical and narcissistic. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that people know they're being that. Oh, see, I don't, yeah. Oh. Like for me, I don't, I don't believe people. I don't believe the majority of people that don't have that conscious, you know, that, that layer of thought to go, that person's fat, but before they, like, as soon as they make that judgment, they still have those thoughts in the back of their head. Maybe there's things going on. Maybe that their, their compassion's there. You know, they're not, you know, narcissistic. You know, most people aren't. So when they see that situation, their first thought, yeah, that person's fat, but they're still making a conscious decision through the other thought, all the other thoughts that they're processing going, they probably have problems. They probably have things going on, but I'm still making that conscious decision. Go fuck, fuck all that information that I just, you know, had in my mind before I made the judgment. I'm still going to just place the judgment on that person. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think people are ignorant enough to just go, they're fat and I don't, I'm not thinking any more about it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That's all I'm trying to say. No, just, yeah, that, that, that's no, that's, that's right. That, but that's the norm. That's the norm. That's mm. like being like, that's just being, that is the norm. That's pedestrian. The we live in. Yeah, that's just pedestrian. It is what it is. That's just being pedestrian. Yeah, subconscious. Yeah, subconscious. Oh, so you're yeah, saying? Oh, so Jack, so you, you continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I can think of many times where even at the gym where I've seen a guy and I've been judging him and think, oh, that guy's a loser, and then I end up talking to him. He's a good bloke. And yeah, mad guy. Yeah. How is? And I'm like. Why the fuck do you do that, you fucking idiot? Stop fucking doing that. Like, you don't fucking yeah. know that person. Stop fucking judging it. Like, you don't even... And then it's like this thing where I go, why the fuck do I do that? Like, don't do that. But then... Yeah, we all oh, do it's it. It's just... Yeah, we all do it, man. But yeah. it's, it's so... It's so bad. And I, I think of a really good example of, of what you're saying about, like, oh, I've seen like, a fat person walking down the street and judging them. I won't... Like, I'll, I'm not going to name this situation, but... That a, a one of my like the bodybuilding shows, right? Yeah. And um, we yeah. were. <sighs> I went up to a um, friend that was in the crowd watching, um, because I was just working at the show. I wasn't competing, and she said, um, "Oh, that that um that person on the end is out of shape. I'd beat her. She's not very good." And um, I'm friends with that that person, and I said, "Oh, she actually had a like a lot of health issues, and the fact that she's up there." competing is absolutely incredible like she's the hardest worker on that fucking stage whether she looks not good or not like she's actually i got more respect for her than anyone and like but like you don't know that person's story so Mm. you look at like like you look at you go to a bodybuilding show and you see say you see um a lineup of five blokes and one guy's just way like 
I'm like he's way overmatched. Yeah. He looks yeah. he's like, what the fuck are you there? You don't know his story. You don't know like if he's got hormonal issues. You don't know what happened leading up. Um, you do, you don't know these things. And and and, and that example um, that I experienced, I went, damn, like I, it's so true. Like we're so quick to to judge. We don't we don't take a second. But like I'm bad for it, man. Like I'm gonna sit here and fucking preach and tell these stories and shit, but I'm terrible for it. I still am. So Yeah, we all are. We all are. Hmm. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. just so like interesting. Like even like just go, going into the 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 sins of being a human being, like being a rapist, being a murderer, being all this. It's just like I'm like I'm so curious as to why they do that. Like what happened? in their life that led them to make those decisions because at the end of the day as a person who makes who person who suicides they in their point of view in their frame of mind that's them winning they're winning at life them dying is a win for them it's a win mm. like and then from from being an outside perspective and i can't understand like suicidal thoughts i walk i walk past a bridge I always think to myself, oh, what would happen if I jumped off that? And then it always freaks me out. I pick up a knife. I think, what would happen if that knife, like, slashed my arm? And then my blood went, and I'm always curious. Is like, oh, what would that What would that actually happen? If, like, I, I grab this knife, cut my arm, and then see what would happen. I'm so curious about that. Like, it almost tempts me to want to try it. To, like, just as, it's just, like, so curious. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just like the sins. Like, what led Hitler to want to be a mass murderer, get rid of a race? What? What? Yeah, what why was did his upbringing like? What were his parents like? Yeah. So what why? Was why? Like? Yeah, exactly. It's just so like because I, I like I'm a firm believer. I don't. Th- Hitler was a junkie. Yeah, later in his life. Yeah, but I mean, like, what was the lead up? Yeah, what was the lead up? What was yeah. the set of circumstances? Like, like, could you, that could, if you saw that? the whole story, would you almost um, not judge him as much, but kind of almost empathize? Because, you know, some fucked up, some real fucked up shit happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we were all capable of like doing disastrous things given the right circumstances, given the right uh, period of our life, given our, the right upbringing, the, the, the social statuses and all of that sort of thing, our, our friendships, our relationships, they all lead us into a certain direction. Yeah. Uh, with Hitler, though, I just thought, I felt like it's not a one-man show. You know, no, you not at go, all. You can't go, oh, Hitler, what, what led Hitler to murder all these people? I mean, like, Hitler didn't go and murder every individual person. It was a group effort. You know, so to say that, it's, it's more like a, just a human thing in general, like you're saying. It's it's more just humans are are made to be destructive. They're self destructive by nature. You know you can find yourself being self destructive when you you know you know you don't do something that you need to do in life, or you procrastinate, or you purposely don't do something that you need to do that's going to benefit you in the future because you can't be fucked or like little things like that. You're self destructive on your mission, on your ability, on your person. Even like that judgment thing we were talking about, how you know we're so easy to judge a person, we can catch ourselves judging somebody. But we know that's a self-destructive habit to have, but we still do it. Yeah, so still within on, us. Back on that, that you were saying like, oh, it was a group effort. Um, you guys know Jordan Peterson, like, yeah, the psychologist yeah. yeah. So that's he true. has a thought experiment. 
um, where he, he he does this thing where he sits he sits alone in a room and he thinks about what it would be like being a Nazi soldier. Like he thinks about why they would do it, and like he just sits and like tries to put himself in that situation. And like he tries, like even if he struggles, he tries to put himself in the mindset of of a Nazi prison like soldier. Mm. And I think it's really interesting because it's like, you know, how people can attack these people all they want and go, oh, how were they willing to um, take part in this? Um, but you look at like what 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 might have been the alternative, you know? Like would they have been put into the camp with, you know, the other the other um, inmates if they weren't to um, you know, do what the the masses were doing. Would that would that have ended up with them being killed or them being a slave? Like, and and trying to put yourself into how how you would take part in such a horrible, inhumane yeah. act. Do you know, do you know what I used down to? Our like animalistic want to be a part of a tribe. So like, I mean, yeah, it's just like we want to be a part of a tribe. We want to be a part of a group. Like we have all these instinctual traits as a as a as an animal, a human being, as all animals do, to be a part of a tribe. It, it might be at it might be different for different animals where they they're solitary animals, but at the end of the day, they need to win the win the the trust of a, another animal in order to breed. You need to have that acceptance in order for the species to evolve. Mm. And then that, that's just like an animalistic, I, I see, it's just like, so it's so fascinating that even despite, like, if they, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure the not the Nazi Germanys, they, they were, like, I'm pretty sure it's a big uh, Catholicism state, like, they're, they're huge on, huge on Jesus and all, all of that sort of thing. They open up the book, they go through these moral values, okay, the Ten Commandments, love thy neighbour, it's all about it's all about like being morally, morally accepted, morally good, blah blah blah. But then at, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean jack shit. If your if your version of being morally good doesn't meet the requirements of the people around you, right? Yeah, because what? Because at the end of the day, that that version of being morally good in the Nazi regime was uh, to eliminate the Jewish population, and you're part of that. You're born into it. You, you, you're survival and trying yeah. to survive. Do whatever it takes to survive and procreate. That's kind of like what we're put here to do, really. Yeah, really. And that's why mm. sex feels good, and that's why you know what I mean. Like, and that's why yeah, being comfy. Right. It's hard to get break out of just being a slack motherfucker. If you can just sit around all day and do nothing, at least you're safe, and that's like the way. It's your brain like tell, like oh we're safe we'll just do this but you're like oh but i have ambitions like i want to chase after this mm-hmm. ship and then there's this other thing pulling you back it's like well i can be safe here and then like nut in a few girls and get my kids and then i'll say you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like, that's basically that's all it is we're just fucking monkeys you know having sex procreating and then we die and that's monkeys it. that are pretending to be gods really yeah literally yeah isn't it yeah it's 100 percent so, all right. Dan, this getting deep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. That's what we needed. Yeah, it's getting deep. Beautiful. Deep as hell. Like the old days, man. Yeah, like the old days. Us three, you're deep. Monash. 
<laughs> yeah, Monash. How's cameraman? I've been I've been yeah. wanting to go back so bad. Same, Keenan. I'm oh, on that vibe. Yeah, I, I want to leave so bad. To be honest, like I just want to relocate at this point. I'm just trying to get through. Anything. I don't know. I'm going to be here for a, a couple of years yet, but um, I'm definitely excited to to move on. Like you guys have, a, uh, probably move up north. But I don't know. Nice. There's just a lot out there. So I don't want to sit around in Canberra forever, you know. Um, I don't know. Like I just want to go somewhere. Maybe somewhere that's warmer, more of the year as well. But yeah, uh, just keep, just go and I don't even know. I don't even know. I might end up back in Canberra one day. But there's a lot of places I would love to live in Queensland somewhere for a bit and maybe um, America definitely for a bit because I really like the um, culture over there, the sport. Ooh, man. Like, um, yeah. Uh, you know, like tailgates, like tailgating and all that shit. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. Like I love sport. Like, stuff like that really interests me. But, um, yeah, yeah, fuck Brisbane then. Go USA. What's that? <laughs> fuck Brisbane. Go hard. If you're thinking about USA, don't go Brisbane, USA. Go USA then Brisbane. It just depends on um, yeah. a lot of stuff. Like all this COVID stuff, um, whatever, like Chelsea wants to do as well. Like, you vaccinated? No, gotta have yeah. Not yet, no way. Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> oi, oi, sorry, sorry. Oi, today I was at the doctor's, right? This lady on the phone behind me talking yeah. to a friend or a husband or whatever, and she's going, oh, I got my first Pfizer shot, I was fine. I got my second Pfizer shot, and I, can't, I haven't been able to go to work all week. I haven't been able to think, yeah, I'm exactly. weak. All this, she's on the phone behind me talking to her partner or whatever. I thought that was the good one. Nah, it's the first one. Apparently, she was fine. The second one, um, the reaction. No, I thought the Pfizer was safe. I thought. Oh the other man, one was what's safe? safe? I, don't know. I don't know much about it. I gotta be honest. No, well, that's my experience. I heard her directly from a person I didn't know on the phone talking about how she can't even function. She can't think. She's at the doctor's right now because she doesn't know what's going on. She's young too, forties, two kids. Ooh. Yeah, because she was talking about picking up her kids from daycare, blah blah blah. So I just kind of sussed it out. She said she couldn't. She had, her muscles were weak. She can't concentrate. She can't think. She feels sick. She doesn't know what's going on. And she was right behind me. I'm just listening to the conversation, watching the Expendables on my phone. Can yeah. <laughs> 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 a fifty minute wait. I said I'll let all the let all the let all the guinea pigs um, run through and test the room. And then once it's safe and like we're all good then i'll get it i'll just wait for the guinea pigs first you know? oh same yeah that's same. my model i'm not too. going anywhere so yeah. i don't need it yeah. until yeah, i have literally. to until it's mandatory you know yeah like if a, if a if a theme park just opened and they just opened the roller coasters and shit i'm not fucking getting on for like i'll be i'll let like 10 people go before me i just want to make yeah. sure that everything's working smoothly and then i'll jump on the roller coaster yeah, i wait know. for the accidents i wait for the crashes the yeah. rail the break i wait for the all burns, the fucked up shit the yeah injuries. yeah <laughs> you know and then i'll jump in i'll go okay they put the seat belts in you know you have it in the dream world now yeah, those people died in dream world i never went on the claw they never had seat belts on those rides they just had the hydraulic system i was like oh, oh this- yeah i'm not sitting in hydraulics about, um, where were we we were in um I was in uh, Austria in Vienna and there's like this hectic theme park there. And um, I got on this ride. It was like this flimsy little roller coaster. And I, I couldn't lock, like it took off and I couldn't lock it in because I was too tall. No. Oh, oh. Like, like the, we couldn't lock the bars in. And so I'm like to the, the girl I was in it with, I was like, you hold it down. <laughs> I was like, oh. you make sure you hold this down hard because we can't lock this. And then we're going and like 
we're, we're in Austria and like it's near Germany and stuff and there's a lot of tall people, right? I'm in 6'3 and in Germany as well, like six, seven blokes. Anyways, we're going through this roller coaster and not only am I trying to hold this bar down because I'm scared like if we don't keep this down, like we're going to fall out. Yeah. There's these bars that are like <laughs> the fucking tracks. I'm literally ducking. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I will hit these if I don't duck. And I'm only 6'3". And like I'm not, like I'm tall, but I'm not like I'm nowhere near as tall as some of the blokes up there. And I'm just going, what the fuck is this shit? How does something like this like like doesn't this get audited? Like this is yeah. insane. Like I can't even lock into this fucking thing. Like what are you? What the fuck is this? Like I wasn't that worried because like we had control over this, like the situation, but it was just like, oh, I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this place? Like why would this ride? be like not tagged like oh you know this is out of order like you know people someone got like their head severed or someone <laughs> yeah. tell me i was the first one maybe you were the first <laughs> or maybe just everyone that was my height that experienced it never like said anything and i was just like oh that was that was fucking terrifying but anyway yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> one week later yeah man dies yeah hey Ken, that's like um you know when we were in vietnam we went at that random uh <clears throat> random fucking theme park oh remember yeah, that random that no random. one's there it was empty oh yeah i forgot about that yeah it was an empty yeah. theme park not a single person in there but not even staff jack not even staff but the, all the machines were working and we and Ken were like oh let's go on this ride and it was just like this what was it like a kind of clawish ride like yeah, kind of like the claw yeah. like it was like a claw right so we sit in the seats and what happened keenan the bloody alarms kept going off we're seeing the seats the, the seat belts keep going yeah. up and down the yeah, hydraulics up and, yeah, up and the down. alarms going <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Like, and like three or four times i'm like i remember get, telling and we yeah. can't get out hey yeah we can't get out yeah I remember, I remember telling Ken, I said, if this alarm goes off one more time, I'm fucking getting off. You remember yeah. that? I said, yeah, we're getting yeah. off, man. Fuck this. And then it just, it, it didn't go off and it worked and we survived somehow. Yeah. I remember yeah, but, that. I remember vomiting yeah, on one of those rides. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is it the, the shit one? The yeah, the pirate shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Think about like um, the worst ways to die. I feel like a, anywhere, anyway where you're out of, con- like you can't control the situation, but you know, it's like inevitable. Like imagine uh, you're, on a, you're skydiving and um, your shoe doesn't work and like you you know you you know you're gonna die like like that fall like that that terror or like mm. um like a, again like a like a, a roller coaster malfunction like you know the engineer or like an airplane crash mm. like you know the plane's going down there's nothing you can do and you know like that that's it yeah and, like, I, I was talking the other day because two people in um in uh Goulburn died in a skydiving accident they got hooked on the um plane and they were trying to when they were jumping out and they got hooked on the plane, they had to cut the, I don't know what happened, but by the time they hit the ground, they died. Yeah, um, and I was just like, I was, I was talking to um, Chelsea about it. I was like, oh, I'm like, that has to be the most sickening way to go. Like you're mm. up there in the air and you just know like what's coming. Like, you know, mm. like you're not going to feel any pain, but it's just the sheer, like, you know, like that, that just sounds fun. Yeah. Could you imagine the, like, could you imagine that anticipation when you're just about to hit the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'd rather someone have a fucking gun pointed at me Hello. <laughs> like this quicker. It's a quicker way to go than that 
Yeah. Yeah. Are <laughs> 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 oh, you back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Um, I don't know where I was at, but I was just on me and then bang that. Yeah, the gun. Because at least that's quicker than like yeah. that mental torture of like falling through the sky. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, like this is it. You probably pass out. Yeah, you'd pass out from the denial. Shot. Yeah, you're like denial. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna die. Some someone will save me. A miracle will happen. You get closer yeah. to the ground. You probably pass out, and then yeah, die. they always say that. Oh yeah, like if you if you like jump from a building, like or if you fall off a building, by the time you hit the ground, you won't even know because you pass out. Yeah, who, who, who knows? knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's like untestable. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, that's just what happens, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> nice i'm gonna jump out i'll be fine oh it was uh it's like this is at the start of the year i ran into one of my mates from canberra randomly in sydney and then he lives up here now and then and then we we're just having like beers and stuff he goes oh yesterday keenan i saw the most fucked up thing i saw the most fucked up thing in the city and now he was just like in the city with his uh girlfriend now just like having a going for like having a shop having a lunch and whatever and then they see, like, they hear all this commotion and then this crowd was gathering. He goes, oh, what the fuck's happening? And then he, he looks up and there's this guy on there, like, the, on, outside of a balustrade on, like, a 30-story building, like, ready to jump. He's, like, like trying to muster up the courage to jump. And then, like, the, in, and then Adam is like, oh, yeah, no, nah, the, 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 the fire brigade were there, like, you know, trying to assist him and everything. And he goes, yeah, no, nah, it won't happen, it won't happen. He's not going to jump. He's just like in his mind, he's like, yeah, they're going to save him. We're going to save him. It'd be sweet. And so he's just there with his girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, boom, he just jumps. And then from about 20 meters from the jump, he couldn't like see the, the impact because of the blockage of the buildings. But he said, Keenan, the, 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 the sound of the fire when he hit the ground. It was just, uh, it was just he, he covered his girlfriend's eyes and then he just heard this big he goes, oh, it was so fucked. It was so fucked. And then the next day, he's expecting all of these, like, news articles everywhere. The guy jumps from the same building. Not a word. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No. You know, nothing. Yeah. I've got a friend who's a paramedic, and she was telling us this story about this um guy. It was only in, like, one hour. So this is years ago. She's talking about this guy in, like, one hour. So um, he was running down the street on fire. He's running down the street on fire, like full flames. Like, anyways, Whoa. they took him Fire. in, and he was like completely like char- like his whole body was disgusting and burnt. Like he was, and they gave him morphine, but like he was gonna die. Anyways, nothing on the news. She was like, she's like, what they think's happened is like he was this guy was like a drug addict, and he went to like a drug dealer or something. The drug he probably owed the drug dealer money, and the drug dealer literally doused him. In petrol and um, lit him off fire in the fucking street, and he was running down the street on fire, and no one ever heard a thing on the news about it. I was like, I think about that, and I go, what? There could have been a murder next door, like literally next to my house. I wouldn't fucking know because there's so much shit that they don't like. They just cover up, and you're like, fuck, man. Like, what is this shit? You're trying to act like the world's all sunshine and rainbows and shit. Like, you can't like. Like, I know ignorance is bliss, but, like, if some shit goes down, like, around my house, I feel like I need to be aware of that, you know what I mean? In Warniassa? Yeah, yeah. She said, this was years ago. Oh, 
we were in one and I said, maybe I'm getting confused. She said it was definitely in Southside, but she, yeah. Yeah, she it was literally like yeah, Southside, Southside baby. Southside. I remember the the route the route from my place, Jackie and Josh to McKillop. You know that you know just walking that route on to uh, through Waniassa. I remember like walking back the same route one day, and then I heard news that like a guy had been shot dead by police on that route. Yeah, it was like the same road. So I was like walking on the road and then I literally seen like the outline of the body. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is so fucked up. It was literally the day before. The guy ran. He like, there's some sort of like uh, altercation altercation, and then he, he, and then the police were outside like trying to get him out and whatever. I don't know what he's doing. And then he ran outside with an axe at the policeman and he's like charging at the policeman with an axe and then they just like shot him dead. Oh, this is so fucked. Oh, I got a story actually again that reminds me. Um, so it was one Sunday I was working at Bunnings. Years, like I was probably seventeen, and um, there was a murder in Corwell. I don't know if you guys remember. There was a murder in Corwell. A guy killed his ex-wife with an axe, oh, with a hatchet or some shit. It was really no. brutal. It was talk. Everyone was talking about it. Anyways, um, we later found out that that dude came to Bunnings and he bought the hatchet from us, like at Tuggeron. He bought it. And the chick that was like on the door said she she remembered like checking the receipt. I don't know, she might be bullshit. She's probably fucking bullshit. But um but anyways, this guy literally bought the fucking thing that he killed this chick was from like this uh girl from Bunnings. He killed, he murdered um his ex-wife in front of his son or his daughter literally in front like it was, it was disgusting and she, and he came to fucking he came to bunnies to buy the fucking thing man he was literally in the store the same time as me the day he did it that's tugging on me i used to see all that shit all the time i remember walking to i was with mum and samira when i was little we went to uh Arendelle woolworths and you know, at the front entrance there, there were, it was at night time and there's like just a bunch of teenagers to the left there. They're just like, they're, they're a bit rowdy and whatever. And then like mum goes, oh yeah, come on, like just let's just walk through, ignore them. We do our groceries shopping, we go out. One of the dudes is covered in blood. He's just like bleeding, like full blood everywhere. Like his, his, his t-shirt, everything is just drenched in blood. Like he's just been stabbed. There's a heaps of those stories. The guy at uh, Arendelle College, where you're doing your studying, like when Samira was at the high school there, there was like, sort of like gang gang brawls and like. Yeah, wasn't there always like, stabbings in Arendelle? Yeah, stabbings and all this sort of stuff. Southside was rough, man. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. But but rough you, Southside. You hear about all these Northside like Bruce Belconnen area shootings these days. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. But again, half the shit you don't hear about anyway, so you don't even know. You don't know what's yeah. going on. No. Not yeah. at all. Fucking Southside, man. Yeah. I, I spoke to uh, Travi in the week, and then he was saying he got it. Yeah, it was funny. I was, it was good to talk to him. He's saying he got the apprenticeship of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, hey. It's out of a lot of people, man. Yeah, heaps of people. Yeah. All of nah. apprentice out of New South Wales and ACT. Yeah, no, wow. Travis, Travis a hard worker, man. Yeah, he's a hard worker mm. for sure. No, nah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking cool. 
He's telling me he had um he got given an opportunity to finish his apprenticeship a year early or something like that. Like he could go back for the remainder of the year to knock out his last year. I don't know how it worked. He was explaining to me. He said, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. I said, Trav, fucking do it, man. That's a mad challenge. Like see if you can smash out. Like who, could, who can say they did their apprenticeship in three years versus – like that's that's mad. Three versus yeah, four yeah. years, you, you pumped it out. And then you're on more money. Well, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? And he's going, oh, I don't know, man. I'm like, bro, you could like 100% do it. Yeah. yeah. I do it, but yeah. Yeah, obviously, obviously the CRT have seen something within it, his work um, trait. I think it's that and I think it – but I think it's um, action, it action? Well, like the whole company. So it's like government as well. So it's – it's a, it's, it's, yeah, that's a pretty big deal, man. There's a lot of fucking like people at work in these um, companies that are in the running for these things. Mm. So, he, yeah, he got the best cool. of the best. Yeah, 100%. Uh, congrats, Travi, if you're listening. Congrats, yeah, man. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Salute. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So, you, so you're still with Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, she's living with me as well at the moment. Oh, no way. No, she had the no. house now. I'll say hello to her. No, no, no. She's at work. But yeah, no, it's good, man. It's like, so it's gone all right. Like, I never, like, I never, I didn't think I'd be living with a girl this soon, but it's actually, it's all right. Like, we just stay, always out anyway. Like, like you were saying about you and Nicole before, it's like, you know, you live, like, we live, I say, <laughs> me and Chelsea say it all the time, like, we live together, but we never spend time together. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. And, but, but this, like, obviously now with my foot and stuff, we, Spending a bit of time together, it's been good, but yeah. This is, I think big thing for me is, is just trying to find um you know, trying to make time to go like go get dinner or something like that, like sometimes and just go out go out and do stuff like because yeah, like 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 you're saying, like sometimes you bring you bring your stuff home, you bring your work home, you, you like even like sometimes she would like we'll be talking, I'll be like thinking about something I gotta do and then I'll be like on my phone doing something and she's talking I mean it's just not you're not present, you feel like yeah you need to get yeah. out and go and have a meal or go to something like to each other. Wow, big steps for Jackie, man. Yeah, man, getting old, wow. man. Getting old, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, sucker. Yeah, sucker. I can do it. Though, thing, you know, so yeah. I think you know that I can do it because I, I never, I never knew. Like, I never thought I'd, I never had faith I'd be able to like deal with living with someone until I tried it, kind of thing. Because like now that I'm doing, it, I'm like, oh, it's not too bad. I think in my head I was like, nah, I'm independent. I need my own space and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, you're with someone who's pretty, like, easy going. It's, like, it's not that bad. It really is. You just need it. As long as you're with the right person, like, isn't, like, like I, can't, I couldn't be with someone who, like, lives in my pockets or is, like, constantly texting me, worrying about, like, go do your own shit, like, and we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the day. Like, you tell me how your day is at the end of the day. We don't need to text during the day. Like, don't ask me how my day is when you're going to see me tonight like well, i'll tell you about my day tonight you know and like just having yeah, that yeah. Being someone who's independent is i think like one of the most important things for me you know yeah 100 percent. yeah that's a, yeah that's beautiful man yeah beautiful something like that yeah, yeah. Well, well done jackie yeah <laughs> <laughs> well done, man. Uh, new phase of life yeah new yeah. phase hey joshy yes sir i was listening to the previous podcast and then it reminded me the the big prez. Yeah, COVID. COVID. So we, we, that put it back. We're playing, yeah, we're, acting's put back. COVID's with the pitch has been put back. 
Oh, no. Oh, we're on a waiting basis. They want to do acting on Zoom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to pay all that money to do acting on Zoom. Nah, nah, I wouldn't. It's pointless, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Well, I want to get sitting. Oh, do acting right here. Yeah. It just, nah, it's not the same. Yeah, I, I, went, I went there I for the experience. Yeah, I went there for the experience, mm. you know, like to meet people and fucking have like an experience, not to go on a computer and I'd rather Throw just wait. into the fire. If you're in the comfort of your own home, it's not the same. I feel like you're... It's like you want to throw yourself into somewhere where you got to like try and land on your feet. And if you're yeah. in your own home, it's, it's not. I need adrenaline. I want adrenaline, mm. you know? I want to yeah. get their sweat bullets and go, fuck, I'm going to fuck up. I want to make mistakes. But then yeah. just, just make the mistakes. Yeah, have a very a, a visceral experience. Yeah, I want to feel it. I don't want to fucking just do it. I want to feel it. That's why I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know? Fuck, fuck Zoom, especially for 500 and something dollars. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do it. That's like heaps of people are doing that now. No, Zoom shit. But then again, I don't want to bitch. I don't want to, I don't want to miss the opportunity. I still want to do it. At the same time, if I wait, I don't want to fucking wait. I don't want to, I've been waiting for things so, for so long. I just want to get shit done. Yeah. It's like if I wait again, oh, COVID happens. Another excuse happens. Another thing happens. Just the momentum of fucking things happening and I can't control it. Is it is it like a, is it a rollout where you just do Zoom until COVID lifts and then you go back into class or is it just a... But who knows when we're gonna go back? Like it's only yeah. I thought it was a sixteen week course. It's only eight weeks. Yeah. So you know, so it's like what well, you do four weeks, half your time is on Zoom, and then finally you get four weeks, which is four sessions with people. You know, you get four sessions. That's really reality. Yeah, really. If you get that, it, you might not even get that. You might go six weeks COVID. Yeah, you get two sessions where you meet everybody. Oh, hey, everybody! Like this is this is the experience I was waiting for. I only get two sessions of it now. Yeah, fuck that. You know what I mean? Plus, like, it's not the same. Like, I got to go to work the next day, and you're up until twelve o'clock. The sessions always go two hours longer than. Yeah, they always do. So annoying. Hey. Yeah, so it's like, man. But look, I think I'll still do it because I might just do another one after or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the I ball don't know. Rolling. Yeah, just to get the ball rolling. I just want to experience it, man. I want to get into it. I want to start getting my creativity out. You know, everything's been so business, analytical. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I'm studying, you know, very analytical stuff, you know, very just, you know, I don't know. Not, it's creative, but it's not. It's off a book. You regurgitate it. It's not, I don't get to create anything. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm in a space right now where I write less, you know, I make music less, I do mm. with the creative outlets less. And all mm. these, this other stuff, the, the balance isn't there, but the balance can't always be there because the majority of things that I need to do and have to prioritize are not creative. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can prioritize creativity, then I got to balance this, got to balance that. So I'm just doing the best I can to fucking try to be, you know, I wrote yesterday and I wrote like a couple of paragraphs. Yeah. And before that, you know, it was like, what, three weeks ago? I used to write hours every day. I used to just write. You know, I get on the computer and just write it fucking my day or whatever. Yeah. You know, and try to think of something and be creative and be in the moment. And now it's just like, not even songs, but just like writing in general. Mm. You know, I might just like look at a flower and go, oh, that's a nice flower. And it might inspire me to go how to relate flowers to, you know, my day or my existence. So then I get deeper and deeper. Next thing you know, I got a page of just like, yeah, mental, like a mental log of thoughts. Yeah. And like a flow of consciousness that I just yeah, kind of laid like, out on paper. Yeah. That's the best when you just go like completely offline. You don't mm. think about it. You just like write, and then yeah. the, the the one line or the one word leads you to the next word, and then that's right. before you know it, it's straight from the soul. That's right. 
Yeah, straight from the soul, man. It's exactly right. Same with yeah. anything. Once you get in the flow state of it, you know, it's just like you know, time flies by. You don't even know where you are. Yeah. I don't want to know where I am when I do certain things. If I'm creating, I don't want to be, I don't want to know where I am. I want to be in that moment in my mind or in that fucking reality that I've created or creating. Yeah. I just want to be there. I want to forget about everything else. Yeah. It you baffles know? me when I write my, like, the screenplay. That like time just passes, man. It just passes. It, it, every time it baffles me. I might start at like six p.m. and then before I know it's nine thirty, mm. and it, it literally feels like I've been there, like listened to a few songs written for like twenty minutes. Yep. And then all this time it has surpassed. I've been like living in this world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's world. just like yeah, and it's just like creative world. It's just it's. That's what I'm I love to work on, man. That's see, I don't have that tool in my toolkit. You know. Yeah, man. Once you like, once you access it, fucking useless at it. I was just like, I'm even I'm reading a book and like I'm I've been reading a lot and I'm I'm smashing out a lot of books and it's good. But even when I'm reading the book, sometimes I'm just like, my mind wanders. I'm like, fuck, man. I want to get better at that, like that Mm. focus, that like being able to zone in on things. That's something that is probably just an area I need to work on. Like what you just said there, like that flow state, and like there's a book called Deep Work and it talks about that, like just carving out time where you literally do nothing but that one thing. And then, mm. and and this guy Cal Newport he equates his days based on how many hours of deep work or how much the duration of deep work he spent each day. So the amount of time he literally, with no distractions, pumped out a task. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all all about the context as well, like what you what you're generating. So for yeah. me, like it's so much easier when I generate things from my own from my own mind instead of like outs, outside material. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, to it's like a for me like being like an adult being like from a logical point of view if i'm doing like any analytical work or anything you're just like you're piecing different parts of information together to to create something but it's not it's not straight from you from the source so when like for me like it's so easy to get into a flow state when i'm creating something Mm. yeah it's just like it, it just transcends your 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 that transcends time, time and space and time. Mm. And they, oh, and they, yeah, yeah. And they say like you know, like creativity and like that's like the necessity for all inventions. So, mate, like, do you do you do much creative stuff, Jack? Like, do you know? Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't even have to be like paint a picture or anything, or like whatever, whatever. Be a business idea. Yeah, it could be a business idea where like you're just creating a business idea or whatever it not, is. No, I wouldn't say I've I've been reading like a lot of um philosophy. I've been reading up on a lot of the um writings of like famous Stoics and stuff and doing like and I find like that sparks a creative like the way I look at life and like finding meaning in a sense. Um yeah, but other yeah. than that, no, like like everything I do is about like um, I guess like I kind of like to my tasks I go through each day is like I want to be like when I when I have that time to rest I want to really have, like know that I earned it and, and mm. it's kind of like it's, there's not much creativity it's kind of just like um, I'm just beating an anvil like all day just like trying to hit it hard like um, just really like working hard on everything I'm doing and like even like you know, if there's times where I'm sore and I don't want to do go to jujitsu or something, it's like um, I think back to like um, 
there's this uh, book by Ryan Holiday. It's called The Obstacles of the Way. He's like a really famous author, and he's um he's really into the Stoics and the Stoicism and all that. He's he's read yeah. on it, and he talks about he's got a book. It's called The Obstacle Is the Way. And like whenever oh, um she gets hard, like I don't want to do something, I say the obstacles of the way. So like any like whatever the thing mm. you want to do, that's the thing I need to go do. Um, Wow! Then, yeah, that's no, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. It's creatively, not so much. Um, it's probably an area I need to spend more time on for sure. But, I'm the uh, opposite, Jack. I envy your ability to be able to to be more like task orientated and smash it out and bang, 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 yeah. bang. For me, I'm like hyper creative most of the time. I struggle trying to just do task related things. You know, sitting down and doing like tasks. It fucking kills me because I want to be over here. I want to be over there. I want to create over here. I want to start right. I want to do this. I'm I'm doing a million different things and it's all creative. But to sit down and just do like a tasks, it's like for me, I don't feel like I don't, I'm not motivated really, you know, just doing task shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to work on being able to, to just sit down and smash out tasks without getting distracted through creativity. Because as soon as I start doing things that are like task related, I, I like I like really just want to break out of that and get into doing some creative stuff, make a beat, you know, write some write some lyrics or write a poem or do mm. something. And I, I really will stop what I'm doing, the task that I'm doing, just so I can create. So I really, I'm really trying to just go, nah, this is the task. I want to do the tasks and then I can create. So, so I'm, on the opposite, I'm on the opposite end of that. Yeah. When you when you talk about, oh, you know, I want that fire, like I don't have that. Like what are you, like uh, give me an example of something you're not doing that you want to be doing that like like something an area that you're you're lacking in that makes you think oh i wish i was more like motivated you know what i mean like like it's more history it's more like looking back on how hungry i was you know like for instance when i first moved to melbourne i didn't give a shit about anything i didn't give a fuck i was a dog i came here i didn't care if i ate i didn't care if i could pay rent i didn't care if i had i didn't give a shit about anything i could i worked myself to death every day I'd wake up in the morning, I'd work on what I need to fucking do. I wouldn't care about work. I wouldn't care about money. If I owed rent, if I didn't have food, I would eat noodles or I'd eat peanut butter out of a jar. I didn't give a shit. I was a dog. I just needed to do what I fucking needed to do, you know, and I was hungry. I was hungry for success. I was hungry. For, I would sacrifice everything. If you're in my way, get the fuck out of my way. And now it's like, you know, looking back at that, it's like seeing how much a dog and how like hungry and ambitious and strong I was about my passion or my purpose coming back to a state where I'm in now where I'm just like so lethargic about it. I'm like, oh, are yeah. Are still I'll do doing the things you need to do every day? No, that's the thing. Not really oh, because not. I, don't, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't have that. I don't have that fucking that dog energy right. that, you know, like fuck every, like for me, I used to be like, fuck everything. I need to get it done. Now it's more like, I don't know. I just, I don't find myself being able to just, just, just like, is this like go for you? it. It's like in you, like with everything, you, spending just everything. Like being like almost like I, I I push my ego way too far back. I'm I've I had like I told told Keenan this the other day. I was in the shower one day, and I was having a moment right because I was just like I'm fucking lost, man. I was in the shower and I was talking to myself. And what I did was I like extracted my ego on one side of the shower, and then extracted on my left side my divine self, my creative self, my child self, whatever you want to call it, right. I tried to have this like fantasy conversation with my ego and then my divine self would listen into me, myself talking to my ego, which is a part of me and then talk, talking to my divine self. And what I was telling my ego was like, man, we need to work together. Stop fighting me. You know, like when I need you to tell me, 
to get into it and get in the mud and fucking go aggressive and be the man and be the one percenter and be the top dog. You're not giving that to me. I need you to give me that fucking hard energy when I need it instead of like battling me. And I find myself battling my ego to try to be like, man, sometimes you need to be in control so you can start making some critical decisions instead of me, you know, almost like my feminine self going, oh, I'm not sure, overthinking it. Oh, maybe I should just be careful. Like yeah. it's it's not decisive action and the ego gets you to do decisive action because the ego is the one that goes, you're the fucking man, just fucking do it. I, yeah, you have confidence. You have, you know what Put I'm saying? Yeah, you get the, I want to, I want to prove to people. I want to, you need to use that energy wisely. You need to have that energy with you. That's how you become successful. You can't just become successful because you're perfectly balanced. You need to know how to trigger that. Like, how do you, yeah, that's right. How do you trigger, like, what do you need to say to yourself to go, yeah, I'm the fucking, I'm that fucking dude. I'm, bro, I'm, I'm too comfortable. Like, I'm too comfortable, man. That's the problem. I got all this shit <clears> that I've, I've never had in my life. I've never, I've got all these things that I've asked for in my life and I've got it all now. I got it all that I wanted. So I'm sitting in this position now where I, was, I got this, I got that. When I was hungry, I wanted food. Now I got it. When I didn't have a place, I got a place, a beautiful place. When I needed all these things that I asked for and needed in my in the times where I felt, you know, the worst periods of my life, Lacking, I got it yeah. all. But now I've got it all. It's like, well, now what? That's I'm so comfortable. fascinating. I, you get what I'm saying? There's I got everything I asked for. So now what the fuck do I do? There's a you transcend. Yeah. There's a quote by a... Um, uh, boxer, he passed away recently. I forget what his name is. It's slipping my mind, but um, he says that he says something like, um, "It's hard to get up and go run in the cold at five a.m. when you're sleeping in silk sheets." Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Think about what's his name? What's the boxer's name? Uh, the Gypsy King. He became Tyson the best. Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury. He became the best in the world. He accomplished everything he accomplished. And then he became an alcoholic and, and depressed and. Because he had everything that he ever wanted and worked for and he got it all. And then he's like, well, now what the fuck do I do? All my purpose mm-hmm. is gone. All my you drive is gone. Great? I heard about him. Did his story? No, no. Who? Um, you know Alexander the Great, like a great conqueror. Of yeah, life. yeah, yeah. Yeah, past, like way back. Anyways, he, he, um, he was like the most fierce soldier in the world at the time. And he, they, he finally conquered all of the world at that time. You know, he took over everything. Like this fierce warrior who, you know, stared death in the face many times. And then um, that evening or at some point, I forget the story exactly, um, he was in his room and, like, he has guards that stand by his, like, bedroom. And, um, yeah, most fierce warrior on the planet. And they hear him just break down crying, like just absolutely like hysterically crying, like the like the toughest man on the planet, like hysterically crying. And the reason he was crying is because he realized that like now that he had accomplished everything he set out to accomplish, he's now stuck with himself or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah, chasing these goals and like just have to make this happen. Like, once I get this, I'll be happy. And it's all it's all so fucking um. Well, we got it all so back to front, don't yeah, we? Yeah, my mum. Yeah. My mum always says that to me. She goes, "Ken, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're doing Same. too much. Like you, you're just doing too much. You're like you're chasing these things. You're doing too much." And then I've come to realize that, like, w- like I don't do nearly as much as I used to because back then when I was doing too much, I was running away from my inner demons. I was like, I was putting all of these distractions in my life to like try achieve this sense of happiness, this sense of purpose. 
And I like I I and my, that was my idea of like being happy. If I achieve this, I'm going to be happy. Like rather than like thinking introspective, thinking within. And then yeah, it's just such a yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Right, if I'm not, this is what I realized about me. If I'm not struggling, or if I'm not like again a survival situation of being challenged, like a survival challenge. For instance, like you know, once a month I might go full red meat for a week, just eat red meat, or I might go full vegan, or I might go full something, or I might go I'm cutting my meals down to 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 a minuscule minuscule levels, or I might do. I have to find something to challenge myself to find that drive, you know. But I, I still struggle to find it. I need that challenge. I need that fucking. I'm hungry. I need that ability to work 13 hours. But I I, I could work 13 hours because I wasn't eating. Yeah. I, I could work 13 hours because I didn't have money. I could work 30. It's like even like I don't know if you know this guy Steve will do it. And this is not really like a you know a very uh, philosophical kind of person. Obviously, he's just a YouTuber. But um, he said something as well. He goes about um, yeah. Fuck, I just lost it. I just lost my flow state. Well, maybe. Yeah, I just like, lost it. I just lost. <laughs> I just lost it. I just lost it. Just I just thought of something else. Just lost it. My bad. Oh, I can't even remember what I was saying. Steve, someone, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah Steve. Um, Steve will do it. No, no, it's lost. No, no, it's lost. It's gone. <laughs> it was there. It was there, but then just no. So that's what happens. Yeah. No, I get what no. you mean, though, Kenan, because my my mum literally yesterday said the same thing. She was, she said, um. She said, I don't know what it is about you, but you feel like you have to prove yourself constantly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, true. Because, like, she's always like, she always used to say, she's like, stop being so motivated. Go out and drink. She used to tell me to go out and drink with my friends. Yeah. Back when I was prepping for bodybuilding, this is years ago. I remember when I was in prep and she's going, go out and drink with your friends. I said, mum, I'm in prep. I'm not going out on the piss. She said, oh, a few drinks, it won't matter. I said,
the fear that comes with, I don't know, it's like makes you feel alive. And then when I get home and it's 7.45, my day's just beginning and I'm like, oh, you know, like you, you feel like you've already accomplished so much and it's still like most people are still sleeping, you know? And it was just like, it was like, I don't think this is what I was looking for. Like this shit sucks. And then when I started at um, this jujitsu place, and um, I started going to this jiu-jitsu place and those, these boys kill me. Like there's blokes who are 60 kilos and they play with me like I'm a fucking rag doll. They just <laughs> me out as quick as they want. Like it's fucking shit, man. Like, yeah. and, and you're just getting destroyed. You're getting beat up and your fucking shoulder joints hurt because they're shoulder locking and all this shit. And you go, this is fucking shit. I fucking hate this. And then you just keep going back and slowly improve. Right. And then take it back to the other place and all of a sudden I'm really good at the other place because those guys are less experienced. You know? Yeah. Like I keep kept showing up, kept showing up and it sucked. And get because wait, you want to test your ego, go and go and just get flogged by a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that puts you that puts you that puts you in your place really fast. You try you have this fake smile on your face but you're hating it. You're yeah. so fucking you just fucking hate it man. And I was like, but that's what I was looking for. Like I was just looking for that thing that like just made me feel so like uncomfortable and like it, it is mm. and still to this day I go to that place and I've learned a lot more but these blokes still flog me um but I might be able to go the whole five minutes without being tapped out but they, they still like control everything but I'm able to avoid the submission and that's a massive win I go that bloke tapped me out five times two weeks ago and today he didn't tap me out once like that's a massive win for me yeah like yeah. I, I, I don't know it just it's something about martial arts in general i was like fuck i wish i got into this stuff earlier it's really um it's just really rewarding like rewarding when you see that progress you know what i mean yeah they i've i've heard martial artists say this quite a lot like once you learn how to fight you live your life differently like the way you walk down a street you live it differently because you know that like no one is a match for you so like you just you have this whole new perspective on like just, you feel secure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You'd, you'd feel so secure. Like, there's this boxer that I was like, I was training at his gym. He goes, Keenan, like, when you learn how to box, you will walk down the street different to like what you did before because you know that like no one is a match for you. So you don't, like, you just have this whole different perspective on like everything. On, yeah. And I think to add on that, it's like, um, like, yeah, that's true, but you don't want to become that guy who's looking for trouble because you, you know you can finish it. You know? No, yeah. What, 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 what's noble is knowing you can control the outcome of any situation, mm. but, but still avoiding conflict. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because now you're not avoiding conflict because you're a coward. You're avoiding conflict because you're a man and you have nothing to prove. But yeah, you literally. Know if any shit were to pop off, that you, you're going to be able to control whether you hurt that person or not. And that's your decision. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, and I think that's that's really cool. And I, I heard someone talking about. Have you guys listen to Jocko Willing's podcast at all? No, he's no, um, no. ex Navy Seal. He's been on Joe Rogan before. Yeah, I've heard him. Um, and he's a jujitsu black belt, and he's really um good to listen to. But yeah, he was talking about that. And when that's really cool, I'm going to take that to the bank. I like that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, you've inspired me, Jackie, to, to pick up uh, <laughs> to pick up the gloves again. Yeah, do it. Boxing's mad. It's so yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I was doing some boxes, some pad work down at the park uh, during the week. And, man, I was only doing, like, two-minute rounds of just, like, drills, just hitting the pads, like, one-twos, doing the hooks and whatever. And, God, it kills Terrible. you. Terrible. It kills yeah. you. It, you're so gassed. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, and then and like the ne- so next serious. day, my lats were like killing. It was just like all sore. Yeah. It's a different. It's a different level of exhausted. Like, um, we like wrestling. For example, we do this thing called Shark Tank, which is like um, you'll be in a group of like six or seven blokes, and um, you one person goes in the middle, and they have to fight everyone for a minute each. And so oh, you're just like, you're dead. Like you're so tired and you've got this huge man trying to bash your face in. And so you're just trying to defend yourself, but you're so tired. It's so bad. It's like literally, like when we do wrestling ones where it's just wrestling, that's the worst. Something about wrestling is the most exhausting shit you'll ever experience, you know? And it's like this other day we were doing running for like for cardio. We we're doing all these like suicides and shit. And I was just doing it and it was like, it was a breeze because it was just, I was just like, this is so cruisy. Like running so easy compared to like this other shit that we do. Like just like, like man on man, just like fucking going at it like bulls, you know? And yeah. It's just, it's a, that shit's so exhausting. But with running, you can just, you can go at your own pace, man. Yeah. It's a different like, type of fitness. I nose the whole time, you know? But then, but then when you're doing, yeah, that wrestling or like boxing, yeah, oh, it's so exhausting. No matter how fit I was getting, it was just—it's the same. Like two minutes in, I'd be like, "This fucking blows, man! Why do I do this shit? I'm not coming back tomorrow." Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like having having that having that like ability and dexterity and tenacity. They like keep like even though when you're in the pits and you're like full of pure exhaustion, like still trying to duck and weave and counter punches and yeah. defend and attack and all this blah blah blah. It's fucked. And then the next time you go, you go, oh, next time I'm in that dark place and things are hard, I'm going to find it. I'm going to keep going. And then you get back there and you go, oh, like you just, again, you just go, you're, you, you're not even thinking. You can't even process that thought that you were saying how like you were going to still keep trying when things got hard because you're just so exhausted. You're not even thinking. You can't even yeah, think. Yeah. And it's just like every time I went through that level of exhaustion, I was trying to tell myself the next time, oh, the next time you're going to, you know, you're gonna find that second win and keep going in there. Every time you get there, you're just like, oh, like you do. You're not even thinking. You're just like, you're just like brain dead. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. while you're in it, you're like, fuck this. Like this is the fucking worst. And you just go, oh, oh, oh. oh and you're just like, fuck. And then you're like constantly fighting yourself. Like keep going, keep going. Like keep 100. percent Like this punch has got to count, even though when you're exhausted, you still got to hit it. You still got to hit it. And then while you're yeah, in it, you shoulders just, shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> fucked my sh- boxing. Fucked my left shoulder. Hey, you've been sore forever. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. The reason why I stopped was uh, my front deltoid just completely just fried. Mm. Just, I couldn't like lift it or anything. And then I went to the. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give boxing a break for like a week or two to just. I'm just gonna just take a break just to heal this. And then I went to the went to the gym, and then I tried the 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 smith machine like incline press i couldn't even press the bar like, i couldn't even get thing- it would be a win for me if i could put on 2.5 kilos on each side and do 10 reps that was like a win for me and then like it, it took me like three four months to even like put 60 kilos onto the onto like a, a smith machine like one of the safest exercises it was it was just fucked and then that's why when i go back i want to really learn technique first 
like when I am in those like dark places, like to have still like control of the body and like mm. throw throw the right punches instead of just like throwing your arms. You know what I mean? Like everyone's a hero when they're like when they've got a hundred percent energy, but once those energy resources start to die, that's when the shit starts fucking really counting. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I always enjoyed no ex- it. I yeah, always I've got enjoyed no ex- it. I've got no excuse. The 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 gym I train at have a full on boxing ring. They have pro fighters training you, and then they do BJJ like twice a night. Try that twice a week. Yeah, they do it for free. Ken, you will get so addicted to it. It's literally like physical chess. It is so much fun. Yeah, you you will the first bloke you roll with, um, you're gonna feel like you're drowning. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is going to do whatever he wants to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, jujitsu is fucking hectic, man. Like, it's so much fun. Like, I just like, like, when you start to learn some subs and you you know what you're doing, like, most of the time you'll spend defending because you don't know, like, everyone's attacking you because you're the one that sucks. But then, like, yeah. and you're versing someone who's better than you, but then they're, like, on a similar level to you. And then, like, you have a few subs in your repertoire where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to. I'm gonna fake go for this Americana so I can so as he lifts his arm up, I'm gonna switch to the head of my arm choke and I'm gonna tap him out, you know. And like that was yeah. that's the thing because when you're going against someone similar match to you, they know what you're fucking going for. So you you go grab that arm and you're going for that that armbar or something. They know what you're doing, so they defend that. But but you're wanting them to think you're going for that so you can attack this other thing. It's chess, man. It's it's mm. so much fun and and oh, it's so man. exhausting, but just it's so rewarding too. Like it's it's just jujitsu and jujitsu. You're not getting punched in the head, so you can do it as much as you want. You're not going to fucking CTE or some shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> CTE. <laughs> oh fuck. fuck yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Yeah, so you- BJJ seems good. I think we got um that tenth planet around the oh, corner from mine, Sussex Street. Eddie Bravo, Eddie Bravo, yeah, just the Eddie Bravo conspiracy. <laughs> Fuck, I'll do that just to get there with the conspiracy theorists. The flat earth theorists. I'll go, I'll go there just for the fucking conversations. The <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, but he know. transcended jiu-jitsu, like the sport. Like he, he was, mm. he's like one of the goats, man. Like he was being the Gracies and shit. Like yeah, the Gracies. Like, yeah. Some of the stuff he implemented was incredible. I don't even fully understand the levels to the game. Like jiu-jitsu is so, it's just, there's so much to it. It's absolutely it's just oh it's just so it's just too much like i don't even know where to start with it you know like you got to be so intelligent but then you've also got to have the physical ability to an extent as well it's it is, it's it's very interesting it's very cool because yeah, they talk about like eddie bravo how he made up like certain moves mm. hey like they just like they invent yeah it's crazy well someone has to someone has to keep it evol- evolving mm. yeah but we have a lot of the um we have a really good, uh, like there's an Aussie, his name's, I think his name's Craig, Craig Jones. And he's one of the best in the world. And we, so yeah, like even some Aussies, we have some really good jujitsu practitioners. But like no one hears about it because like, fuck, it's just like no one knows. It's not like it's an Olympic sport or anything. Like no one talks about it really. But Do you wear geese? Uh, I only go to, so the place I go, I only go to do no-gi classes because I was training for MMA, so MMA. I didn't want to get good at, like, grabbing on the gis and shit because I can't implement any of that. 
Yeah. And it's so much harder no gi because people are slippery. Like with a gi, you have so much you can grab onto. Like if you're for a leg lock, you can like, there's so much to reef onto if they've got like those gi pants on. Yeah. But if they're just like in shorts, like and they're sweaty, you can't grab onto shit. So yeah, it's, it's just, just like the body, body. Yeah. Mm. And then jujitsu, you've got like just plain jujitsu that you do there. But then when you go to the other place and you're doing like jujitsu, but these boys can punch you in the head too. So all of a sudden, <laughs> being on the bottom and some of the submissions you can go for, uh, for from the bottom, all of a sudden, it's not even that. Like it's not even that. So there's certain positions where if you're on bottom, you're actually in the better position. If that makes sense, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Um, but even when in MMA though, it's if you're on the bottom, you're probably losing because you're getting punched in the you're head. Getting punched, yeah. 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 So it's like. Um, but I was like pulling people on bottom and trying to get him into like half a triangle choke and just like hit him in the head from the bottom. Like pull him on the bottom and trying to attack from the bottom and just, I don't know, you just play around. Like you're in training. You want to like put yourself in bad positions and see like, see if you can be like, I was just trying to be the aggressor on the bottom. Like trying to be the aggressor with the guy at the bottom. Like I was trying to pull my leg up over like half their head and like hold them, like, like push down on their head. So their head was like, like break down their posture and then just like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like just I don't know. That's I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're in you're in um training and stuff. And just, yeah, put yourself in those compromised positions. Put in good spots. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Not in that bad spot in the fight, you know. Well, would you purposely put yourself in the the shit spots? Yeah, like, in training. I don't, in training, I would never yeah. do that in a fight. Like in a real fight, if I was like people watching this shit and I wanted to win. Yeah, you're not going to put yourself in a worse position. But I spent most of um my training that I did, um, pulling people, like if we were doing grappling, I would just pull people onto me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I was getting bad from a certain position, like if there was a certain position I was struggling to escape from, I would literally just pull people onto that position so I could work on that position rather than, um, just trying to dominate everyone and win and tap everyone out. It was like, Experiment oh, so a bit. what, what do I suck at? Let's get better at that. Cause what the fuck do I get out of always like if I'm not, if I don't experience adversity, how am I gonna get better? You know. Yeah, you want to be, you want to be versing the the top dogs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, how the fuck are you gonna learn if you if you're paired up with someone who's at your level? Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, um, when I was versing guys that were a lot, um, had a lot less technique than me, that were clearly just not picking it up very fast. I would, I would, I'd like, I'd pull them onto me and I'd say, what do you want to work on? I'd, I'd try and teach it. And by teach, trying to teach, even though I'm not, it's not like I'm fucking amazing at it, but by me trying to teach it, that's another way of me. Yeah, reiterating. Yeah. 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 Building those neural pathways. Yeah, 100%. Did you watch the, did you boys watch the McGregor fight? He got yeah. fucked. Uh, he dominated. Yeah, nah, he's, he's yeah. Poye is a fucking savage, man. Yeah, he's like, savage. He, I, I, he's my favorite fighter. I love him. I think he's such a good dude. Does all this stuff for charity, like he's trying to build wells and houses in these other countries and shit. He's really, he's a really good dude. And Connor's just like, yeah. that dude is just that. All that um, all that money has just destroyed him. Yeah, he's like yeah, doing dirty bro. talk to his wife and all that sort of shit. Yeah, it's insane. Didn't didn't a uh, an Aussie win? One of like the the opening rounds, I think to that fight. One of the there's an Aussie, an Aussie guy. tied to Avasa. Yeah, he did the shoey. Yeah, he did the shoey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy. Yeah, he's from Western Sydney. He'd be living near you almost. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's very stereotypical Aussie. Yeah. yeah. He's doing the shoeies. Yeah. I was listening yeah. to a I was listening to a podcast with uh it was uh Joey Diaz and he was talking to uh an MMA guy. He runs like an MMA channel or something and then they're talking about like the shoeies. He goes, yeah. oh, what's a shoey? What's a shoey? It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> what's these shoeys? Where they from? He goes, I don't know. It's just like this Aussie thing. The Aussies invented it. This is funny as he goes, yeah, apparently you're supposed to spit in the shoe. Spit in the first, yeah. Go, and, then, and then Joey Diaz goes, oh, that's fucking disgusting. I don't even put my fucking mouth near that shit, but I'll do a shoey out of a fucking woman's stiletto. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. Fucking, you know where, you know where the, you know where the, the, the female's feet would be. It's fucking funny as I. Yeah, Joey Diaz is such a crack up. Oh, I love him, man. I love him. I really watch more of his stuff. Yeah, he was... I, I was listening to a... Uh, just in the background uh, throughout the week, one of his podcasts, and he's just so good at just, like, riffing and just going, like, taking you on this massive story. And his recollection of his past is immaculate. Like, mm. cross-referencing particular points in time life. with dates and, like, everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a red wine. Ooh, red wine. I'm ready. I'm yeah. What are you deep. drinking? What are you drinking? Penfolds. I'm a bottle deep, baby. Oh, oh, fuck right, yeah! I'm, I'm sitting in the background, just enjoying the conversation. I got some. Yeah. I got, uh, uh, what's the, what are they called? Chicago gangsters playing in the background. I'm just cruising, listening to the convo about fighting UFC. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're talking about um. You know, hating, like getting involved with the sucking shit, Jackie, man. I fu- Every time I did box, I love boxing, man. Mm. I fucking loved it. I never it felt, I never, yeah, I never felt adversity in it. I just enjoyed it. Like mm. when I was in there, when I was doing, um, I was doing the lessons. Remember me and Keenan did some lessons once at uh, the local. Nah, man, I just felt like, I didn't feel adrenaline, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, what, to you. yeah, I don't know. I just didn't feel, when I was were there, you I felt. Doing? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, expiring, right. mucking around, learning. Just I don't know. I always felt too at peace with it, you know. So it's just like I don't know, man. Like when I was there, I didn't feel that adrenaline rush. I felt like you know, because throughout all my school life, I was constantly just fighting. Yeah, you know, well, you from, were used to it then. Yeah, yeah. From kindy to my first, my first fight was the second day of school. I got fucked up by some kid <laughs> in kindy. I was a kindergarten. I think you told he, me about that one. Yeah, he, crazy. he fucked me up bad. He fucked me up real bad, man. And then ever since that day, I, I promised myself I'm never going to get fucked up like that again. And so yeah. throughout my whole schooling, I was just fighting like every second day. Year sixes and year two, I was fighting year sixes. I was, I was fighting anybody who wanted to fight. And so, I don't know, it came to a point where I would win fights because I was at peace with the fight, why they were in that panic stressing yeah. adrenaline you know like there would be adrenaline i could see it in their eyes they have adrenaline but for me i never had the adrenaline i had i could i could i could like i was cognitive uh, cognitively there mm. every decision i was making was was slow and at peace yeah. so i could see them before they swing a punch through their like reactional facial expressions you know you can see someone they want to swing an intentional punch at you you know the mannerisms of that or like the you can just feel, like, almost just see the things before they happen because in their eyes and adrenaline, everything's happening too fast. 
when I was fighting, everything was so peaceful. Mm. It was slow motion to me. Gives you a massive advantage. Yeah, so they were swinging punches at me, and I was able just to go. I felt bad. I felt bad yeah, for yeah. fighting. But, you know, that, that was I was young. Though. I was a kid. Now as a dude, I don't fight at all. I, I'm not interested in it really. You know, maybe BJJ, but my knees are so bad. I got no meniscus in both my legs. Yeah, so it's I, hard to do BJJ without meniscus, man. I got no meniscus, both my yeah. legs. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> yeah, so my I slightly tore mine as well. Yeah, both yeah, my knees pop out. Yeah, like yeah, like six weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, I slightly tore my meniscus too because it this just fucking happens with um grappling, anything grappling. It's just common injury. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm really, stressed. Yeah. I stress about it though. Like I wanted to do the the tenth planet, but I just I stressed out about it. You know, like. Why? Because my body is so fucked up, you know, like my knees is like, I can't, you know how you can sit in a normal pose, cross your legs. I can't mm. do that because my knee pops out. There's nothing mm. holding it together. So it's like, you imagine someone who knows who's a professional who knows how to fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? My knees, my elbows, my shoulder, my lower back. I've got all these problems that I keep together, you know, almost like a, you know, by, with band-aids and fucking rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. You know, I walk, I walk through life, you know, having to walk a certain way, having to maneuver, sit a certain way, adjust myself a certain way throughout life. So if I get into a, like a ring or, a, you know, like BJJ with professionals who know how to fuck my legs up, fuck my body up, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like I really have a chance, man. I don't really have the chance to fill my potential because I just. But what I would say to that is um, keep in mind it's training and the, um, the experienced guys that are high, have high like brown belts or purple belts, whatever, they're actually the safe ones to roll with. Because keep in mind, like when you're going and you're rolling with guys, like before you roll, like everyone's friendly, man. Like the, the, everyone that's there, like their egos in check because if they're there, they're, they're going to get fucked up by the fucking instructor. The instructor mm. will drop them on the head, like you know what I mean. So yeah. everyone there is no ego, like you don't act up. So if you were to, like, every time you roll with someone, like, check in, hey, man, I'm Josh, and I must meet you. Um, I've got fucking pretty rough knees, man, so maybe no leg locks, and I'll be like, easy, bro. That's all good. Yeah. Like, everyone's, no one's, no one in there is trying to fucking hurt you or kill you. Like, everyone's, everyone's in there trying to learn. Like, everyone's in there trying to grow, and everyone's different. And, like, if you come in there and you're new, there's going to be people in there that, like, want to help you. Like, you're going to roll with someone, and they're going to be happy to be like, oh, See how I got you in this position? What you could have done is this to, you know, and they'll help you. Like, there might be some toxic ones out there, but I'm telling you, most yeah. people, they're, they're trying to um, they're trying to make you better. And um, they say that a lot. Like uh, there, there was a jiu-jitsu guy, jiu-jitsu head coach, and um, this mother who – so this son of this mother that comes in and trains – um, this mother said to the instructor, she said, oh, my kid, he's he's so much trouble at home. He's really rude and disrespectful. And, and the instructor's like, it's not like that here. He's a very well-behaved boy here, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. because he's, he's surrounded by people that will fucking kick his ass if he gets out of line, you know? Like, no right, one's right. going to let you get away with that shit. Um, so I would say, like, you're not, you're not entering tournaments or anything. So, man, if you go and, like, they'll, they'll like, no one's going to, like, if you just say, like, even if you were to say, like, like if me, like, I was having shoulder issues, if I was to say, hey, hey, man, my, like, before I roll out, my right shoulder's a bit fucked up. Don't, don't hit me with any Kimuras or Americanas today on that yeah, ride. Yeah. I'm going to be like, easy. 
Or, you know, like one yeah, bloke I once, get you. Yeah. One bloke once was like, oh, you know, leg locks, man. I said, fuck, man, I'm not very good with like any of the leg locks or anything. He said, all right, I won't get you any. I said, oh, jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, yeah. That Maybe I nice. just, like, I think I'll just check it out. Shit, yeah, yeah. I'll try because yeah, I don't. Thing is, I just don't want to get injured. I just don't want to get too fucked up. I know it sounds like an excuse, but man, I I deal with it pretty bad on a daily basis with my body. You know, like yesterday, yeah. I couldn't to get up out of bed. I couldn't stand on my left leg. You know what I'm saying? So I'm grabbing shit to walk to go take a piss because I can't walk. So can you imagine? Yeah, jujitsu might be not. Bef- That's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm bit. saying. Like I want to do all these things, but it's like I'm already. Just like delivering my life and I'm going through these problems. Maybe it'll strengthen and maybe they won't, but at the moment it's just like it's more of a fantasy. It's more like I'm, I'm getting myself into fucking problems that I probably don't need to get into. As much as I fucking love fighting, as much as I enjoy it, uh, I just feel like that part of me is kind of kind of dead and gone. Yeah, no, you as much love yeah. jujitsu though, because jujitsu is just yeah, it's chess, man. It's just so much yeah. fun, and yeah. it's so and it's like you're not gonna hurt anyone. Like it's very, it's very. Yeah, man, you've inspired me hard out. Fuck, oh, just even those little stories. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Yeah, it was funny as Harry was telling me about the like a boxing gym he went to in Canberra. There's like this old school boxing guy. He trains out of the, I think it's somewhere in the UC, uh, UC gym, the University of Canberra. Yeah, okay. And then like there's just some freaks there who've just been training for like 20 years and they're just just so athletic and quick and just know how to dodge punches and everything. But the same thing, like the like everyone's ego is in check and like everyone is just there for each other. No matter how, no matter how talented you are, or how progressed you are, or to the contrary to that, how new you are, and you're saying that like uh, they would, like there'd be certain sections of the gym where the more experienced guys might do a lot of rounds in the in the ring together, and I'd, and they'll just bash it out and just spar. And then you're saying that this one guy came in, just like this Jack guy, and he's just like he had this huge ego that he's going to come in and just be the man, whatever. And so it was like his first session, and then Harry and this Asian dude, and this Asian dude who was a freak, were just sparring, and the, this Jack guy goes, "Yeah, I want to train with them. I want to, I want to spar with them." And then the 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 boxing coach, the old English dude, is like, "Oh, are you sure?" And then he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, whatever. I'm going there and see what happens. And then they started uh, doing sparring, whatever. These guys from Mad Haymakers and whatever. And then it was Harry's, so it was Harry's turn. They were doing, I think they were doing, they had, th- so I think it was what they were doing. They would have, similar to like the Shark Tank, there'd be one person uh, fighting. You'd fight the, You'd fight the other uh, three minute rounds. So you go three minute rounds with one bloke, then you switch to the next bloke, and then you'd have a rest, and then just keep going around. So it's Harry's turn. Then he was fighting the Asian, and he's fighting the other guy, and then it was the Asian turn with the other guy, and the other guy was just trying to smash him. And then this this Asian dude was just toying with him, and then the Asian dude was just he was just opening himself up. This new guy, he's doing like haymakers, the face on this sort of shit. And the Asian guy was just going whack into the ribs, just <laughs> fucking just fucking whacked him. Hey. He's like, he just fucking fed him a lesson, whacked him in the ribs. And he's going, oh, oh, oh. Like he just got absolutely smoked. And then he's just like out the whole session. This agent is like, ha, 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 yeah, I'll show him. <laughs> That's part of the respect of it all. Like, yeah. if you're sparring in a gym, you shouldn't be trying to take no. someone's head off. Like, you're there to learn. Like, you should be going at a, 
at, at a reasonable pace, but you're not trying to fucking kill each other unless that's agreed upon. You'd like, like that's the thing. And like with everyone, it was like you you go against certain people, and their view on what sixty percent is was a lot different. Like it was so subjective, yeah, yeah. person to person. You know, I'd be rolling against one line and be friendly, and like we're just jabbing each other, and it's like you get smacked in the head, but it's like doesn't really hurt, you know, because you're, you're going light because that's what you're told to do. And then yeah. you know, next guy steps in and he's literally trying to fucking take Murder you. you. Mm. And you've got the coaches, you know, going, oh, you go easier and shit, you know, like, because we're not mm. going hard today and shit. But like, mm. you know, yeah. and that was like the day I broke my toe. Um, I literally broke it in the first fucking 20 seconds of my sparring for the day on this like flinchy bloke. He's a, he's a really nice bloke, but I don't think fighting's for him. He seems so terrified. Like, he's so, like, ah. Like, every time anyone throws anything, he's, like, ah. He's, like, jumping back. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, you can see it in his eyes. And so, like, My I said that to him. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm used to fighting the heavyweights, but they put me with, like, the other blokes that are, like, 90 to 80 kilos, um, which is whatever. I don't know why they did it. But anyway, so I was – I felt a lot more comfortable because I'm, like, well, now I'm versing guys and I'm stronger than – so, like, I've – feel very comfortable anyways i'm just as soon as i step out with this guy he's a really nice bloke and he seems so scared like not because it's me just in general he's just scared to be in a fighting situation so i guess credit to him for doing it but um (laughs) yeah so i was just i wasn't gonna go hard at all on him i think i threw a lazy jab out i missed and then i just went to throw a push kick but i half-assed lifting my leg up and as I lifted um, my foot up, he just like put his knee, like he like put his knee forward, like he was checking a kick. And he put his knee forward and down. So as I was pulling my kick, like the kick up, my fucking toes just ran straight into his knee. And oh. then, I didn't even know. He kept fighting. But yeah, like everyone I went against that round, um, in that round of blokes was were very like courteous and like they went at the pace because they were like, oh, don't go too hard today. And then this last bloke I go against was this Irish bloke. And he's like, he's a good bloke, but fuck, he's got some cunt in him, eh? Yeah, and the Irish. <laughs> he comes out and he's just going to take my fucking lid off. And I remember we clinched up and um, we were wrestling. And um, I went to, uh, we were just clinched up and I was going to try and take him down. But then he was like beating me in the ribs as hard as he could. And it just made me fucking angry too. So I was trying to fucking take his uh, head off too. I was like, you fucking, you're going hard. Yeah, you fucker. You know, like it's just. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're so nice, but that guy's full got some dog out of me. I was like, oh, fucking kick your ass, dude. Like, you fucking hit me hard, let's go, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was like during that round, it was like, all right, let's get it. If you want to get it, let's get it, you know? Yeah. He's got me with a good hook towards the end. Fucking rattled my bell. But it was, yeah, no, it was good fun though. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, when I was when I was sparring, like the first time I sparred, I didn't bring any mouth guard or anything. I didn't know I had to. And then and then they go, oh yeah, like just do body shots in Keenan. And then like versing people have been doing it for a few years. Okay, yeah, just do body shots for Keenan. Don't hit him in the head. He doesn't have a fucking a mouth guard or headgear on or any of that stuff. And then and then I was like, I could decide free range. But then, like, punches are going to slip through. You get fucking knocked over. It, just, it fucks you, hey. Fucking yeah, fucks you. Nice. Yeah, that's the best. You know, you know who, <laughs> That's the best. You know, who'd, you know who'd love boxing and all that? Girls, man. There's, like, a huge thing. I don't know if it's yeah. in Canberra or anything, but they're, like, they're freaks at it. They're animals, man. Girls. They're crazy. There's, like, a... 
when, where I was training, I swear it was like 80% girls who were just fucking animals. They're like st- stamina and their technique was crazy. Just doing like heaps of pad work and then doing like pad flows. It's just fucking just sick. Well, the thing like at our gym, the girls were the ones getting injured. Heaps of them got injured because the girls go hard, man. Yeah. Like, like when they start like getting in a fighting scenario, like a bunch of these girls, they just fucking like, they try and kill each other. Yeah, they literally. Like, um, concussions, like a bunch of, um, one girl shattered her knee just after I got injured. Is it, yeah, I don't know what it is. They just seem to always get hurt. And then there's the, the waterworks at the end and neon. Yeah. Like, hit hard. Like, and, and they made us spar with girls sometimes, like just grappling, which I hated. Like, I didn't, I just like didn't do anything when that happened. I just, let them work on their top game. But I, I didn't like it. I don't want to, I don't want to be fucking, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of like wrestling with chicks, man. Like, yeah. It'd be the same as like sparring with a girl. I just like let them do work on whatever, help them out or whatever. But, um, but instantly, like even going with some of them, they were just rougher. Like they were rougher than some of the boys. I was like, oh, this is funny. Eh? Like some of these girls, <laughs> got some dog in them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even if even if they are like pretty and everything, it's just like doesn't even matter. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They go hard. Yeah, they go hard, man. It's and crazy. Some of them would be like breaking down, crying after. Maybe like, oh, I had a um, abusive partner in the past, and you know, just triggers me and shit. And I'm like, damn, that's mm. that's crazy. Like that's that's some real shit. But like, you know, you commend them for like even giving it a go. Yeah, this is it's considered. Do you remember at school there was that Diandra chick? Diandra Martin. Yeah, she's a fucking like kickbox kickboxing champ or something. Mm. Like, on she's, Facebook. Yeah, she's winning like Australian championships and stuff. I was like, fuck yeah, that's so mm. cool. That's so cool. Do you remember her, Jackie? Oh, yeah, well, the chicken our year. She's just like killing it. Just, yeah, yeah, she's, she's got the reach, she's got the length, she's tall. Yeah, yeah she's good. tall, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it helps, but I'll, I'm tall and I was shit as like stand up, like kickboxing. I was good at the jujitsu, but I was like, and the wrestling I was all right, but the, the stand up, I was, I needed a lot of work. Yeah, what's your flex? I was scared of getting hit for like the first, I was finally getting used to getting hit. And so I was getting a bit more progress and then I did my injury. But yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. Scared of getting hit. If you're scared of getting hit, you're going to get fucking smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, boy. Smoked. You just vibing yeah, so, there, Joshy. Uh, <laughs> you just vibing. You just vibing. I'm vibing, man. Just enjoying the conversation. Yeah, it's good. Last last session, we were just freestyling heaps, eh, Jackie? Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been there. Yeah, been there. <laughs> been there. Oh, that was good. It was a throwback. It's always nice throwback, talk shit, kick back. Yeah. I uh, I bought a I bought a fishing rod last night. Did you? Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting into fishing. <laughs> it's fun as. I I remember I used to hear fuck fishing because I always just had I'd never catch anything. Mm. And I've just been going fishing just at this just because I live near water, man. You just go Fucking around. Mm. You gotta hit up Geordie Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a freak. 
Oh, yeah, he's got his boat and everything. You should go out on it. You'd have fun. Yeah, he's a freak, man. He's a freak. He's a professional. Um, yeah, he's he's a got professional. a new camera thing. It's like, um, it's this underwater camera you hook on your boat or something. And you can see the fish real, like real time underwater that you cast him trying to catch. Wow. It's insane. So like this expensive big gear, but like he's, he's been frothing over it. <laughs> you reckon <laughs> you'll get into like professional out. fishing? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it'd be cool because you can, um, I guess you could, I don't know fishing for shit, but I imagine there's techniques to like really need the rod depending on the fish or I don't know. So he, you can see it. So he can probably work out what bait or lures work for certain fish or in certain spots or whatever, you know? Yeah. Jordy was telling me. They're reacting. Yeah. When he was, when we were at Tartar, he was telling me, because we are getting into like the fishing and like the, the different competitions you have, like around the South coast. And then like each weekend you go out to a different spot. It's like a tour and then you go out to a different spot and then you have a certain time limit in the spots. But he goes, you have to spend so much time because you have to, before you go into the competitions, you have to learn the rivers, the river systems and like what the fish like, uh, where to eat, where to cast, the the different, like there's so much science to it. It's crazy. Mm. Like even like the, the temperature of the water, the, you know, what the, the high tide, low tide, it all changes all the different variations in the conditions. There's so like in a, art to it. Yeah, in a competitive environment. Like, you just have to know the river systems inside and out. Like, he knows Tarthra, like, inside and out, that river system. He's always there. Yeah, he's a freak at that system. And that's the thing, like, we would look at, like, the, an ignorant person just looks at people fishing and goes, oh, yeah, they're just, they're just, you know, there's no nothing to it. You just throw it, you're throwing your fucking bait out there. That's it. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. I thought, oh, yeah. To it. Yeah, you, you just have, like, this, this similar lure or something and then you just catch the same shit. Mm. And then he goes, oh, well, because this, the fish are so smart, they get so used to like certain types of bait. So you're always like constantly trying to change and adapt to the, adapt to the fish. This is fucking it's interesting cool. to know. That's so interesting. The, the fish yeah. Get smarter. Yeah, cool. they get smarter. We were, like I was down at the I was down at the wharf the other day. It was so annoying. Hey, we, like Harry and I were there for like an hour and a half just fishing. We just kept catching these little snappers. Are these little things that they just like, they just, all, all they do is just pretty much just eat your bait. You catch them, throw them back in, throw them back in, throw them back in. And this guy, like, just, he just came down and just like, you're like a real, like, larrikin dude, funny as. And then, like, I gave him a bit of our chicken and then he just threw it in and then he just caught this massive brim. It's like this, and then brim, like, I didn't even know, but like, brim is super slow growing, like, super slow. So like this brim is is it was that big, it was about forty years old. Jesus. So think about it, it's had like forty years of like dodging dodging fishermen. Yeah, and this <laughs> this random cut yeah, just showed up and just yeah. threw some chicken in and grabbed it. Yeah, he was, it was his first <laughs> cast. And then I I reckon I've been fishing like six times, done like th probably three hundred casts. And then, like, caught nothing, hey. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get so the solution brim. Yeah. Yeah, catching these yeah, I've never gotten into it. It's just the patience. I just don't have it. But I want nah. to get into it. I told Jordy I'll go with him in the suburb. Yeah, it's so, it's so cathartic, man. So therapeutic. Mm. You sit yeah, there. That's what I figured. 
Yeah, just like listen to music. Yeah, I'm into nature as well. Yeah, hell yeah. That's one of it. That's been one of my big saviors in lockdown is just nature. Just trying to get out, like even if it's you know a minimal amount of time, just getting out, smelling the air. Mm. Getting in nature is definitely. I need to get outside more. That's one thing I need to do. Yeah. In my own time, get outside more. Yeah. I mean, you get so many bushwalks and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I do want to check out, you know, the Victorian landscape a bit more. Yeah, where would you go around there though? Um, You're in the city, so like, what? Where would you walk? That's like, that's like actually therapeutic and not just like traffic you have to drive 30 minutes yeah. at least 40 30 40 minutes i think there's some mountain uh, mountain what are they dandenong ranges uh, 30 minutes away yeah you got nice yeah you got nice everything like, everything's 20 30 minutes away like from where i live the beach is 25 minutes the dandenong ranges are 30 minutes yeah, so like, just walk outside in the suburbs and find like a quiet nah area. don't have that don't have that yeah, i've been in the city for two years man yeah, it's like concrete jungle. It, hey. Yeah, concrete jungle. Like I'll go outside, you might get an oval and then it's buildings, buildings, buildings. Then you have Melville Road and it's cafes, buildings. It's all concrete. Yeah. Power lines and concrete. That's where I live, power lines and concrete, you know. Like Pascavale is nice though because it's in the center of, you got like Brunswick, um, you got Coburg, you have Northcote, you have Thornbury, you have all these like really major locations. So Pascavale is like this own little like world so it's like a, a little community you know inside of a city so you don't get like where i live in particular now like i used to live in brunswick where it was like apartment complexes and main roads and i've like moved a little bit away from that and now it's in this like like area where it's more residential so you do have a little bit more you know, i guess parks but it's, it's not like yeah. nature it's not trees it's not like Trees that have been there for 60 years or like untouched land. It's all curated and, you know, pruned or designed landscape architecture. It's not so much just nature. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. so even when you go to the park, it's like, oh, they planted that there, there, there. And you can see the formations of how they created it. It's not so much you go in the randomness of like nature and being able to experience just like, you know what I mean? Just like to yeah. go in there and go. Yeah, just like this is fucking nature. This is a stream that wasn't created or this was like an area that wasn't touched by humans. You don't get that much. It's like only little areas that you might, you know, you might get like 10 acres of an area 20 minutes away where you can experience it, but there's still like fences around it. So you never really get to experience just fucking nature, man. By saying that, it is what it fucking is. This is what we signed up for, baby. Yeah, this is what we soon. fucking signed up for, baby. Congre- <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it, baby. <laughs> he gives a fuck. Fuck it. Yeah, I drive 30 minutes to nature, the beach, whatever. He gives a shit. If I really want to get it, I'll go get it. But right now, I'm in the concrete jungle. That's what I signed up for. So I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> the concrete, baby. <laughs> yeah, you've been some funny people, hey? Fuck it, man. Oh, funny people. Yeah, nah, I love, you know what I love? Hey, Jack, you know what I love about the city? No one gives a fuck about you. You walk around, no one gives a fuck. Look at you. They don't even look at you. You're just your own person. You've got your own life. Like, yeah, like, no, it's just, you're just you. And you're just you cruising around the fucking, you know, your world. Yeah, Not like Canberra weird. where you know everybody. Like, oh, that person knows that person, that person. I can't do this. I know that, but I can't talk to him. But I don't know. It's just a lot of bullshit going on because you know so many people, especially Southside. 
what I like about um, Melbourne in particular is I find going out in Canberra or Sydney, people are a lot more judgmental. Whereas in Melbourne, I feel like people are a bit more happy and happy with. Artsy, bro. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Canberra feels like everyone's doing shit they hate and they're all fucking miserable, so they're trying to push it on others. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Melbourne. Yeah, they're all working their public service job they hate. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, I need to go out and act tough. I need to go out and fucking show show my. Show how manly I am, or show like. That's right. You know what I mean? It's just all a big dick measuring contest. I'm like you. You do that. You do that here. They look at you like a fucking idiot. Like I remember (laughs) saying, "Oh, I'm from." I was like talking myself up one day. This is probably a year and a half ago when I first kind of came here. I was talking to these people, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm from here. I do this. I do that." And they're just looking at me like, "Who gives a fuck, cunt?" (laughs) (laughs) And they they treated me differently. Like you're a fucking loser for even trying to like talk yourself up. And I felt yeah. like a loser. I was like, all right, man, whatever. I'll get two schooners and a, yeah, yeah, and a pack of Winnie Blues, day. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here, but We're here. We're enjoying life. We're experiencing some weird shit. It's completely new. I'm loving yeah. it, man. I'm loving it. It's hard, but I'm loving it. You know what I mean? It is, it is what it is. It's life. You know? So salute to that. Salute to the randomness of life. Maybe. Am I going to get another drink? Bro, what do you mean you might? No, I said I'm going to. Yeah. yeah what sir. do you mean you might go, you you might. go fill up? We're in Canberra now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the city that never sleeps. Man, I need some water. That's what I need. Hey, Sophie. No, nah, seriously. Sophie, you still hear my, can you still hear the lo-fi? No, bro, I got fucking Chicago gangsters blasting right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's where I'm at right now. I play this song. What song? No, nah, let me find it. Yeah, share screen. We'll play oh, a song. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, nah, nah, you just play your thing. It's cool. Why did you do do it? No. Nah, nah. Where is it? Oh, let me go. Right, <gasps> let me go. It was, I used to play this every day before work. Woo! Can you hear it? Well, no, I can't hear it. There we go. So I'm listening to you. Ready? Uh, let me share my screen. How do I, how do I share screen? It should be on the... On the bottom there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, sure. Woo, laugh face. All right. Um, participants. Stop video. Video settings. No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm not a, I'm not a member. Yeah, you should be able to share screen. Just at the bottom, the green thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Look past it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Let's go. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, Chicago go. Gangsters. Oh, man. This is my shit right here. Chicago Gangsters. Ready? Woo! It's blasted, baby. No, you need to put on, remember, Josh, the... The... the set- no, you need to put on the settings in the share screen thing. Remember we talked about it? Oh, yeah. You found that thing? Maybe I'll figure it out. Was it the three dots or something? Yeah, look, the three dots. Um, share computer sound. Can you yeah. hear it now? No, you're not playing. 
You ready? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. AI, I'm blasting it. Ready? This is man every morning. Dun dun, you left me. Dun, dun, dun. All right, yeah. let's listen. Woo! Radio Star! Chicago Gangsters, amazing. You know who I've been getting into heaps? Is that uh, the Genesis, Awusu or whatever? Oh, I know. Yeah, the, uh, he has that really creative music, man. Yeah, really creative, like so unique. Mm. Yeah. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, he's popping off, man. Man, good on him, man. Good yeah, on him. Yeah, so cool, so cool. <laughs> what else we got? I only got a few sections. Now let me go. Oh, listen to my Italian. Oh, Italian party. Listen to this shit. Volare. Oh no, no, there's an even better one. Quando, quando, quando. Nel blue, the pinto di blue. <laughs> that song, man. Listen to this shit. Well, you just getting deep. Right, listen to this shit, man. Oh, let me. The English version is so cool. Your love is giving me wings. Oh, ready. Where is it? Somewhere here. There's like an English interpretation, but it has Italian with it. Yeah, no, it's not here. Cool. But this is... Man, I blast it. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I love how this is a e incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito. His voice. Volare. Oh. Cantare. It makes me want to be on a beach. Yeah. Yeah, a beach in Europe. Yeah. Blue, deeply to air blue. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It, make, it reminds me of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, even, I know it's Italian, but even like Athens or. Yeah, oh, amazing. Europe. Can't wait to go there, Jackie. You're so lucky you got to go there. Yeah, I know. Good timing before fucking COVID popped off like a year yeah. later. 100%. I'm so keen to travel, man. I'm oh, so keen. Yeah. I was I was reminiscing about my trip to England this week. It's just like, oh, the adventures I had with my cousins are so fun. The random yeah. shit you get yourself into. In London. Yeah, yeah. As in, I, yeah, I spent time with them in London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed me, like, just all the, all the little shit. All the tricks of the trade. Yeah, all the little tricks, all the little yeah, bars. You go to the local, they teach you all the, all the good shit. Yeah. Uh, this is the shit right here. Listen, this, this girl is so good at singing. Oh, you showed me her. Did you? Is this one the girl you showed me? Yeah, man. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. She sounds this live. This is live. This is what she sounds live. Ready? Amazing. King. Acredito. <laughs> Oh man. Man, I'm just. I don't know. I like it. I don't know. I just like it. I'm like, I like. I've heard this somewhere. Like, I don't know, man. It just comes up. I'm like, fuck it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this chick's so soulful. Bro, listen to her live. It gives goosebumps. Yeah, this is live. It gives you goosebumps. Like when she's doing it live, oh, it's just like, like yeah. real musicians, real artists, real. They don't even get recognized. And it's like these are the people making the real shit, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but how many, how many of the best artists ever to walk the earth do we never have we ever like heard? You know. A lot. I'm blessed. I got to hear just a few of these people. There's probably 10 drakes out there somewhere. There's just oh. really no one of them. Right time, yeah. right place, know the right people. Some people don't right even... Hair. Yeah, man. You need to be in the right place at the right time. Simple as that. You gotta, um, there's a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell that talks about like how much luck plays an impact. Mm. Did you read it? It's really interesting. Malcolm Gladwell. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast as well. He's really fucking... He's got some really interesting books. Oh, yeah. I love your I love your book references. Yeah, you got a yeah, lot of book um, references, man. Yeah, I might butcher this, but he ha he talks about um hockey players. I'm gonna I gotta get this right on it. I've read this ages ago. So he talks about um CBD. He talks about how most hockey players are born yeah, nice. in um <laughs> most hockey players are born in a three month period. Most of them are born in like. February because the cutoff for a 16 year old is like in the middle of the year to, to make a certain oh, I've got to fucking look this up man it's actually really interesting give me a second I'm gonna find it is it just like the stats on hockey players because so basically the 
the hockey players that make it that are the best in the world almost all of them are born in like one month because, because there's a cutoff like for the age for the for an age cutoff when they're young there's a cutoff like halfway through the year so basically the kids that are the oldest because they've grown the most the kids that are at the end of that bracket so say say the brackets in june and they're yeah. born in july so that means they're they're 11 months more older than say someone who's born you know what i mean and, and so yeah it was crazy stat i gotta find it i, I had it somewhere find it man <clears throat> where's my maybe the key my taquita bad bunny is pretty good Oh, bad bunny. Bro, I love fucking reggaeton, man. Yeah, reggaeton's fire. Dude, I love this shit, man. Let's go. Find that car. Baby, ya yo me enteré. Se nota cuando me ve. Ahí donde no has llegado. I'm in Spain right now. Te llevaré y dime que quieres beber. Es que tú eres mi bebé. Y de nosotros, ¿quién va a hablar? Si no, no te. Just imagine you're in, you're in bloody Spain, Ibiza, zoned out, too many drinks, for the red You're like, come on, let's go. Fucked up, everyone's fucking enjoying Alright, we're taking a piss, viewers. Anyway. No, there's a mad, there's a mad song. Why did I just pick a random one? There's something, there's something good here. Something good. Oh. I, know, I like this corny shit, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I give a fuck. Corny, nigga. I don't care. My Jack. <laughs> last song, last song, we have a little break up in the podcast. Let's go, let's go! Here, boy. Anyway, I, had to, I just had to express those few songs. I love it. I had to break it up a bit. Alright. Keep them coming. Those, uh, listen one more. What else we got here? Jazz classics, rare soul grooves, T Bone Walker. Mm, I love that. That's fucking blues, jazz, high 
Pine Dry. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like this song. I love this reggaeton, man. This yeah, is just a reggae party. party. Um, T-Bone Blues, maybe? I can't remember which is the one I really loved. Oh, no, I love this song. All right, viewers, we're going to enjoy a little bit of tunes, kick back for a second, you know what I mean? Five, six minutes, just relaxing radio host, Ken and Jack. Grab a glass, Hennessy, man, let's get a Hi, Jackie. Hey. Hi, Jackie. We got the quote. Right, let me get some. I'll get T Bone Blues on. Oh, you tell the quote. Oh, some blues. Oh, I love blues. Oh, yeah. Set the, set, set the, set the scene. Yeah, all right, Jackie. He's the oh. scene. I'm waiting for Jack to find it. When he finds it, when he finds it, I'll turn down. Yeah, Keenan, what are you walking down? Walking down the street. You broke my heart, baby. You broke my heart. I'm Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. I was driving down Minnesota, baby. Yeah. Oh man, it's the shit. This is the show. I'm exposing myself right now. Piano, the guitar, stories on his own. That's cool, hey. Classic. Oh, yeah. Tell him. That's cool. You got it? Alright. Alright, let me turn down. So in um in hockey, the very very best players, forty percent of them are born in January, March, uh, January, February, or March. And he talks about how like the reason is because the cutoffs like um the end of the year, right? They have a whole year of growth, like they literally have like almost a year advantage. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, I'm born Christmas. 96 someone who's born january 1st 96 has a whole 12 months of like brain development over me so like in in um, school and i was thinking about this in school and i was thinking about to like some of the um kids in my school that were born really early in the year and a lot of the guys that were born early in the year that i can think of were in the advanced classes in school and apparently most players that make it are born in january february and march like almost fifty percent. It's crazy. They have that. They have that growth advantage. That mental advantage. Yeah, it's like, and 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 this is where in in this book he talks about allies and talks about Bill Gates and how like all the money he made. But then he took, he talked about a lot of different factors as to how he was lucky because he was mm. born into um, such a perfect time mm. in history. Yeah, in history. You know, everything was booming. The markets and everything. Like then he created. Microsoft like and there was all these factors to do with his schooling. There was a lot of different factors he brought up in the book about why Bill Gates why Bill Gates was actually very lucky at the same time as like how amazing he is as well. 
Mm, no, that's true. That's true. Because I listen to this book. Situation can play a big impact, whether you whether you want to fucking admit it or not. Right. Luck is luck is is a massive percentage. I listen listen to this podcast, Masters of Scale. Jack, listen to that, Masters of Scale. This is a hidden thing I listen to. I don't tell anybody about this. Masters of Scale. <laughs> this is this is hidden information. I don't tell nobody about this podcast. Right, this is my secret source. Masters of Scale, listen to this podcast. They interview all the greatest, most successful people on earth. From people like Mark Zuckerberg to how he scaled from being in his dorm room to being a multi-billion dollar company. And Mark Zuckerberg breaks it all down. He talks about his story. He talks about, man, this this yeah, podcast right cool. here is, this podcast right here is right? gold. He's a scumbag. But listen to this. What I realize with what you're saying right now when it comes to luck is that a lot of these successful people were in the right place at the right fucking time. Yeah. You know the Winklevoss twins? Yeah, Facebook uh, creators. You know, you know Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss? Josh, you'd know them, wouldn't you? You'd know them? 100%. They're the creators of Facebook. Yeah. They have a... creators. Yes, exactly. So um, do you know about this, Keenan? Yeah, yeah, the the two rowers. Yeah, yeah, the two rowers, yeah. Yeah, so Harvard. There's a book called Bitcoin Billionaires. And it talks about them because they were early adopters of Bitcoin. Whoa! Hey, hold up, hold up, stop there. Let's, hey, let's let's get into this. They were well, Let me tell this story first. It's actually really good. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm yeah, slowing it down. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're early adopters of what? Okay, so um, the Winklevoss twins went to Harvard. They were on the rowing team. They almost made the Olympics, but they just missed the cut. I'll tell you what's interesting about the Winklevoss twins. One of them's left-handed, one of them's right-handed. And they were both super strong, but they were, yeah, they were like the opposites in ways as well. So they were perfectly in rowing because they sat in the middle either side of each other. Yeah. Mm. But they were brilliant individuals. And they brought a lot of the um, code that Zuckerberg used to create Facebook. And they were all in on it. And then Zuckerberg just fucked them off and created them himself. And then when it started booming, they were like, they were so angry about it. They're like, you fucking took our, like, you took everything, like we helped you with, and like just ran off with it. So they sued, um, they sued Zuckerberg, and they ended up getting um, something like fifty-five million dollars. They sued off him, and you know what's funny? The, the, their lawyers were like, yeah, this is good. We got fifty-five mil, and the twins were like, I want you to take all that money in Facebook shares. They're like, no, don't fucking do that. Don't take don't yeah. take don't take the money of the guy who you just robbed and put it back into his fucking company. That's fucking so stupid. And they were like, no, nah, we're doing it. And and they ended up settling on like um not all of the fifty five mil, but most of it went to Facebook shares, but they took a portion of in cash as well. <laughs> And that ended up being the, like one of the best investments of all time. Mm. So it's pretty interesting mm. how, like, yeah. But I don't know. So they're really interesting because they got into Bitcoin so early on, and they ended up just making, yeah, they're they're shit tons. Mm. So rich, and they're still young too. You know, like I think they're in their thirties, something like that. So their thirties. Yeah, but they're everyone 30s. in Silicon Valley hated them. No one would do business with them because they fucked over Zuckerberg. That's the way, it was. that was the um, narrative. So they'd sit down with an entrepreneur and they'd be trying to invest in their business and they'd get up and walk away. Like anyone, they did, they, 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 they sat down and had a business meeting with this snotty nosed kid who was like petrified 
And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're interested in your business, blah, blah, blah. And this kid, like, he was useless. Like, he wasn't going to get money anywhere else. And he literally bailed on their, on taking their money because he they, they had such, like, a negative stigma. Yeah. Them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no one would do business with them just because they, um, they sued they, luck. They got blacklisted. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Broke the rules of Silicon Valley. Oh, you know what I heard as well? You know what was really comforting this podcast I heard about Mark Zuckerberg? Or a close friend of Mark Zuckerberg or a close associate? Was that it was comforting to me. Because, you know, you, you always have this expectation that you have to be this this billionaire mindset before you're a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. You had to be incredible before you're a billionaire. And what they said was Mark Zuckerberg actually had to grow into his articulate uh, abilities. He wasn't, he wasn't actually very articulate to begin with. He actually struggled to be articulate. He struggled to be pushed on in business. He struggled to be all these things that he's now, you know, seen as being great at. And that was just comforting to me because I just went, now I have this expectation. I've got to be greatness. I've got to be amazing. I've got to be almost borderline perfect, you know, from decisions to mindset to, you know, mentality to every aspect of trying to be the best. When they said, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was horrible at being who he is today. He was horrible at being who he is today. It was comforting. It was like, okay, you can grow into your greatness. And that was just a really good thing I took from Master of Scale. I'm not plugging the podcast, but this shit is gold, Jackie. Yeah, This shit is gold, man. I don't tell nobody about this. This is gold, man. (laughs) What's it called? Master Scale. Masters of Scale. And, And it's run by the creator of LinkedIn. So he, the creative LinkedIn interviews all these Silicon Valley geniuses and he gets them to like open up and break down exactly how they created their fortune, exactly how they scaled their business, exactly how they started and, and became the person that they are today. And most of the time, no, it's a cheat code. This podcast is a fucking cheat code, bro. I just revealed it. I don't want to reveal it. I never wanted to reveal it. Too, too much red wines has got to me and I had to just reveal it. Yeah. And there's yeah. another podcast, but I'm not going to say, I'm going to say, it. fuck it. So there's <laughs> podcast that will make you, will make you successful. It's masters of scale. And there's, um, the billionaires podcast and the billionaires podcast is they interview all these billionaires from Bitcoin, Jackie, and they do a weekly Bitcoin podcast, but they interview, you know, Jack Doris, who's now integrate, like dropped his priority of Twitter. And now is 100% focused on Bitcoin. And then they talk to Jack Dorsey about exactly why he made that decision to go into just Bitcoin. And then he breaks it all down. You get to see exactly his motives, his moves, his maneuvers, his his chess moves in business. And he reveals it all. So it's like, this is a massive cheat code for people who want to be successful. See how much he's, he sold his first ever tweet for? What, how much? Five million? He sold his first ever tweet for like 75 grand or something like that. Oh, really? I just put five million out there. Oh, the NFT. It might have been more than that. I don't remember the number. But it was crazy. His first ever tweet that, like, wasn't even in... It was in, like, broken English. You know how, like, you talked when you were in, like, year 12? Uh, like, so, like, sorry, when you were, like, 12, the way you talked, like, over text? Yeah. Like, yeah. Spelt wrong. Like, just set up my Twitter and he, like, spelt Twitter wrong and shit. And someone bought that as their, like, digital art. Mm. They bought it off you like NFTs are off. huge, man. Yeah, NFTs off. are fucked. Massive now. Oi. Peter, Peter is the NFT guru. Is he? I just bought my first yeah. Z horse. 
Oh, did you buy a Z horse? I bought a Z horse. I had to. It was like fucking 180 bucks. I was like, it's going up. It's going up in price every single time they release their new stock of horses. I said, oh, look, I'm going to get an eight, $180 horse. And sooner or later, it's going to be a 350 It's going to be a 500 So I've got to racing it. Yeah, no, I'm not racing. It costs money to race. I haven't raced nothing yet. I just bought it and just holding it. That's it. I'm just, I'm just figuring out what I'm going to fucking do with it, man. Yeah. I went on um, that website, uh, uh, MetaMask, and then Osh- yeah, OpenSea. The yeah, opens. I've got MetaMask and then OpenSea, and then I bought the Z Horse, and here we are. Yeah, that's, that's took off heaps. I was listening to a podcast, and there was this guy who, in last lockdown, started just out of out of a hobby he just started buying these Z horses just to do something yeah a year he's completely like transitioned as a full-time trainer of Z horses yeah. and, and now he now he has a Z horse within one year he has a Z horse that's like one of the best in the world and he's he was offered 500,000 USD for it within one year <laughs> It's so stupid, man. It's so yes. dumb. People in um, like the Philippines living off like medium wage, just playing NFT games, like games on the blockchain that earn rewards and shit. It's insane. They're making a living out of it. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna funny. transfer. The blockchain is gonna transform the way we live. Um, I thought you were gonna say transfer wealth. It's gonna be the next industrial revolution, and it's gonna transfer, transition the well, wealth it's, hand to hand. Crypto is going to be, I think crypto is going to be similar to the dot-com boom, you know? Like anyone that's in this market early is just going to be so, like anyone that's getting in now, even though it's been around for ages, is still so far ahead, you know what I mean? And I just feel like um, you don't want to be late to this party because like you look at decentralized finance and the stuff they're doing, you think about a bank that gives you 0.01% per annum on all your savings, but you can put it on this platform, on this decentralized platform. And you can stake for a stable coin, you can stake for 20% APY. If I have a hundred grand, you can stake. I'm making 20% stable coin. This is fucking unheard of. This is, this is risk free unless you're a retard and you fucking send it to the app. You know what I mean? Yeah, 20% APY. I'm I'm on 10%. Depends what platform you're on. Binance, Abra. <laughs> Binance. Oh, I need to, I need to learn off you guys. But I don't know I shit. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm learn still, Jack. Yeah, I need to learn. It's just like um, you, th- you think about the like banks. Banks have been rewarding us forever, right? Because they're giving you back zero point zero one percent on your money, but then they're lending out your money. For loans and they're getting back seven percent. Yeah, yeah, they're getting like a lot more. everyone, right? Yeah. You go onto this decentralized platform, and what, what's 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 so amazing about decentralization is there's no fucking middleman. There's no bullshit. You sign up, you're in. You start. You you put your money where you want to put it. You do what you need to do. You can you can apply for loans, crypto back loans. Mm. So if I have five Bitcoin, but I don't want to use my Bitcoin to pay for bills. Yeah, I can yeah. use my Bitcoin as collateral. Take this money that this platform gives me at a very low percent, pay my fucking bills, and I still have my asset. I haven't had to. I haven't had to sell any of my asset. Mm. And that's this, this stuff is 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 cutting edge, and it's and it's and, and anyone that doesn't get on it, and anyone who thinks it's um it's all BS, is going to be so fucked because in five ten years. 
they're going to be going, oh, I was fucking looking at Bitcoin when it was 20,000. And I was going to buy, but I didn't. And they kept going up. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's such an amazing opportunity because it's, it's, it's such a new market. Like, I'll put it into perspective for you. Uh, the whole cryptocurrency market right today is $1.3 trillion market cap, right? Yeah. To put that in perspective, Tesla is about an $11 trillion market cap. Just Tesla, just one fucking company. Yeah, it's true. 11 times what this fucking tiny crypto market is. Where do you think it's going, you know? Like it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government can't regulate this stuff. Like it's decentralized. It's It's... <laughs> There's nothing I can do. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think it's all controlled. I definitely feel like (laughs) the positions in power definitely have some ability to manipulate the market. For sure they do. They own... Listen, the big pe- the people who own the majority of the crypto manipulate the market. It's the same economics still seen in shares and stocks and every. It's the same thing. It's just a new thing. We're calling it a new thing. Like to be honest, I think, I think originally it was. This is my. This is opinion, by the way, one hundred percent. It's not backed by facts. It's a speculation. Obviously, this is like the devil's advocate speculation, bro. I just don't have it in me to believe that that. The powers that run the world have given us the ability to be financially independent from them. I don't believe that. I feel like they still have a majority stake. They still have an ability to to manufacture and control it. I still believe it could be a CIA operation. <laughs> Everyone's in no. Josh. No, but I'm in it. I'm in it. Like I'm still I still buy crypto. I'm still investing in it. Doesn't matter. I still I'm still gonna be in it. Even though I'm, even though I know that, nah, come on, like we can't be that, we can't be that naive to go. This is not controlled. This is, it's like, who was this guy who created? Well, I mean, the answer is the CIA. Uh, the can, I, is, can I, can I jump in? Of course can you I, can. Yeah, can of course. Devil's of course. advocate with that. Yes. Do you think that if you were born twenty years sooner, do you think you'd be saying the exact same shit about this thing called the internet that is just coming out? Oh, they're gonna they're gonna take all of our data and they're gonna fucking control us. Do you think you'd be saying the same shit? Fucking oath. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. Stay the internet's here. Yeah, but look at the internet. It's com- completely controlled, manipulated. We only get to see what we get given. Yeah. We, we only we can still make money off this is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, the money's there. That's why I'm still in no, Don't get me money's wrong. There, I'm care. there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The 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 thought of this is like a people run organization or people run like initiative. I feel like is just. I think it's just a bit naive, a little bit naive to think that people there's not people behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings here. Because I definitely believe there is, especially oh, when the government is getting involved. If the government's getting involved. And they're figuring out how they can manipulate and control and profit and and really organize this to be beneficial for them. We don't have the power. We don't have the resources as normal people. We don't have the ability to to do these things, and they do. So I'm sure they're investing every bit of effort, manpower, and resource into being able to control uh, this resource to take all everything we can from us. You know, we're we're sitting here naive. Oh, we've got the control. We've got. It's not this. It's decentralized. I just don't believe it. I still believe there's someone behind the strings pulling pulling the lever here. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I'm not saying you can't profit from it. I can't. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying there's got to be more to it. 
the fact that we only know listen the internet's controlled the information that we're given no matter what it is even if it's given from trust sources still has to be found from somewhere still has to be given from somewhere so i have to be you know what i'm saying so i just i don't know i'm just a bit speculative with the whole decentralized it's not controlled we have the power we don't have the power every time every time the normal man has thought we've had the power it's not been the case so oh, history well, tells different story. that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying you're right because look at this for example right jp morgan right they're a massive finance company they um they came out and started saying um you know bitcoin's a, sh a scam blah 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 like and they shut on bitcoin and price of bitcoin dropped heaps and then mm. what did they do they added it to like their balance sheet and they started right. like you know what i mean so they, it's all manipulative like um all these big like right now right the markets bitcoin's dropped by 56 percent right yep. from its all-time high but when you look at the on-chain data that shows like like you, there's this there's this website called glassnode that shows like the on-chain data and it shows that the bitcoin bitcoin hasn't been put back on exchanges and sold so people are still holding their bitcoin but the price is down isn't that weird because it's supply and demand right if the supply is still not there why the fuck's the price going down so much that means that there are some people with a fuckload of money shorting the market it's all off shorts it's all off um like day trade shorts i'm with you i'm with you this money is shorting the market because they're manipulating the market it's all manipulating the market because when we've looked at prior bear markets the bear markets have occurred when people have put their crypto assets ethereum bitcoin back on exchanges and sold it back to the exchange that's going to add more into circulation, which is going to lower the price, right? Because there's more in supply. That's going to make the price go down. That hasn't happened yeah, right now, yeah. but we've, we've experienced a massive drop, right? You can't, like, that's it's mm. manipulation. It's manipulation from people Correct. who have fuck you money, like billions of dollars. Correct. Yeah. Crazy amounts of money. And and that's all part of the game. But see, this this is, what, what's, what, what, what happens is there's a saying that, the big money if they miss the boat they'll bring the boat back so they miss the boat on bitcoin so what do they do they they all work together they bring it back because they have so right. much money they can dictate what the market does that's right so, and because uh crypto is still such a small um such a small thing in the grand scheme of things it's it's very easy to manipulate it um and that's what they what they're doing they went shit we should have got in on this they're bringing it back so anyone who doesn't understand the tech and believe in it fully, they pulled their money out, freaked out, and ran away. And they're going to fucking lose in the long run because this shit's going <laughs> to pop off again. And pop off. Oh, yeah, when, if I were to create a wallet, what, what company would I go through? Um, Coinbase or CoinSpot? CoinSpot. Sure. CoinSpot's an Aussie one. It's really easy to use. Yeah. Um, I should get so back yeah, in on that. Hand, let me know. Yeah, uh, I no, I've, I've already had I've had a few wallets before. I, I think I already have an account with Coinspot. I think the first thing you want to do back in the day when invest is just understand it. Yeah, I remember understand back in the day I was in. it was like twenty, well, it was like twenty seventeen or something. I like I put in like three hundred bucks or something into Bitcoin when it was at like four k, and then what I was my plan I was so I uh, it's fucking. 
This was my plan. This is way back in the day before anyone was talking about. I remember before anyone. You were yeah, you were doing it first. Before anyone was talking. Yeah, about anyone. Now. And oh, I was dude. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna day trade on this. Yeah, like 2017. But like, yeah, it was yeah. so, it was so early on. on. It was when like Ethereum was literally like a dollar, and now it's at like uh, 4k. I was like, what's this, what's this fucking Ethereum dumb coin? I'm not gonna buy this fucking dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I put like I put like yeah three four hundred dollars on, and then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna day trade because the the market was so volatile. I don't know what it's like now, but it's so volatile. It's still like, volatile. Yeah, it was like it was going up and down by like five hundred dollars per day in some cases. So I was like, hey, I want to just day trade. I'm going to make five hundred dollars. Then when it goes back down, I'm going to I'll sell that coin. Then I'm going to buy low. Then go like that. And then like within like two weeks, it like jumped up heaps. It's like fuck yeah, I'm going to sell this. And then the wallet I bought was like some San Fran San Francisco company, but I, but I couldn't I couldn't get the money out in that wallet. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, fuck that. that. I was like, and they said something about like, you can't do it in Australia. And I just thought the, the regulations within Australia were not up to it. If it wasn't allowed. So I just left it in there. And then like six months later, it, grow, it had grown to like 2K. And then then Joey was like, oh, yeah, you can just transfer to CoinSpot. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I just transferred to CoinSpot, took it out, made like a fuck ton of profit. I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm done with Bitcoin. Imagine that. Yeah, ever since then I was like about like ten grand. Yeah, it was it was it was yeah, it was less than ten back then. It was cheap. Wow man. And then Bitcoin. Oh no, not really. Every uh, I was yeah, I can't answer one. That's why I'm going back into it. Hey, hey, to be honest, to be honest, that's why I just need to do it now. Bro, you'll be right. Put an put an options trade on sweetie. Put an options trade on. Put an options trade on. This is what you're gonna do. Alright? You're gonna put three, four thousand dollars in. You're gonna put an options trade in, right? For the future prospect of it. You're gonna buy a futures contract and you're gonna hope it goes up, which you know it's gonna go up. So why not put an options trade where you can profit for real from it? What option? What do you mean? This is there's a thing called an options trade, right? It's leverage though. So you, you the percentage of your options trade. Don't fucking do what he's saying, Keenan. I, I, don't know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. You can put an option trade. <laughs> you can put an options trade in, right? And instead of make putting your dollar in and making five, you can put your dollar in and make five hundred. Yeah. By putting an options trade in, so it's called it's it. Look, 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 look. <laughs> look, this is Jazz. Jack is right. It's too risky. It's dangerous to do. I've done it before. I've lost money on it before. I've tried with Doge Dogecoin. It crashed. I lost four hundred bucks. Yeah, but an options, an op. Listen, an options trade gives you the ability to gain that long term profit in the short run. Essentially, if you think the coin's going to go up in the long run, if you have enough money in your account, you have enough risk tolerance, you can put a leverage bet against the 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 cryptocurrency to go up and profit significantly significantly by being able to buy say you put a hundred dollars in you'd be able to put a fat in in theory you can put a thousand dollars in from your hundred dollars you can put a ten thousand in from a thousand because the leverage allows you to take out more money than you actually initially put in and then you also get the profit on that leverage money but the problem is if you don't put your stop loss correctly and you don't put a stop loss at all you could lose it all and some 
So all you do is you put a stop loss where your risk tolerance is. Say you only want to lose max five hundred dollars, or you want to yeah. lose max your max. You put a thousand in, you're happy to lose a thousand, but you're also happy to gain a hundred thousand. You can put that stop loss in to to, to basically cu- curate that fucking loss, or, or be able to create that opportunity for yourself. But you need to be able to time the market in a sense where not time the market, but be able to position yourself in the market where you think, okay, I'm comfortable with where Bitcoin is at the moment. I believe it's going to only go up from now. We've hit the bottom. It's matured or whatever. And then you can put your thousand dollars in, but with their leverage, you're actually putting ten thousand in, which means you profit from a a ten thousand dollar investment in a short run. So every time it goes up, you're profiting from that ten thousand. So you might make a significantly more Man. Yeah, I see. But the, the the losses there as well. So you could lose that thousand. But if you're happy to lose that, you got a spare thousand bucks, and you're happy to lose the thousand, and you got that risk tolerance there, and you don't leverage a hundred percent of your money, you'll be able to have that buffer where it can go down a bit. You could lose six, seven hundred dollars, but you're not losing it yet because you're still in the trade. And then eventually, if, if you believe it's going to go up, you just leave it in there, and it goes up. You start significantly making your gains and you start significantly making your money. So it's just more like a profit tolerance thing, a risk tolerance thing. Wow. But if you're really risk aver- risk aversive, oh, bro, I've done it. I've tried it out. I've put money yeah, in. I'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. The thing net- is, like, you need to understand technical analysis, you know, like you need to understand Fibonacci and you need to understand wrong. Wrong. Yes, nah. yes, right. How much are you up? How, what do you mean, how much I'm up? Are you in the green or the red? Bro, I'm in the green in every aspect you can believe. <laughs> right, I'm, I, honest to God, honest to God, I am not in red in one investment that I've had. Not one. Well, if you go onto your Bybit account, you can show me that your re- unrealized, oh, sorry, your realized profit and loss is in a profit. Okay, to be honest, there's one that's not. I'm $2 down on uh, BitTorrent, whatever it is, BitTorrent. I put like 20, 30 bucks in. And I'm down two bucks. Is so you're telling me you've been day trading and you're up. I'm not day trading, but I'm not trading oh, no, uh, BitTorrent. I'm not day trading. You're talking about leverage trading. I'm talking about day trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah, coins yeah, of that's significance. That's so different. I'm telling you, if Keenan wants to realize his gains again, there is a, there's, there's, a, there's a situation where he can, but his risk tolerance and his ability to understand what kind of situation he's getting himself into, he can under, if he can understand that, he can profit from that. I'm not, I'm not taking away from what you need to learn or what you need to do. I'm just saying there's an opportunity there if you can understand the market. That's all I'm saying. If you believe and there's the opportunity arises and you have the intelligence, you have the aspect, you have the input or whatever it is, you can profit. Instead of doing the long game and you're waiting, you know, three to four to five years to realize that profit, you can get in and make that money a little bit earlier than usual. But you got to have that risk tolerance. Fall flat on your face and lose everything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Either you do that or you don't. That's the thing. You either win or you fucking lose. You put a th- if you're happy to lose a thousand bucks, what is the harm? Yeah, as long yeah. as it's. That's as all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, something you win to lose. That's it, Ken. If you got to spare five hundred, two hundred, one hundred dollars, put it in. Yeah, yeah. Put it in. Put well, it in I've, for I've had all this money just sitting in my account. I've done nothing with it, so I may as well just try. Get open a Binance and put two hundred bucks on Bitcoin right now as a as an options trade, as a future trade. Get a buy a future contract, leverage it at sixty percent, seventy percent. Do not do that. And <laughs> what are, what are, <laughs> Dude, I got the balls, gun. I'll fucking do it all day long. I'm gonna. I got the fucking kahunas to do that. I don't give a shit. Let's get a keener. You want to make some money? Let's fucking go. But if you don't, if you're scared, oh, Bitcoin's gonna drop. Don't do it. 
No, no, no. What do you? I'm just curious. Uh, what coins are you investing? <laughs> in? Mate, what do you mean? Yeah, well, what, what are you investing in? The big, the you big two. No, no, for me, the big two. Is and that it? Well, Doge. I got a bit of Doge coin. Listen, I'll, I'll get my app right out. Hold up. I'll show you right now. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Polkadot. They're really. Is that all you? I mean, you've got you've got a Ethereum layer two solutions like um, Matic and Solana. There's a lot of stuff out there. You've just got to understand it. But if, if you want to if you want to hedge against inflation over time, Bitcoin and Ethereum are all you need. If you want to keep it simple and simple, trust me, simple is better. If you're in as deep as me and you got as many assets, it, it gets it can be too close. Yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. Ethereum, Cardano. If you just had those three, I think in ten years you're gonna have a lot more money than. Look, I'm more oh, random. Uh, so I've got Bitcoin, Ethereum. That's already that's stock. That's just on my interest. So I'm getting paid. But then I've got Decentraland. I don't know if that's going to take off. I got money in that. Doge, Doge coins. Doge, yeah, Decentraland. The virtual, yeah, the NFT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a bit in that. Just a bit. Just I don't know. Big companies are buying big. So oh, I'm gonna, wow. I got a couple of bucks. this year. And uh, I got game credits. That's done me well. I've made six, seven hundred bucks game credits and put that back into Binance for options trades. I've only, I only bet on my, I only bet on my profits, Jackie. I, I don't, I don't spend, I don't spend <laughs> the principal, Jackie. I spend the principal, baby. Um, uh, VET. That's it. Oh, V chain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. V chain. That's it, man. My portfolio is worth zero dollars. Yeah. Put it in, Kaden. Fuck it, man. It's just money. Ethereum's trading at oh two thousand. That's pretty good. It's at a it's at a good time to buy. The whole market's crashed a lot over the last three months. You How much Ethereum do you have? What's that? How much Ethereum do you have? Uh about five and five to six. Oh, you got f- five coins. Yeah, I have over five. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, I don't have that, I don't have that many. No way, bro. You know that they're bringing out the London hard fork, and it's going to make it a deflationary asset this next month. Well, they're going to deflate everything in the next month. They're going to, they're going to create. There's a London. They're doing all these um updates on the blockchain and uh, like for Ethereum, and they and they're going to make it. Um, like a deflationary, so there's going to be like, you're going to have to burn Ethereum to use um, their platform, which is going to make it deflationary over time. Yeah. Really cool. Really. So do you reckon cool. buy in a month time? Usually you want to buy the news, like buy the rumor, sell the news. Usually the price will go up before a big upgrade and then dump it. Um, like when the upgrade happens, that's kind of just the way. Bitcoin's going go. to twenty four bucks, Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Keenan. Bitcoin. Listen to me, Keenan. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So a plan of attack. Bitcoin's going to twenty four dollars, Keenan. No, 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 no. What I'm talking. No. So if I were to buy today, you're saying there's going to be there's going to be a dump in the market. No, 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 no. So okay, so the market's fallen fifty percent. So you're Buying, Kenan, the ba- so so basic, basic market psychology. You want to buy your asset, the asset that you're looking to buy. You want to buy it when it's in the red. 
you want to buy it when it's gone down because you're getting a discount. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if the asset, if you wake up tomorrow and you go, I'm putting money in Ethereum and Ethereum's up 20% that day, it's a fucking terrible time to buy. No, 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 no. Yeah, so what I'm saying is in, yeah. a, in a month time, it's going to go up. Is that what you're saying? I'm not, uh, I can't predict. Kanan, I'll no, give no, you no, something. No, but no, what did you do? Let me give you, give you something. Kanan, listen to this. Listen to this. No, listen I'm to this. Literally, I'm, I'll, I'll literally put money into this. Listen shit. to this, Kenan. Buy when the streets are covered in blood, even if it's your own. Which is now. Which is now. You get me? It's a good time to buy. Uh, okay. Ethereum got to 4,000 USD. Over Wrong. <laughs> so it's a good time to buy. Nah, so Jackie, nah, Jackie if, knows. Okay, wait, wait. So if I would, what's this Lisk coin? What's Lisk? I don't know. There's a lot of coins. Don't, don't look at all the coins. Hey Jack! Hey Jack! Yeah. I reckon I reckon Bitcoin's going to get to twenty four thousand. Oh, I'm looking at the current price. Of Bitcoin. I think the lowest 24. it can possibly go is twenty six thousand. There's a lot of liquidity there. I don't think it goes to twenty four. You don't reckon? A lot of support at twenty six. If it breaks thirty k and it like closes below thirty, it, it'll probably fall to twenty seven to twenty six. I don't, and that's USD, but I don't see it going lower than that. But um, Robert Kiyosaki came out and said when Bitcoin hits twenty seven k, I'm like he's already got his buy orders in his mind shitload. So there's a lot of um smart money out there that's like watching and they go oh, fucking go to twenty seven. Mm. Um, but there's so much support on thirty, like it's been bouncing off thirty for a long time. Whether it goes below or it just goes back up again, we'll see. But um I don't care. I'm in for the long run. So I don't really I yeah, I was saying I'm in the long run. I'm not I'm not like exiting or entering at any fucking price point man but if it drops to 26 is a great time for us to scoop some up you know yeah look to be honest this is this is from a completely <laughs> outside i'm not in it like you jackie i'm not fully in it i'm only like partially i think that i think there's going to be a manipulation where the coin will go up to 33 34 you know people get really enthusiastic about it again they'll start buying in they'll start spending their money again they'll start really chucking it all in People be stuck. People start making money, and then what's going to happen? It's going to have a crash, like you wouldn't. But like we think the crash is now. That's the problem. I think. I think we all believe the crash is now. Whenever we believe something is a fact, there's always an underlining issue. It's not over to the fat lady sings. That's one thing I understand about the market. It's never over to the fat lady sings. Whenever we think that we understand what's going on, we don't understand what's going on, and we're the ones that we're the culprits. We're the ones who loses loses out on the yeah. Contrarians make money. Like going against the uh, the market sentiment is usually the way you make money. So like when the price was up at 65k and everyone was celebrating, this is the best thing since sliced bread, and we're all gonna be fucking rich. Break out the red panties, baby. You know, like it's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like that's when you fucking pull your money out. You know what I mean? And sure enough, the price went down heaps. And now everyone's freaking out. You know, like people who watch, like like um the YouTube creators out there that do crypto content, the like amount of views they're getting these days are like cut into like quarters mm -hmm. compared to like bits what they were getting three months ago when everything was booming. And so now you go, all right, everyone's leaving the scene. Everyone's like, everyone's going, nah, this crypto shit ain't good. That's when you buy in because everyone's freaking out and going, this shit isn't going to go up. Now's the time to buy in. So they're freaking out at the moment. Yeah, so you want to go, you want to go, when everyone's going, oh, this is too easy, that's when you get, you want to be nervous. When people yeah, because are I don't know what the current, I don't know what the current market status is, like what's everyone's feels about it. You want to go, you want to go to um, cryptocurrency fear and greed in, index, 
Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna share my screen so you guys can... Don't listen. Hey, Ken. Don't listen to me. No one should be, <laughs> no be listening to me, man. Oh, here, you see. I'm spe- I'm, I look, I'm, I'm speculating. I'm in this wallet thing. Yeah. So you reckon just, what, buy Ethereum? I think Ethereum has a chance of flipping Bitcoin as the number one crypto for a period of time in the next 12 months. Facts. Facts, Jack. Facts. Where's the, where do you get the analytics on Ethereum? Like the overall? Um, you want to learn about, you just want to learn about Ethereum in general. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it? A minister? Is it, is it just like Bitcoin? Wait, can yeah. you close some Wait, tabs? You want, to, you want to know what Ethereum is? <laughs> yeah, man, he's got some tabs open. Far <laughs> out, oh, mate. Yeah, you got fucking seven YouTubes open. <laughs> no, they're all, they're all acting scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been trying to oh, find okay. scenes. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. This is bro. The 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 last me would have fucking went bonkers with this. Hey, the two the me two years ago would have went fucking OCD on these tabs. I did delete it all. So what Ethereum? Do you know? Okay, so Ethereum is a smart contracts platform. It's a lot of other platforms come to it and they work together to do various things so but everything works off that ethereum blockchain right it's it yeah. was the first Thanks. it's the first mover advantage so you've got things like cardano and other things that are doing really good um stuff in the ecosystem but ethereum got there first right made a metamask kenan all the nfts are run by ethereum so metamask see like all the arts barely come up since it's uh conception. Litecoin went up, but we're in a bit of a no, 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 no. When I was it. looking at it back in the day, I mean, it's still it's a huge, it's a huge, it's it's gone up one hundred sixty six percent since I looked at it. It was a dollar. Yeah, it was like it was nothing. Well, that's the thing, like, and this is what people freak out because the market's down fifty six percent. But I, I like uh, a lot of people say, like, when in doubt, zoom out. If you zoom out across several years, the market has continued in an uptrend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I want to look okay. at the analytics of like the yeah, exactly. So, all right, if you click on go um, trade history, now go go to buy sell. Go to Ethereum, go chart. See on the right, go chart. Oh, it's gonna option to scroll out like over a long period of time. Oh, oh no, I think it's a week. Go, go back. Oh, when was this? Oh, two years down the bottom. Go down the bottom and press it. Two years. Yeah, there you go. Two years. Look at that. Two years. Yeah, it's massive. So people look at the market from that fucking big red candle at the top, that big wick. Yeah, and, oh, the market's gone down. There's probably everything's ruined. Let's have a look. Even at this bottom there, where we're at currently, look how yeah, fucking look at that. Look at that trend. Back there, dude. Look at that trend. That's what I'm saying. It's gone up. Yeah, it's heaps. over. T it's 10x from where you're looking. Yeah, and it's dumped 50 percent, and it's 10x. Volume. There's been eight million dollars. What's that? Eight eight. Eight billion. Is that does that mean eight billion has been bought? What does that mean? Where where are you looking? Traded in the last twenty four hours, eight billion. 
20. I'm not sure what that means, to be honest. So should I just buy some of these? The vo- Kenan, the volume well, is how much it's traded in the last 24 hours. How much people <clears throat> putting money in and out? Well, you look at it, if it's something, if it's an asset you believe in and it's down 50%, you'll get in it at a flash sale. So it's a fucking great time to buy. What most idiots do is they buy it where that big red wick is because they get in last second. I don't know what the fuck it is, but they go, it's a sure thing. Fucking Bobby from down the street told me that it fucking makes money. Yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. put 10 grand in it and then it gets cut into fucking half, you know? So if I bought one, that'd be 2000 do you think that's a dumb thing to do? Just buy one. No, nah, isn't that? Well, it's 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 your risk tolerance, you know. Yeah. So yeah, anything yeah. you invest, you got to be willing to lose or like whatever. But you got to believe into what you're buying. In. But if you looked into Ethereum and you understood what it did, what it does, you love it. You go, wow, this is amazing. But it takes a lot of time to get your head around it. I need it. Yeah, I need it. Oh. Still don't understand it all. Yeah, it'd be interesting to look at like the how intricate the components like what it taps into technology wise what what like yeah, what, so what is it driving into in the back end yeah 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 it's very interesting you'd probably understand it better than me because you have your yeah i've got the background. it background yeah that's the thing you could probably when you figure it out some of the shit you're gonna have to dumb it down to me because i don't i don't fully understand all of it all right man i'm getting i just need to jump on this shit to be honest man i've been too ignorant a great time to do it Look, look, 30, 32%. Don't worry about that shit. Yeah, you need the big plays. Just worry what? about, yeah, what's tried and true. Yeah, tried and true. Yeah. So you go into so like, just... this is Dogecoin, what the fuck is that? Don't fucking touch that, it's a meme coin. Bitcoin Cash, that's Facebook, Thank isn't you. it? Um... Yeah, that's Bitcoin Facebook. Cash, I think, is just another way to like transfer funds around. I don't think it has much of a use case. So, okay, just to say, theoretically speaking, I buy one coin now, mm. and I shit the bed. What's the process of selling a coin? You just sell it back. Just here, you just sell it back to the market. Yeah, you just sell it back. Coin spot's easy. But the thing is like, um, and another thing is like, if you're in a capital gains loss, so say you lost money, you don't pay tax on that. Yeah. So if you're fi- in a financial year, you're in a capital gains loss overall with all your assets, you don't pay tax on that. So you don't pay tax on this. If you're in a loss, if, if you're, you're in a loss, gain. Yeah. Yeah, you in a, okay, so with Australian. With yeah, Australian, I know. Yeah, I know how that look, yeah. how that works. Like you got to hold it for twelve months, and you get fifty percent. You only pay tax on fifty percent of the asset. Whereas if you hold it for um, less than twelve months and you sell it at a at a gain, you have to pay a hundred percent. So say okay, so say I I make say I make a hundred grand, but I held the asset for twelve months and then sold it. I pay fifty grand tax. I pay tax on fifty grand of that. So I say say whatever bracket it falls in. So I'm taking out a hundred grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Third bracket, that's twenty four percent. That's not the complete right number, but just for argument's sake. So okay, I pay twenty four percent on that hundred grand. Uh, sorry, I pay twenty four percent on fifty grand. So I pay yeah, 40, yeah, you just fall in the tax bracket, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if I held it for over a year, uh, sorry, if I if I didn't hold it for over a year, I pay twenty four grand tax on that capital gain 
Facts. Because Facts. I didn't hold it. So <laughs> you got to hold it for 12 months to get the tax. It's kind of like a tax benefit, you know? Mm. So they don't want people flipping and flopping with assets or they'll charge you more tax. So there's that incentive of holding it for a year. So I would say if you're going to invest in anything, you want it to be a long-term play. Um, you want to understand what you're investing in because what's the point? If you're going to wake up every day and freak out because the market's down 7%, like it's not a healthy way to live your life, you know? No, this would be something I'd just dump and leave. I wouldn't even look at it. If you were to dump and leave it, then that's fine. Yeah, there's no way. I would, I'm, I'm too late to the game to be day trading on this stuff now. Nah. Um, a volatile market like this, you can day trade. You can definitely day trade because it is volatile. It's a big gains to be made, but it's piss easy to lose your money too. So you would need to do several courses on day trading and really extensively study it if you were going to do that stuff. Yeah. Or you're just playing with money that you're not you're not scared to lose. That's the scared to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then That's you might as well just put a multi on some fucking greyhounds or some shit. I really want to get in this. I'm going to buy a few horses of this said. Zed's shit as well. I reckon that's going to pop off soon. Because that's very Yeah, I reckon it's yeah, well, it's, it's early in it's it's just like the early early days in that as well. I can see. Yeah, buy before buy before it costs you two three thousand. How do you buy? Oh, how do you buy Zed horses, Josh? Listen, you got you got two ways. You either got to buy from the directly from the website when they release. It's almost like a merch release. Yeah, uh, yeah, release. yeah, they do drops of like yeah. different breeds. What's what's the What's the website? So it's like Z dot like Z- IO or Z dot something like that. Yeah, I think I had it up here. Yeah. Um, or you can go to MetaMask, you can go to OpenSea, and you can buy secondhand uh, horses, but I don't recommend that. You'd have to you'd have to go to that platform first and connect your MetaMask to it. Yeah, and you buy you buy with Ethereum, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, is it Ethereum or you buy you buy with a different? It's probably Ethereum. I'm not sure. I've never bought one, but I would say but, it's Ethereum. Yeah, you if buy it's on that, if it's on the MetaMask. If the if it's on the Ethereum blockchain, you probably buy it with Ethereum. It's this one, hey. Yep. Yeah, own race. Yeah, earn. And you can you know what's cool about Z race is that you can breed your horses. Yeah, you can breed. You can, yeah, you can you can really like do a lot of things with just digital horses. Crazy. Oh, you can have your own cool. stable. Your, your so own cool. stable. Yeah, man. It's crazy. You're cool. not killing horses. That's yeah, right. You're not killing real horses. <laughs> you know what? They're Australian too, which is crazy. They're Australian founders. Oh, oh they? Yeah. Yeah, man. They're, they're, they're running in bulk, man. They got bulk money now, these guys. Yeah. Because I was, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, they're starting to de- try to develop like new technology around like the horses and like, uh, like uh like just like real real world real world factors are trying to build in the logic for that so like right. there's yeah so they're still like developing the technology for it and like all the different factors whether it be like because at the moment you can you can literally like i don't know if this would ever change but you can race a horse uh right now and then race it straight after the race get another race and won't be tired yeah yeah so that they, they never get tired I think they should keep it like that, man. I don't think they should go too crazy with, like, you know, making it too realistic. Like adding in stamina and all this shit. Yeah, I think it's just, it's fun that they don't get tired because you can make more money more rapidly. It's like, then it takes away yeah. from, you might as well just buy a real fucking horse. Yeah. They're going to add all these real world yeah. implications. 
He yeah. has been playing this weird game, NFT game, and he's made seven hundred and forty dollars since Tuesday. What is it? Let's game. explain. Oh, I forget what he said it was called. Nah, Jack, Jackie. Because I'm not. I haven't done it. Because the problem is, you need five of the coins to start, but the coins are going up so much. They're like a hundred and something per coin, so you need like five to start. I'm like, Pete, I'm not starting this fucking game when I got to spend five hundred dollars just to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you call him now. <laughs> What's it called? Call him in loudspeaker. Let's get yeah, it going. Him. Yeah, call him. I reckon. I'm fucking hotspotting to the laptop because. So am I, man. So am I. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear. Hey, special What's drop. It? Origins, Origins sculptures or some shit. I just got a message you said. I don't know why I get it, but I get it. Came and call Pete. He'll tell you what it is. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't call it. him. I'll drop out. Of the um, webcam. Oh, and yeah. Call him up back. How's Jack? Huh? How's Jack? Yeah, Jackie's good. Jackie's, re- Jackie's making still- money. Yeah, Jackie's making money. <laughs> and Josh is still in lockdown? Yeah, you're still in, lo- you still in lockdown. VD? Very heavy. Yeah. I, I reckon Josh call him because I'm, my internet's shit house too. Yeah. I'll call him now. He might want to pick up, but... No, he'd be working, wouldn't he? He might be a pick up. How do they know? Hello? (laughs) Yeah. Hello? (laughs) Hello, who's this? The person you are calling... Hey, cancel the call. Pete, you're on live, you piece of shit. Hello? I know. He denied you. Oh. Yeah, I'm reckon I'm gonna get some of this. Get oh, into a can. If you got money to put into it, bro, I don't know why you're not putting money into it. I right, fuck it, why not? You got spare cash? Yeah, well, it's just sitting there. I haven't done bro. anything with it. Yeah, might as well. But if you're not buying stocks, yeah, it's obviously some, doing nothing. It's just sitting. Buy some stocks as well. Why not? Yeah, bro, buy some stocks, man, please. Yeah, you need to get me onto that. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I'm don't, about. I don't, don't forget on the traditional stuff. The traditional stuff will still make you money, long term. Mm. Bitcoin's great. Bitcoin will make you money as well. But the, you know what scares me? This is what scares me, Keenan, is that everybody thinks they're right. Yeah. As in, like, everyone thinks that the information that they have right now is truth. And the problem with that is that we've seen in history, man, is that whenever we think that we understand it, it's never the case. That's why I've got this devil's advocate. Because it's like, oh, this is facts. This is facts. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. But it's all secondhand information. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so it's all secondhand information. It's coming from a source. It's coming from somewhere. Do Can we can we credit that source? Can we... Can we um, can we say that source is actually truth? If we all believe we're going to make money, then we're not going to make... This is as simple as this. If we all believe we're going to make money and this is the right tactic, right strategy, right formula, it's never the case because it's a, it's a game of manipulation. It's a game of monopoly, man. So you have these monopoly-run companies, people or organizations that create the narrative feed the narrative to the, the masses and the masses have to somehow negotiate 
what they're going to do with themselves, negotiate exactly how they're going to enter the market, exactly how they're going to enter this strategy into their portfolio. And what usually what happens is it's secondhand, and not only that it's second, the problem with it being secondhand is that it's late. The information is late. It goes through so many hands and minds and iterations and, you know, people that you end up getting like a skewed uh, version of the truth or reality of the actual situation. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So you never, never take anything as, this is the thing I understand about this game. Never take anything as truth. Yeah. Never. Because you got to go, you got to follow your intuition. You got to understand the fundamentals, number one. And from the fundamentals, you just go from your gut instinct. You go from what do I believe in? And I'm going to invest in that. As simple as that. Yeah, literally. Bro, don't trust me. I know like Jackie's going to come back on. He's going to, Jackie, I understand you're going to say, you know, like you got to learn this, you got to go through these courses, you got to do that. But man, these these things, these things are not designed for you to win, bro. They're not designed for you to win. They're designed for you to to apply these strategies, but they're not necessarily designed for you to win. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess I'm a bit skeptical, but at the same time, I'm only skeptical because skeptical because the history suggests to me and, and my perception of my version of the information that I'm receiving reveals to me that I have to be, you know, speculative and I have to be kind of skeptical about the whole situation because that's what it's shown to me. That's what it's shown to the people that are making the decisions. People don't know how they're going to – people are – listen – the people with the money are trying to figure out how they're going to be able to control this influx of money. How they're going to be able to control the money keep coming in. It's just like the yeah. stocks. Like That's everything. the thing. You have these. You have these companies, these consulting companies like J.P. Morgan. Look, they've got so much. They've got. They've got their their foot in so many pies. Uh, it's a team effort. You think J.P. Morgan's not working with BlackRock? Yeah. Come on, bro. Like that's the situation we're in. People think people are naive with the fact that people aren't working together. They're all in the people in Silicon Valley are all in Silicon Valley. They all know each other. They're all friends. They're all acquaintances. They all ask for money off different. This is the, this is the podcast I was listening to as well that identified this problem. They're all in it together, Keenan. Of course. So it's like us coming from in the middle of nowhere in Australia, getting all this secondhand information. Somehow have to come up with a strategy. And, and, and go, oh, you know what? This is true. This is what's going to happen. This is what we believe. This is the information that we've received. Yeah, you know how you know how yeah. all the, uh, the big the big players in the US they all of a sudden started dumping all their money into Bitcoin. That's There's right. A strategy behind that. Of course, nothing's randomized. Everything is planned, plotted, yeah. created. Strategy is key. Nothing calculated. is an accident. Calculated. Nothing is an accident. So it's like for me, I'm I'm devil's advocate that Jackie's. Theory. I'm a, advocate, I'm a devil advocate for you, Jack, which is amazing for the podcast because it's like, man, I'm very speculative. I'm very, uh, you know, against the establishment because I know what the establishment is capable of. I understand. I understand the notion that's behind the information that we receive on a secondhand nature. That's all I'm saying. Why do you so think like, they manipulate the market? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think no, no, they. No, no, no. I, I know they think... do. No, they do. They do. But I want to know why you think they do that. What, what What do you think would be their incentive to manipulating the crypto market and making it, dropping it, like making a plunge? Why would two, they do that? 
Two things, just like stocks, control is, control is profit, monopoly is profit, just like business, any aspect. There's no money in competition. Let me repeat that. There's no profit in competition. That's why the monopoly companies swear by whatever. They're not a monopoly, so they can keep getting away with being a monopoly. The monopoly is the money. Having the monopoly over the market is the money. Not being Having a competitive market, trust me, this is just what I've seen. But having a competitive market has no profits. If you're competing with all, this is an equilibrium thing. This is like the market will dictate the prices. The market will dictate exactly what's going to happen. But in reality, the main plays dictate exactly the narrative of, uh, I've lost it. I've lost it. Of the market? I've lost Where the market it. goes? I don't know. I had the stream of consciousness for a second. I had the stream. This is the problem with me. I had the stream of consciousness. It was with me. I was working with it. Um, no, the, to be honest, man, it's like, it's like, I don't know, just from what I've listened, learned, and observed, because I only can I only can recognize what I observe on a personal level. What I've observed is monopolies of money. So obviously, there's underlining uh, strategies behind all the things that we know to be uh, perceived as true or perceived as closest to the truth. And the problem with thing that we, things that we perceive as the closest to the truth is that a lot of the time we lose out. When, as, as normal people and people in the game that not, don't have billions and millions to manipulate and, and control and to organize and to blah, 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 like the people that think they organize GameStop and AMC, like that oh, for me, nice. that's, that's a conspiracy to me. The people... People truly believe that they, that on some fucking Reddit posts, they were able to manipulate the market of AMC. It's just. Well, you see, look, Ethereum drives NFTs. That's what I said to you, Keenan. I said Ethereum blockchain is the is the baby daddy of yeah, all, they all the work rest off of the Ethereum blockchain mostly. MetaMask. Pretty much every big crypto out there is on the Ethereum blockchain. That's how they operate. Yeah. But see, MetaMask has a feature now that you can switch to the Binance smart, Binance smart Chain as well. So, like, you can do – MetaMask is very versatile. What is MetaMask? It's just a it's just a wallet. But you go on – okay, so if you have MetaMask, right? Wait, wait, wait. wait. So get, isn't, there, isn't a wallet the same as CoinSpot? No. No, what's, what's – okay. What what's so, defined, okay. what is CoinSpot? Def- CoinSpot is, is a centralized exchange. That means there's a middleman, right? So you log in, you buy stuff off their platform, they charge you a fee. There's a middleman. A oh, decentralized exchange is what you use things like MetaMask on, right? So a decentralized exchange is something like Uniswap or PancakeSwap. Yeah. So if you, okay, type in Uniswap or PancakeSwap, just type in Uniswap. Oh, I see. So, so the coin, say the coin spot is like the the blockchain version of like a ASIC exchange. Yeah, it's like um, it's like buying something off. Yeah, like Comsec or something. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, so see this. So if you go, um, if you want to um, swap tokens, you go launch app. Yeah. For example, you just hit launch app. And then you'll have to connect your wallet. Your wallet will have the asset in that you want to swap. See? So you see top right, connect the wallet. So if you had a MetaMask, you connect your MetaMask to it, which you don't 
But if you did, so say you had Ethereum, you wanted to swap your Ethereum to some various token, you just you just pop it in there, you pay a fee, and you get that token straight to your wallet. And then off you go. You're off the platform. That's it. And there's no middleman. You just go, come in, get what you want, leave. Yeah, so the the process would be buy Ethereum off CoinSpot. That's right, yeah. Then you'd have a MetaMask. Transfer to your MetaMask wallet. Yep. Yeah. And then you buy, like, whatever you wanted to do, you can do it there. But if you're just buying the top three, five coins, they're all going to be on CoinSpot. So you don't even need to fuck with this shit. Yeah, true. You just stick to CoinSpot, it's easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're really it. into it and you're looking into really new projects and you want to get in real early and look for that 100x gain, this is where you come. Oh, I see. But then there's a lot of scams, so you got to know: is it okay? Do they have an anonymous team? You know, things like this. Because if they're an anonymous team, a lot of the times they're rug pull. So you, you got to do so much research before you fuck with shit like this. Because on a decentralized exchange. People can create whatever token they want. They can do whatever they want. They can fuck people over. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been, I've been, Ken, I've been scammed. I've been scammed before. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, so this is the decentralized platform of where you trade coins. Yeah. So this is an example of a decentralized exchange. Fuck, this is interesting. Oh yeah, it's fucking, it's insane. Technology is insane. Oh, fuck, I want to get down a rabbit hole with this stuff. <laughs> Your head will explode. There's a lot to it. It's really, yeah. good. really interesting. Do you use this often? Uh, yeah, I, I use it. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a, a few things I've bought with it, but no. Uh, the only time I would come to Uniswap, so Uniswap's where pretty much everything comes to when it's first created. So like as soon as the ICO done, so an ICO is like an initial coin offering, you know, like an IPO with a stock. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like that. The first place you can purchase it after the ICO would be Uniswap almost every time. That's where it's going to go first. Probably yeah, but because it's but because it's uh decentralized, there's no checks and balances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah people just chuck um, on. The problem with Uniswap is because it's on the Ethereum blockchain. So whereas PancakeSwap is on the Binance smart chain. So the Ethereum blockchain have gas fees and they're quite expensive. So a lot of retail investors, like people like ourselves, you will buy like a few hundreds, like a couple hundred dollars of a token. Yeah. When this platform is chockers with people trying to buy stuff on there, you might be paying a hundred dollars USD to make an exchange. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. So well, you know, yeah. How it's, how early did you get on Ethereum? If you have five, Ethereum, yeah. Um, I got into it. I had some in twenty seventeen, and then I added when it was, and then I kept adding and adding when it was like, I don't know. I think a lot of my purchases were what around. If I was to average it out, I probably bought in on average at around twelve hundred Aussie, maybe. Yeah, which is pretty good. Oh, that's great. Fifty percent drop, and I'm still up almost two x. Or yeah. I'm up two x because twenty eight, isn't it? Yeah, it's twenty eight at the moment. And so, what's Peter doing? What's he doing? Hmm. Fuck, I don't know, man. What's Peter doing? <laughs> Are you gonna call him, Jack? Uh, he's um, he's been um, 
because <clears throat> I, I got I got him into the um, investing and stuff a few months ago, and he's been loving it. So he's just been taking it and running. He because he loves games. So yeah, he's, um, he's been really hot in the NFT scene, hardcore. He's playing a lot of the different games. I introduced him to a game I heard of that was like on the blockchain, and he was playing it. So he's been getting packs and stuff <clears throat> and leveling up or whatever. So now he's just games which like playing games which was a hobby for him he's now turned it he's monetized it you know so now, now he's he's got he's playing these games but they're giving him assets that he can spend like he can sell so pretty much peter peter's gonna be very well off um, he's gonna be more well off than a lot of us in the early stages man he's be very well off let me tell you so he's playing these games what a sleeper as long as he makes he, he um realizes profits at the right time he's gonna He's gonna make a lot more money than most people, so it's pretty cool. That's but really he's cool. Really in the NFT thing, because he found his niche in crypto that he likes and he understands it, and because it's brand new, it's explosive. The gains. Yeah. Like this coin he's invested in, he's showing me it. It's went up fucking four thousand percent this month. What coin is it? I don't remember what it's called, man. Oh, it was some weird game he's playing. I don't know. It's not even like complicated to play. It's real simple. It's like playing a fucking. Well, would you like would you buy that coin on here, the coin spot? No, it wouldn't be on here. I don't remember what it was called. You'll have to ask. I don't remember. I I, I just don't. Fuck, that's cool. That's cool. Oh yeah, I reckon NFTs will. Exp- That's crazy. The thing with um, CoinSpot is it's kind of like late to the party with the coins. It adds onto its platform. Yeah. So if you want to ever, um, if you're ever researching, you find something really interesting. There's a if you type in CoinGecko, there's a um, it gives you a list of every single cryptocurrency there is. Um, or there's a crypto market cap as well. But I use CoinGecko. 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 So if you go to CoinGecko, it'll give you a list of everything. <clears throat> I love that you use Duck, duck, duck Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that you use that shit, man. But do you use it? No, I don't use it. I used, um, you know, the onion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used the onion for a while, but it's just too slow. Oh, so this, yeah, okay. Oh, this so this has everything on it. Literally everything. Click the search bar. If you click the search bar at the top, it'll tell you. So when you click that, it'll give like the options that come up will be like the most popular search coins of the day. There, that's it. Crypto Blades, the top one. That's the one Peter's got heaps in now. Oh, He's made blades. a shit ton of money. Look at it. Look at the gains on that yeah. shit. That's in USD. Is that today? It's up seventy eight percent in a day. That's fucking bananas. Wow. Wow. How do you buy this? <laughs> <laughs> Then no, Keenan, see, it's a horrible time to buy because something that's up that much is going to come crashing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Market cap. And you'll be able to look at where you can buy it. You can look at 30-day charts, 90-day charts, and see where it's going. So if you hit 30-day chart, look at where it was at the start of the month. <laughs> wow. Fuck, look at that. You'd have made 94X on your money. Wow. You had a grand in that, you have 94 grand. Wow. That's good Bullshit, shit, bro. Makes it look so easy. So easy. Yeah, but it's so hard to predict these things. That's the thing. Exactly. Because for every one of these, there's a thousand fucking 
dodgy on scans and shit, yeah. Yeah. So now if you um go down more, I think it's below. Keep going. Look at that, sixty five hundred percent in thirty days. 30 days. Bullshit. Go down a bit further, see the exchange, it'll tell you where you can buy it. It's the only places you can buy it. So for you to buy this, you need to go to Pancake Swap version two. You need wrapped BNB and you can swap it for skill token. Oh no it's way! Complicated bullshit. And to do that, you have to turn, you have to get normal BNB and convert it into wrapped BNB. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really fucked with Pancake Swap much, but so Peter's Peter doing all of this conversion shit. shit. Yeah, Peter does that shit because Peter's a Pancake Swap nerd. He loves that shit. He knows Binance Smart Chain a lot better than me, but I, like I'm more broad knowledge on ethereum and everything else but he's good at he's been messing around with that stuff a lot Fuck, that's um, interesting. yeah so peter has been playing this game since tuesday so have a look at um what is it friday so in the last so go seven days so when did he start playing like tuesday so he tuesday. started playing it's 30 bucks it's went up three x playing. Oh, wow wow but, good on him, man is that why he made 700 bucks on it yeah, because it's just gone stupid, but it'll crash back down. And he's not selling it yet, so he knows that, like, you know, it's not gonna keep making money for like. Is there any chance that would they'll yeah. continue to grow as the games grow? Do you think though? Yeah, well, okay. So I'll tell you. So look, I can't see because I can move this webcam. See that market cap on the right? Yeah, it's at fifty-six. So, oh. so price isn't based off. So if you you see price, it's like. A coin's like 45 cents, right? But the market cap's like several billion. Yeah. And people go, oh, it's 45 cents, it's cheap. No, that's wrong. So <clears throat> if you look at Dogecoin, for example, it's like, what, 40 cents or something? But yeah. it's like, a, it's a several hundred billion dollar market cap or several, uh, not that much, but it's like 20 bits. Say it's 20, yeah, have a look at it. What's it say? If you click on Doge. Where's the market cap somewhere? No. Go back into CoinGecko. You just look up Doge. <clears throat> so see how it's um twenty five billion. Yeah. Right? Okay, so people with the Doge go, that's nineteen cents. It's so cheap. I can have so many, and it'll go up easy because it's only at nineteen cents. Yeah. But it's actually, it's all based on how many are in circulation. There's a fuck ton more Doge than most other coins. So that's why the price is so cheap. But it's already got that much money in it. Yeah, I see. So people are investing a shit ton into it. There's already a shit ton in it, which means it's hard. You need a lot of money to double your money. But you need a lot of people to put in money to double your money. Yeah. Right? So you need that to get to 50 billion for it to get to 40 cents, right? Mm. Whereas you look at that crypto skills token and you go, oh, it's uh, it's already at 93 bucks. That's too expensive, but it's at a $56 million market cap. So for it to even just get to where Doge is, it would need to, well, 100x would be 50 billion. So to double Doge, it would need 100x from here. So it would need to get to $900. So it's, it's a lot easier for that price to move up and down because it needs less money to influence the price right yeah i see who, who dictates this market cap though what's that it's a mathematical calculation it's based off circulating supply minus uh, oh fuck i'll look it up because i 
can't remember. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. Well, here, oh, yeah. Market cap, current price, time circulating. There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's, it's just based on the, yeah. So some coins have a lot more in circulation than others. If a coin has less coins, the price will be higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's less of them. Um, so the price will go up quicker. So this has a fuck ton of coins in, but, in, in yeah, circulation. Because it's a random ass coin. But, but if you, if you're looking into that, you got to understand, you got to understand what a market cap is and why. Like, that make, why yeah, that makes sense. The actual price, that's a lot more important than the actual price of the Yeah, market. this looks, this, this market here looks like really inflated. It's way inflated. It's fucking doesn't do anything, dude. It's just a meme. Everyone just buys it for a laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you could go uh, to the. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. What do you right reckon, there. mate? I want to put my two cents in on the Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's be honest. They've, they've spent billions of dollars trying to be able to create this coin to be utilized as a top coin priority. You can uh, look that up, Kenan. Look up. Look up. Look up the infrastructure that's in process for Dogecoin. It started off as a meme, but it could potentially be one of well, them. Mark Cuban is trying to make it like um a legal, like a tender that he so like you can pay Dogecoin at the because he owns Dallas Mavericks, so like you can buy a ticket to watch the Mavericks play with Dogecoin or some shit. Yeah, there's a lot of billion, there's a lot of billionaires invested Dogecoin. But what I am saying is, it literally doesn't. Like it's a useless coin, but now the people are just getting behind it. You know what I mean? Mm. There's no real world use case for it. Unless, not at the moment. Unless these monster like millionaires make one for it. They got. They got to make. They they're utilizing it at the moment. They're putting fitting out a strategy for it. At the moment, it's speculative coin, but soon it will be a coin that will be utilized for real market uses. Mm. Potentially. Anyway, that's speculative. Potentially, it could be. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Look, I'm not sure about anything, but what I know is that people are putting big money into it. Yeah. The big players are putting big money into it to make it a utilized coin for real world uses. Um, they're putting more money into this than a lot of other coins, only because they have a lot of, uh, they have a high stake in it, and they can manipulate it, they can control it, they can profit from it. So if they can convince people to buy it, convince people to use it as a utilized token, then yeah, they, then it will pop off and we'll make money off it. Well, this popped off after um, the GameStop thing. It was the same thing. Everyone was like, "Oh, let's all put money in Doge," and it went fucking crazy. Um, and then all those people got wrecked. <laughs> I have a theory. Like, I, I worry about, like, the billionaires put money in because of the hype. They got too involved in the hype. They put money in. Now they're fucking stressing out and going, look, we've invested all this money into it and people have backed out on it. We need to somehow convince the population or convince the people that are investing in this or convince people to invest in this so we can make our money back and then we're out. That's also a possibility. But um, to be honest, 
it would be one of these coin, these dumb coins that we would never even put on our radar. We would completely count out to really rule. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, like if we go, if we go, oh no, Doge Coin's not going to be anything. It's going to be nothing. But these billionaires are investing billion, you know, lots of money, lots of capital into this, uh, the infrastructure of Doge Doge Coin, and we still got to keep that on our radar. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're willing to invest all this money and they want to take out a profit, so if we can somehow benefit from uh, their their ability to take a profit, then maybe there's something there. But other than that, it's all speculative. What's this GameStop stuff? What was that? Was um, that a coin? Meme stock. No, 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 no. It was so. There's a GameStop stock. Like you know, GameStop. It's like a. It's like a video game store in America. Oh, is that is that when was that about to die? Then everyone didn't want it to go, so they just pumped heaps of money into it. There was a hedge fund that was using. There was a hedge fund that was trying to push the price down to buy it or something. I don't know the whole story. I didn't look into it that much. But basically, a bunch of people on Reddit went, fuck, these, fuck this like rich cunt. Let's fuck him up. And all these people poured money into it to make the price boom. Yeah. Fuck this, this company or this guy over, and he ended up losing a, a ton of money. And his, his company went bust or something. Yeah, it was very... It was pretty funny, and it was like, oh, you know, we have the power, you know? Like, they fucked over the big man. It was crazy, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was something along those lines of they, they wanted to pump the price because this guy was trying to dump it. Um, and yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, I'm going to get one. into this. Hey, Jackie, I love playing devil's advocate. <laughs> that's all i'm doing i'm playing oh i got to i have to because otherwise it'd be biased <laughs> good man i take no offense no bro like i don't give a shit i don't give a shit as long as we're all making money i just have to i have to raise the question i have to raise the you know yeah raise the thought that's all that's just so, that's so viewers don't you know what i mean <laughs> Feel a bit, yeah, and they feel obliged. You know what I'm saying? All this information is coming in. They go, oh, hold up a second. They're onto something. I've got to make sure that people realize that there's a balance in the there's a balance there's a balance in the information that we're receiving, and we know that's all. There's got to be sorry. There's got to be a balance. And I plus I love it. <laughs> I love I love fucking you know. But at the same time, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So, wait, so Ethereum is is reached just about half its market cap. No, 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 no. That's not what that is. What's so that? circulating supply. That's how many tokens are in circulation total. That's so 116 million. There are 116 million over almost 117 million Ethereum in circulation. How do you? What's, the how do you? Where's the numbers for the current? The current. Uh, that's not a lot. The market caps just how much money is in the asset. I think. Oh, okay. So whatever two hundred forty-one billion is, would be okay. What would be? Hold up. Calculator thought. Not one. What are you looking at? What's the calculation? Well, it would be 241 billion 
uh, times that. Uh, divided by that one, and that'll tell you how many Ethereum have uh, are, uh, are locked up or purchased or off yeah. exchanges. Divided by what's the current two thousand USD? So there's two. It's just one hundred twenty billion. Yeah, true. Because be yeah, right. There it is. Yeah, no, that is... it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be one hundred twenty billion. Because that'd be divided by two. Oh, what do I do? Two forty one billion. Two forty one billion divided by two thousand. Oh, this fucking phone. Oh, yeah, because no, the does. phone doesn't do billion. Oh, it does. You just gotta flip it sideways. Oh, true. <laughs> Dumbass phone. Take gear. <laughs> divided by two thousand. Yeah, one hundred twenty million. Sorry, not billion. Yeah, right. Yeah. So about half the circulating supply. Well, half the supply is locked up. Just over. Yeah. So so once that reaches its market cap, that's when it'll be booming, won't it? No. So the market cap will always go up as, or well, not always, but the market cap is just based on how much is invested in the asset. Yeah, but once, so isn't there a limited, do they still pump out coins or is that it? No, 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 no. That's it. That's all. Yeah. So, so once, so once all of the coins do, are bought up. So like Bitcoin has a halving event and more coins come out, but only so much and they can be mined. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ethereum can be mined, but I think there's only a, there's a cap on that. Yeah. And so what some what point, they will get to a point where there's no more. So once uh, that reaches the, the price of Ethereum, theoretically would be at an all time high. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't buy into it anymore. Supply and demand. If, if, the, yeah. if the supply drops, and the demand's still there, the price will be insane. Yeah. Insane, yeah. yeah that's crazy. And again, if you look at it like this, if we compare it to Tesla once, like again, this is 250 billion, Tesla's 11, uh, 11 billion. Oh, sorry, sorry. Trillion. 11 trillion. So if this 10Xs and gets to 20K, it's only at 2.5 trillion. So it's only at less than a fifth of Tesla. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You think of that and you go, fuck, that's easy. That could easily happen, you know? Especially yeah. with all the real world use case. Like, people are using this platform for so much shit. Like, it's operating at such a high level. You gotta look at the numbers of the amount of money Ethereum make every day on gas fees. It's fucking stupid. Stupid. It's stupid. Be like $50 million a day on a bad day. On a bad day. That's interesting. Man, that's crazy. Money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's end it. Yeah, fucking ass. I'm sleepy ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same here. Right. Oh, yeah. Sleepy is the word for it. Yeah. Fuck, that's interesting. I might... We should have a... We should do more of this Bitcoin shit. Yeah. Once every so often do a Bitcoin session. Yeah, I know. It doesn't even have to be a podcast. I just want to learn more about it. Uh, podcast it, fucking. Yeah. Because people want to be part of the journey. Yeah. You know, it gets them to be able to understand what we do. Yeah, 100%.
Fuck yeah. All right, cool. Oh, fellas. All right, good night. All right, boys. No, good night. That was, that was good. That was oh, boys, good chatting. Yeah, fuck yeah. Five hours deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Was, All right. Man. All right, have a good weekend. All right, boys, have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Cheers. See ya. All right, cheers. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Love two hours. Let's go. Let's go all night, baby. <laughs> no, that was good. Hey, right, bro, that was good. That was really cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. That was yeah, so that good. Was- Five-hour podcast, information's flowing in. Oh, I had yeah. to play. Oh, listen, I had to play devil's advocate. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, oh, I had to, man, because it's like, no, nah, it's just, yeah, I had to play it. Plus, yeah. I believe that as well. What I'm saying, like, I believe it. it's like you know, truth is truth, but also truth is truth is re- really relative to the information that we receive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm, I might as well raise the question. You know yeah, what I'm saying? it's a question to be had. Exactly. It's like there's a lot of people out there that are probably like, oh, well, but what about the other side of it? Mm. You know, it's like, yes, we understand this and this and do this tactic, do that tactic. But at the end of the day, how many millionaires do we know of Bitcoin? How many of us are millionaires on Bitcoin? Yeah. So that's that's why I'm kind of like devil's advocate because it's like, okay, we're not millionaires of Bitcoin. We don't understand every aspect of fucking what we're, we're, we're trying to implement. Yeah. But let's just take a step back and go, hold up a second. Do we truly understand this situation? Yeah. Or do we just think we do because of the information that we receive? If we truly understand it, we, we'd, we'd be able to manipulate it. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? Manipulate the market, yeah. Of course. If we truly understood the game, we'd be able to... If you understand how to play the game, you can change the game. But you have to understand how to, have to, you have to, understand how to play the game first. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a whole different story, you know? Ooh, mm. That's all. 100%. 100%. All right. Salute, baby. Salute, baby. Oh, yeah. Salute. I'm too. I'm a bottle and a half. <laughs> <laughs> CBD. Yes, sir. Beautiful. I'm CBD. I've, oh. had, I've had Penfold. That's done. Yeah, um, you got a good drop. And I had 12 churches. That's a Byron Bay. Oh, hell yeah. It's a beautiful Shiraz. It's a South. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. South Australia. My bad. I'm by South Australia. Yeah, fuck yeah. Beautiful 2016. It's a gorgeous drink, man. It's very it's very fruity. Yeah. Light. Um yeah, that's no, a really good drink, man. So I, I recommend it. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can. I can and we did really well. Yeah, that was fun. We, that was fun, right? Yeah, yeah that was fun as. Yeah, really- we, we should split this up into two podcasts. Nah, man, I don't reckon. I think Look, sure, we could give it a go, but I reckon one podcast, why not? Yeah, you don't reckon part one, part two? Oh, this one here, oh, particular, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, particular, yeah, like maybe two even parts, at, even at that break, just like cut it there. Yeah, 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 for sure, because it's like five hours is a long time, but at the same time, man, like I've listened to Alex Jones, Joe Rogan for, I think it was a five hour podcast or a four and a half hour podcast, and I was still wanting more. Yeah. So I was like, maybe we just leave it. Maybe like, why split it up? Why don't we just leave it? This is a five-hour podcast. You might want to fall asleep to listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to zone out. You might want to work all day listening to it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. 
Yeah, just leave it. Why not? Yeah, like, okay, I, yeah, let's just leave it. Let's just keep it natural. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds yeah, good to me. I'm happy, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna wind down. Maybe I'll watch some YouTube, kick back, listen to some jazz. I don't yeah, know. same here. Wind down a bit. Hey, man. You know, oh, that was good. I like that. Dude, oh, man, we're getting better and better. Look, to me, I had a t- <laughs> having a bit of red wine, but saying that, it was still cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really enjoyed just kicking back, talking to Jack about Bitcoin. Yeah. We're really becoming podcasts, man. Yeah. <laughs> we really are. We're really getting we're really getting good at this stuff, as in being able to just to like create content on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, hell yeah. Comes natural. Yeah. Bro, you can't, bro, you can't create a five hour podcast, you know, without without having that skill set. Without just being able to, to, to generate that content for people. And it's yeah. like some people won't be into it. A lot of people really might be into it, man. Yeah. Let them let the people who want to listen to five hours listen, bro. Yeah. Enjoy the red wine. Enjoy me getting too drunk on the. Yeah. <laughs> just allow, allow them because they yeah. might they might love just like Josh sitting in the background, kick them back, just listen to jazz, listen to yeah. soul, and then Keen and the jacket getting deep into Bitcoin. It's just cool. It's natural. You yeah, know? so natural. Yeah. You know, I fucking love it, man. Yeah, that's sick. All right, salute, baby. All right, salute, Keynes. Salute. I'll, I'll salute my last bit of wine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, enjoy All right, your night. You too. November 15. November 15. <laughs> <laughs> salute. Salute, man. All right, see you, Keynes. Right, catch you, brother. See you, bro.